What's up, everybody? Episode 140 of the All You Can Hear podcast, the 2019 All You Can Hear Awards. I'm one of your six co-hosts, Tanner, and with me, as per usual, are... Yes, Pat. Uh, teleporting in from Mars, Colt. It's a Johnny boy. Coming all the way from Antarctica, it's Wenzel. Wow. And get out, everyone get out of my fucking apartment, Cody. Whoa, that's All crazy. right, that's a wrap. Everybody go and home. That's a wrap. That's the awards. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, so if you Bye, don't know, have a good time. If this is the, the first year in award show you're ever listening to from us, uh, what we do, uh, we have four categories. We have uh, anime of the year, game of the year, movie of the year, and song of the year. For anime, game, and movie, we do top threes. And for songs, uh, we do top ten. And we will be going in that order, starting with anime. Uh, should I read off... Our nominees. Oh, fuck. My Google Docs is doing something. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, shit. My, oh, shit, Google. Oh, shit. No, I've already put in the top three. Oh, okay. no. So what the hell is happening? He's reading anime. <laughs> He's going to read anime. anime. God damn, man. You just ran right into it. You're like, okay, we're going to do this, 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 this. Here's anime. Let's go. This is our third year doing it. Come on, Joe. He literally just said, slow down. Let's get some comedy in there. Pat, tell us a joke. Pee, pee, poo, poo. Actually, that is true. Cody's right. We need to get some comedy in here. God damn, man. We're Taylor. doing bits. Yeah. Doing bits. Yeah, this is a four-hour show. Let's make it a win. Bits, bits, bits. Go. Who's there? Johnson. Uh, um, but, uh, I didn't think that far ahead. Oh, uh, 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 Bits cold. Uh, Bob Marley. <sighs> so good. Bits, uh, Pat. Fart, fart, poot, poot, shit, shit, gum, gum. Tanner, Tanner, bit, bit, bit. Go, go, Tanner. You're on the spot. You're on the spot. You're on the spot. You gotta do audio, dumb fuck. That was audio. You could hear the wind whooshing. Uh, bad bit, bad bit. Woo, 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 Cody bit. I'm a bad bit. No. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. All right. That's the oh, I got one, I got one now, I got one. I'm a bad No. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I got one, I got one. I'm a bad <laughs> bit. Oh, yeah. Hold on. If we keep doing this, we might get a copyright strike. <laughs> last thing we need is our entire podcast. All I know is us. 30 people just clicked off. <laughs> <laughs> they need to know who we really are. That is just, yeah, we're okay. Yeah, bad. I think after 140 episodes, we should finally reveal ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck? I don't. I don't. Jonathan. Uh, that wasn't even a bit from Jonathan. That was, <laughs> that was moving a leg. So Tanner, I'm, why are you going so? Like we've gone on too long now. You have really slowed us down. I'm so sorry, everybody. I need you to tell I, us well, anime. I drank water earlier and I almost drowned. Uh, so anime- what's our general idea for anime this year? What? How do we feel about anime this year? It's, oh yeah, how, uh, yeah. How, it's good. Anime good. Don't like your answer, Pat. Anime. anime is better than... Books. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> Why would I read books when I can read anime? Yeah, <laughs> subtitles. All right, Jonathan. All right, thanks, Jonathan. All yeah. right. Uh, oh, no, I didn't watch. <laughs> oh. Our uh, shows nominated for Anime of the Year are as follows. Mob Psycho 102, The Promised Neverland, Sarazan Mai, uh, Demon Slayer, sorry. Fire Force, <laughs> Dr. Stone, Vinland Saga, Dororo, Blade of the Immortal, and No Guns Life. Uh, so, very stacked year. Yeah, a really, really good year. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just one problem I had with one of these titles. It's the second season of Mob Psycho. Why not just call it Mob Psycho 101? Because well, get out. But it's the second season. 
It doesn't fit. With, I mean, I guess it technically going. doesn't fit with the theme of the show. Oh, and by the way, there will be spoilers for like everything oh, yeah, we're yeah, going to yeah, yeah, discuss. Yeah, yeah. So Maybe. just heads up. All the spoilers for all the songs. So, so as you go from category to category, if you hear something that you want to watch or catch up on beforehand, just stop the podcast, go listen to that, go watch that, and then come back. Yeah. And don't forget, we'll have timestamps when this all goes up, so you can just jump to whatever section, or you can skip ahead. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tanner, uh, you do. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, but I guess Mob Psycho 100 could technically be called 101 since he does go past 100. percent Yeah. So theoretically. Whoa! Because <laughs> they said that at the first episode in the title card, that would sort of give away what's going to happen. But it wouldn't if it wouldn't 101 be like, oh, it's episode two, so we get it. It's Season part two. of the Zoe 101 canon. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Is Bob get pregnant? It's I hope so. I, well, Jonathan, you're not 100 percent wrong. Yeah. Oh, I forgot what happens in that season. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, crazy shit. Uh, so, well, I mean, we so we have to come up with a consensus top three here. So I guess we need to start cutting shows. Okay. What, uh, I did not watch. I've only watched two episodes of Blade of the Immortal. Yeah, I never watched it. Blade of the Immortal. We talked about it on the fall anime yes. review. We all really liked it. I just don't think it has the backing of some of these other shows. Yeah, yeah. despite being really good. Jazz hands. It's on uh it's on, Amazon. it's on Amazon. Amazon. I definitely like I recommended it on the Fall Anime Review podcast. Definitely recommend everybody go watch it because it's really fucking good. But if you're like not a fan of gore or it. or possible sexual violence, yeah, or sexual violence, definitely stay away from. Shield it. Heroes on this list, right? Hmm? Shield Heroes on this list? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah that, that yeah. started this year. Damn. Did it really not start this year? I think no. it started uh, last fall. Yeah. yeah, it was last fall. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm that. I'm okay with Blade of the Immortal getting cut. Yeah, I definitely think it should get cut. Um, yeah. Consider consider everything that's been that's cut an honorable mention. Yeah, no, like everything that got nominated for pretty much any of these categories, somebody thought strongly enough about it to even consider it. Yeah. So that like th- this is by no saying Blade of the Immortals is bad. It just doesn't make our personal top three. Yeah, and like you know, a lot yeah. of shit this year. <laughs> yeah, everything everything you know is worth watching. That's on this list. Mm-hmm. So it's everything. This is like. Our Pat, get closer. Favorite, so this is this is for us to cream the cock for 2019. Yeah, uh, and on that note, if Blade of the Mortals getting cut, I think No Guns Life should also get cut. Yeah, uh, I've only seen. I would agree with five that. episodes. I've only so, seen five yeah. episodes, so yeah, I've only seen none. So yeah, well, no, no guns. I, like I liked Blade of the Immortal more than I like No Guns Life, but it's mm-hmm. also one of those shows that kind of fell by the wayside. Yeah, uh, for me. So I, I, unless anybody just has super strong feelings on No Guns Life or wants to say their piece about No Guns Life, uh, No Guns Life. Uh, if you're really into cyberpunk, I, I definitely think give it a watch. It's definitely something different. Uh, really cool. It does have slow pacing at first. If you read the manga, the anime is a little bit faster. I. I Give either a chance. Both are uh, good. I would say definitely check out the manga first. Um, yeah, it's really fun. And the, a lot of really good film war vibes and a lot of mm-hmm. really interesting character design. It's, it's definitely one that I think will grow on you, and it's, it's, it's one of my sort of like low-key favorites for the year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was, it was, it was probably my second favorite from the, the fall crop of anime, right behind Blade of the Immortal. Uh, I'm going to suggest the show... That we cut, and I guess we can hear people's thoughts on it. I didn't like Fire Force. Fire Force is so fucking good, though. Like, I I will say that uh, I would be okay with being cut because the first, I guess, eight episodes really didn't draw me in as much. 
I kept wanting to like it. It kept getting to where I almost liked it, and I never did for the first eight episodes. Um, I absolutely think it's one of the best anime of this year, and maybe even last year now. Like where it's at now, last year, uh, like in the past two years, this is the best. Oh, this is like one of the better wow. animes of the past. This would, if this was on, if this was. If I made my listing, this would probably end up as like number three anime of this year because it was just so. Some of the scenes in it, some of the the, the story is kind of unique, but then if you saw Promare, which is the movie, you basically saw a very basic <laughs> premise of Fire Force. <laughs> it's kind of crazy that multiple firefighter anime big media things came out this year, yeah. and both are very similar. Like almost like I was leaning over saying, I was like. This is this is just Fire Force. So, <laughs> no, as soon as we walked out of the theater, everybody was like, "This is Fire Force." Yeah, it's, <laughs> like it's very good though. So yeah. if we need to cut it, I, I'm down for it because there is some really strong contenders above as well. I, something I will say, do uh, I really love the sound design in Fire Force? Oh yeah, that's phenomenal. And some of the art direction too. Mm-hmm. Whenever there's a character speaking, um, it feels lazy at first, but then you start to understand like some of the way they use it in the story. Is when one character is speaking, he usually has their back to the to the camera, and everyone else in the room that's listening to the character speaking has no faces drawn and uh sometimes that i mean it could i mean like it probably is i don't want to say lazy no it probably but, is like a time cutting technique but it works but it works because it allows to show emotional impact both comedic and sadness mm-hmm. really well yeah. so i will um, say the show's absolutely gorgeous the show is like the 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 fire i know after the incident with the with the studio catching fire or not catching fire being arsoned yeah um they were supposed to reduce the fire effects. Didn't notice that whatsoever. I, I I didn't notice a single like drop in quality with the animation. So if it was supposed to be more than what it is, I think I it would have been like I don't know. I mean, it's kind of absurd in that first episode, like yeah. the way they throw you into. It. Yeah, it's a fantastic. It's a fantastic uh, anime, though. Yeah, I mean. I, it, it wasn't my personal cup of tea. I will say it's gorgeous. Like Wenzel said, the sound design's good. Uh, Cody showed us the second uh, opening for it today, and it's incredible. It, it rocks. Uh, it, it's crazy. I was just not a personal huge fan of like the overall plot and where the story was going. And I and I, like I gave it a fair shot. I gave it eight episodes, which is usually more than I give shows, just because Cody liked it so much. And I just uh, I wasn't a huge fan of it. I, I will say if you uh, if you did enjoy this, but you haven't seen uh, Soul Eater, I'd recommend go checking out Soul oh, Eater. Oh yeah, because they they have a lot of uh, similarities. They, they're by the same creator, and yeah. this is like their most recent ongoing series, and. It's it's, a, it's one that I really wanted to get more into because I was really like bring the mic closer. Really uh, intrigued by the plot, I mean, uh, excuse me, the art, and it's something that I want to kind of explore when I have time next year. Yeah, God, I'm looking at this list and I don't really know what should get cut next. I don't want to. Let's just say they all win. <laughs> all of these. Are, I'm. I want to say something. I want to say something. Okay, go go ahead. I've only seen one episode of Vinland Saga. But I absolutely loved it. But I just, uh, I just uh, didn't watch anything. I never else. watched it. I, I don't I, even know what it's about. I, I only I, it's the, the Vikings. It's Vikings, and it's awesome. It, it seems awesome. like it'd be really cool, and yeah. it's probably what is it on? It's is on it, Amazon. Amazon. It's Amazon. Amazon killed it. Absolutely killed it. They've been killing it for yeah, years. Yeah, Banana Fish was really good. From I think that was last year. I haven't. I only watched the first thought, episode. Yeah, that first episode did not hit with me. But for both Vinland Saga and Blade of the are two because I just recently we just recently reinstated Amazon so I think we're gonna 
check those out. Check those yeah. two out because there have been, especially Vinland Saga. I've heard a lot of people really love. It. I think our friend Liz really loves Vinland Saga. Yeah, or Pat, Pat loves it. Pat loves it as yeah. well. It, it's a fantastic series. It's, it's like we talk, it's, it's a sort of like a historical fiction about sort of uh, these these lives of Vikings, especially this one particular young boy. You sort of sort of seeing his life grow like through like war and trauma and revenge, and just see like the debilitating effects of all of those things. And sort of like how you how, like how do you, how do you live a life in sort of like in in, a, in an area so so much like bloodshed and trauma and that that's a, and it's it's very like the creator is like very um, like historically accurate and sort of like in terms of the setting and like designs so and like it's it, like there, if you read the manga they, they, he just gives you troves of information about the the world and the era and it, it's very much worth your time to read although we will have to say anyone that is sort of at birth, like a, to a lot of strong violence and sort of like, so I, mean, I guess there is some like some sexual stuff in there too. So like, it, it's something that you know to be aware of if you go in if you are sort of sensitive to those things. But it's very much worth your time. It's one of the strongest anime to come out this year. Yeah, it's it that that first episode hooked me. I've seen I think the first three or four episodes. Uh, it's an incredible show. Like, I, I, yeah, I really wish I could have made more time for Vinland Saga just because, and it is something that we all really like. Hold on, we're going to pause for a second. Hey, everybody. Sorry for that. Uh, we were just in the middle of, uh, talking about our anime of the year. We've already cut, uh, No Guns Life, Blade of the Immortal, and Fire Force, and we're currently talking about Vinland Saga, which is about to get cut if it's not already cut. I th- but I think everybody's kind of on board with it being cut, yes? Yeah. 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 I, I only saw one episode of it. Yeah. So, yeah, Vinland Saga, cut. Uh, I, there's two places. Well, what's what's left? So what we have left is Mob Psycho 102, The Promised Neverland, Sars on My, Demon Slayer, Dr. Stone, and Dororo. Yeah, I, I mean, I know what's going to happen. I guess Dororo should probably be nice because I think I'm the only one that watched it. I watched a good bit of it, and it's very good. The intro is very good. Yeah. Um. But didn't finish it. Like, thing is though, it was it was hard. Like, wh- what was it on? It was Amazon. on Amazon. Yeah, it was on Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. So uh, that was kind of the reason why I didn't watch the rest of it. It was just kind of we couldn't watch it really. So. Yeah. Eh. Doro is a fa- fantastic anime. If you love samurai animes, you will probably love this one. It's a very sad, very dark, very sad and dark because. <laughs> It's about a guy that, when he was a child, his dad sacrificed his all of his arms, limbs, eyes, organs to the gods, except for one part of him was saved because of one specific demon probably fucked up. And uh, his life is him going around, gaining back his body parts by killing these demons that have them. And that's pretty much the, that's the premise. gist of yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but goddamn, it's like remembering uh, something sad that happened in your life and just uh, just feel like crying. It's a good it's a good show. It, it, it's really good. Like that was one of the first anime we watched this year cuz it was a part of that winter season and it was it, it was a highlight of a very strong winter season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I I, de- I definitely recommend it uh, to people. Uh, just I don't think it really has to support here that some of these other shows have. Uh okay, so I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I think Doctor Stone gets cut. Yeah, I'm, I'm in there. It's unfortunate because Doctor Stone. Doctor Stone is really fucking good. It's really good. It's a un. It's I don't want to say it's a unique premise. It's Minecraft anime. Well, I, I, I would say the, the premise is pretty neat because I started reading the manga back when it came out through 2017, 
and it falls about a high school student who's sort of like he's a genius and he's sort of he's sort of tasked with sort of helping rebuild the world once it's struck with a mysterious calamity that makes the entire human population turn to stone and he's sort of like uh encased in this like stone uh body for three thousand years and he's a he's conscious the entire time keeping track of the time and when he finally breaks free he immediately sets out to sort of rebuild society and human civilization just using like you know what science like, like just science what he knows of science which is like literally he's like an omnidisciplinary scientist as a high schooler and uh, he uses like you know just wood and rocks and twigs and and just sort of building from there and seeing like this fast forward tape of like human like technology and civilization just fast tracked it's and crazy and the thing is though is that like at the beginning of the show there's this bright green light that comes out of nowhere and turns everyone to stone and they never explain it so far. And like yeah. I, even the first season, they don't try to explain what happened in the, with the green light. And while it's always in the back of your mind, you really don't care because, like you, the like usually in anime, it's like that green light. Who did it? What did it? Why did it? You know. Yeah. And it kind of that this particular anime is like, yeah, that happened. But let's figure out what's going on now. Yeah. yeah. And there's this beautiful story that's entwined with it that you learn about a few things and how things kind of come about and how there's a few humans left and it's this beautiful story of like uh, it's obviously anime so it's the most yeah. it's very <laughs> it, it just feels like anime minecraft and it's like discovering is that you checking your own knowledge to what he's doing and you can kind of come up with oh they're gonna do this and they're gonna do that mm-hmm. and i don't know it's a very fun little thing especially if you you're into like crafting and science yeah, yeah. And stuff like that. I will also say these character designs some of them are fucky and funky yeah these are some funky designs yeah. these are some of the funkiest designs I've uh, seen in the anime it, yeah but I will say my favorite design is just the main character Senku oh yeah I, I don't know why I love him so much he's an much. onion boy yeah he's he an onion he's an onion boy and I, and I love it I love it um, far-fetched yeah, yeah really, really great yeah no it, it's a fantastic show and I will say like actually pretty well animated uh, like the story, it is simple enough, but like it, it's just really interesting. Like it's one of those things you don't mind. It doesn't need to overcomplicate it. No, it does, and, it's and not. like and with that, it's like there's so much they could do too. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, literally because anything it, in it, human history, it, it's literally yeah, it's literally <laughs> one guy, a kid, essentially trying to rebuild civilization mm-hmm. with science, and that's cool. And yeah. uh, there's a part in there too where like it's showing like the passage of time, mm-hmm. like why humans are like pretty much gone. And uh, I thought that like that was a very cool and kind of like somber scene like bittersweet almost yeah Yeah. of just like it's sad that all watching all the civilization go away over 3,000 years but it's also sort of like very kind of emotionally beautiful yeah Yeah, it was very nice all the buildings are nature is like nature is dominant yeah and one of the only I really like the uh, one of the few things that were left over was a giant uh, Buddha statue Mm. yeah yeah yeah. that was really cool because they're because I mean it's it takes place in Japan Mm -hmm. so yep also uh I fucking love how uh, it's. I don't know if it happens any time later, but in the beginning, how uh, we just skipped the all these different ages. We went straight into the Bronze Age, I think. Yes, that happens quite a bit. Yeah, they, by the end of the show, we are pretty far into it. That shit gets me hype. I like that. It, they, they do. They fast track it. He kind of like looks at everything and says, "Okay, what can we condense down?" He looks at the practical things that were created over the years that are practical in the sense of accessibility and uh, they're kind of at odds with another group of people who 
think that the world should grow on its own and that they should not revive all the people who are stoned. Anywho, so uh, yeah, I mean, you you can spoil it a little bit. I mean, yeah, I don't want to spoil it for some people because I know some. Oh, people oh yeah. I, I don't want to yeah. be spoiled. Oh, yeah. I'll go away. Yeah, but yeah. It, 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 they they fast track that a lot, and you see those jumps and leaps, and they're like, "Holy shit, you're making this, and you're making this, and you're making this," and it's just really good. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I am ten billion percent sure this is a good anime. <laughs> yeah, that, that's just a set uh, catchphrase. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely, like we said, all these anime are good. And it Every sucks. single one of them. It kind of sucks we just couldn't rank the ten. I mean, yeah. I guess we theoretically could have this our it, show. It's but, our fucking yeah. rules. Yeah, but <laughs> it's about to get a lot it, worse. They can change at any moment. Yeah, this is about to get <laughs> ugly, because we have to cut one of Mob Psycho 102, The Promised Neverland, Stars on Minor Demon Slayer. We have to cut oh, one of them, and then we... Say what the anime we would cut would be? Yeah. Oh, Don't start with me. Uh, I'll, I'll, I, 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 you go ahead, Pat. I, I say we cut Mob Psycho next. I agree. Oh, I say Mob Psycho next. Oh, no. Uh, I would say I Promise Neverland because I haven't watched an episode of it. Oh, you wouldn't be saying that if you actually watched it. <laughs> uh, oh, fuck. Don't do this to me. I would say Star as Am I. You know, it's for I'm, me, I'm a, I feel the same about Star as Am I as I do Mob Psycho. They're both great. It's just that I care about these other three a lot more. Uh, the thing, these is, other two a the lot thing, more. the thing is for me is like <laughs> the only the only one on here. The, actually, I've seen Mob Psycho 100 season two, and I've seen The Promised Neverland, but I haven't seen Zero Zombie, and I haven't seen Demon Slayer. But I know for a fact I really enjoyed Demon Slayer. And I think I would definitely enjoy it more than Sarazanma, even though they're both very good. You, you would like Demon Slayer more. Demon Slayer is definitely making the list. That's not a. Oh, yeah. That wasn't a question at the start. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking anyone would fight it. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think anybody will fight Demon Slayer making this list. I mean, it's. I mean, it sounds like because I mean I'm thinking about it and like it hurts me to say. But I really think I would also cut Mob Psycho. I mean, if that if that's the majority, <laughs> it, it's. It, I mean, yeah, it's the majority. So I yeah. think God and that. So and I think the only reason because it came down to me between cutting Mob Psycho or cutting Promise Neverland, and the only reason I, I'm going with cutting Mob Psycho is because it is a season two where I had expectations already because mm-hmm. I loved the first season so much. Where Promise Neverland, like I, obviously Wenzel has been hyping it up for a little bit. But you know, you take that with a grain of salt. Uh, <laughs> but it is a Promise Neverland hit me by surprise. I yeah. think it is a phenomenal show. Yeah, I remember. I remember I was on Twitter and some guy like posted a really haunting image from Promise Neverland. I was like, "Fuck me, I gotta, I gotta read this." So I read it and like literally as I was reading it because I knew I knew there's something fucked up because it's about a bunch of kids being raised in an orphanage. I, I kind of want Jonathan not get spoiled. By yeah. Me. Oh no, yeah. no spoilers. I'll just say it's a bunch this of kids being raised in an orphanage, but they can't. They can't leave. That's all you need. That's all you need. And yeah. like from there, it just gets fucked. And it's like crazy. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. But on that note, I also think The Promised Neverland should be third. I think Sarah Zanmai should be third. That's up to you guys. Okay, so we did we cut Mob? Mob? Yeah, yeah we're, mob we're cutting Mob. Okay. Oh, so we're, we're now... Oh, the top three. But what we should say, though, is that you definitely should watch Mob. And oh we even God. have an episode about Mob. Yeah, so. we, we have a whole non-canon file reviewing the second season of Mob Psycho so if that you, you need to go watch. If you, you have seen to. it but you haven't listened to our episode, go check that out. But yeah. if you want to, go watch it and then check our episode out after. Yeah. And then listen to this. Maybe click on the Chicken Nugget Taste Test. Maybe, maybe go buy my stickers <laughs> on my Etsy store. Display every episode Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it really pains me for Mob Psycho to get cut. I, but I do think Promise Neverland should be number three. Uh, I would agree. Mm. Promise Neverland be number three. Number three. Okay. 
I'm gonna this go is ahead hard. Uh, okay, can you I say, say, but I think Sarah Zombie needs to be number three. Okay, Sarah Zombie wow. number okay. three. I say Sarah Zombie number three. Uh, well, skip me. Well, Jonathan has the same promise, Neverland. I want to yeah. say Sarah Zombie, and I'll tell you why I want to say Sarah Zombie because I feel like it has a good message with every single episode. Yes, but one thing that I, I always found annoying was the actual final fights of it. Because they would just use the same battle animations every single time, except for the heads of the creatures would be different every single episode. Well, and that's kind of part of the aesthetic of it, right? It's an artistic choice, and it was purposeful. But I do get it, because yeah. if, you watch, if you just watch the first four or five episodes, you're watching repetition. Yeah. yeah, yeah the, Really, uh, like, the first eight episodes. I mean, they, it, they do that. But the, as, as much as I loved... Sarns on my especially like the that first part, it is very repetitive and they use reuse a lot of a lot of animation. Yeah, I really did love it, but for me it it's definitely gonna have to go in the third. Sure. Space. And if mm-hmm. and if Pat is for Sars on my going I don't what would be your number three out of the three left? I would be fine with Sars on my being three. Okay, I'm to, I'm totally fine with Sars on my going at number three. Uh well I thought Cody was also gonna I thought Cody might have fought, fought for it for anime of the year, which is no. why I thought I think it was great and I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I love the over I like some of the, the, the things that kind of explored, mm-hmm. some of the overtime some of the, like the character development as well. I thought it was fantastic. But the thing is though is that like when you we the other two anime Demon Slayer and Promised Neverland have mm. such compelling stories yeah. that when we get into one and two, for me, I know what my number one and t- number one and two. I want them to be spiritually, yeah. But reality wise, that could be totally flipped. So, <laughs> oh man, you Oof. could you could literally interchange one and two and have the best time of your life. Yeah, like, yeah, for re- sure. I mean, literally, you could watch any of the anime we nominated and there i mean the only one i wasn't a huge fan of was fire force but I but mean, like any of these anime could literally appeal to anybody yeah and like i i like i thought anime was going to be a fairly like straightforward category just because we had so few nominated this year but i legitimately didn't know i i figured demon slayer would make our top three just because how much we all really liked it and i figured promise neverland would probably make a run for it but like i really had no idea I, i'm 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 glad Star Wars on my got in the top three because it's it's in my personal top three. It's probably my number two because mm-hmm. uh, I I thought the show was great. The the message the show uh, sends is great. Uh, a ton of different overlapping stories that they do wrap up extremely well in the finale. Hold on, Cody just touched my heel with his toe. Whoa! What the fuck? yeah? What the That's... fuck? What the fuck is this? Who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> what what are we, how, how are we gonna put number one in here? <laughs> Okay, <laughs> right I, I think here's what here's what I'm gonna say. Is there anybody at this table that thinks Promise Neverland's above Demon Slayer? This is where I'm having struggles. <laughs> Demon Slayer is a beautiful, fantastic. It's a great story. Mm-hmm. Promise Neverland, but Demon Slayer is like. Demon Slayer to me is a lot of anime that we've seen before in the past condensed down to the best parts and made beautiful. Whereas Promised Neverland is a unique, interesting story that has you on the edge of the seat from the beginning mm-hmm. of the season to the end. But Promised Neverland does have its faults, especially with how it treats oh, characters yeah. of color. Yeah. yeah. Of course. I mean, oh, yeah, this is that show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's some problematic aspects to it, sure. Mm-hmm. 
But but no, like that that shouldn't like you should still be able to very much enjoy it because it, it does have a story to tell and it has its main character. See, it's a shonen. It's a shonen. Uh, you know, jump. Uh, title, but the main character's female, and like that's pretty new. Well, yeah, and like I will say, this is the first shonen I've watched, maybe ever, where the female lead is actually written well. And she's like, like, act, and like, yeah, they're kids, but like, she's actually like a badass too, yeah. which is really nice for a change. And she's not like Sakura just being like, no, I, you know, hands in the air for six hundred episodes, being like, I don't know what to do. Like, well, the creator didn't know what to do with her. No, I, yeah, we'll like, give her that one battle at the beginning of Shippuden. Like, yeah, like, literally one battle. Like the main, the main character's name is Emma, and she's very much like a character who's like mm-hmm. developing and also very strong and like tr- like as the course of the show and the manga is learning. Yeah, for some reason, I keep giving them my mind. Kodlyoko heads, and I, <laughs> I mean it's they, not far off. It's not far off. They have they have big heads. They, yeah. I keep imagining Kodlyoko characters because we watched the first episode of Kodlyoko a few days ago, and it's just it's in my head. <laughs> Anywho, this is very difficult. This is difficult because both of these shows are, are top very two. Good. I, th- I think if you put these two shows against last year's crop, I think these two shows could also make the top three from last year. I don't remember last. Year. I don't remember last year. We had JoJo, uh, Devil Man Cry Baby, and. What's Skeleton oh, bookstore. Uh, yeah, Honda. Honda-san. Yeah. Was Devilman last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Devilman Crybaby was last oh, January. January 2018. Yep. Yep. It's been so long. Um. Yeah. No so, way that those would be this. <laughs> no way that that would lose to these, in my opinion. Um. So, personally for me, it, it comes down, because I think both shows are quality. Uh, I liked Demon Slayer's story more. I think Demon Slayer was better to look at. I think Demon Slayer also had a better sense of progression than the show. I do think there's a a part in Promise Neverland, like right before the finale, like episode seven, eight, and nine, where nothing really happens the whole episode until the end, and then they. But I mean, like th- there are reasons. Oh no, there's totally reason for it. Yeah, and this is totally just my like yeah, yeah. How, what I like in shows. Yeah, where Demon Slayer was. Like, pet, there is, like, your average, like, I have to train, like, the first mm-hmm. two or three episodes. Literally every big action anime ever has that. But after that, it's just pedal to the metal yeah. till episode 26. <laughs> and I will say, Demon Slayer also has 26 episodes. Promise Neverland was 12. So just from a pure quantity standpoint and quality standpoint, I think Demon Slayer had more good stuff than Promise yeah, Neverland. Yeah, I think Promise Neverland is one of those shows that... Anybody, Promise Neverland's story is literally you can show to anybody and they will be compelled to watch it. I think that's yeah. one thing about Promise. Like sometimes people just don't aren't, aren't into the whole like samurai, demon slayer sort of aesthetic, and that's fine. It's Promise fine, ne- but I don't know what the fuck you like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but Promise Neverland has the story that's easy for everybody to jump into. My number one pick is Demon Slayer. That's what my number one pick is. It was beautiful. It oh, peaked sorry. multiple times, mm-hmm. and it didn't. It actually has a the biggest peak in anime that I have seen, maybe in a very long time. I can't remember a time where an anime had me up and besides, like literally Madara fighting yeah. fucking <laughs> fighting fucking the entire fucking Ninja World army, and like that's with the context of Naruto was like several people at this table's childhood. Yeah. <laughs> like we started watching Naruto when we were children. Like, when we wa- when I remember sitting on the couch watching the episode, watching episode I think nineteen was it, or was it episode nine? Episode nineteen is like the, the big yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah. Watching episode nineteen of of uh, Demon Slayer, 
had me like. I was laying down at the end of the movie. At the end of the episode, I was standing up. Yeah, (laughs) I was physically up in the air, like whoa. And I had to go rewatch half the episode again to just make sure I saw what I saw. Yeah, Yeah. no, it's it's insane, and it's probably the most beautiful. I would say the only scene that really stands up to it personally is uh, episode five of Mob, uh, where he's fighting. You know, yeah, it's. I like from an animation standpoint, like th- those scenes look like high budget anime movie scenes. Like those look like very expensive to, to me. And like you know, I don't know animation techniques. So I'm not going to pretend like I do. But to me, <laughs> that looks like shit you could see in a high budget anime movie, and it still probably be a scene stealer in those movies. It was very interesting because Demon Slayer has a very interesting uh, flat 2D design, yeah, on 3D models, I believe. Because there, there's, there's, there's a quite a bit of CG uh, rendered like environments but it, it probably is it has to be some of the best CG and anime I've ever seen because it, does, it doesn't feel distracting because mm-hmm. that's, that's a very much a deal breaker for some people in anime and that's their taste but like it, it feels so fluidly integrated like mm-hmm. just from the environments from, from the water effects to just everything about it is just like seamless and gorgeous it, it, even like it kind of reminds me of Okami yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's definitely a lot of like ink wash Japanese art that's, yep. that's a very much part of the aesthetic and like the movement of the show, and like it's it's just amazing how well it's all sort of packaged. It's, it's fantastic. There's uh, also uh, a few scenes where it's not just CG. There's they use like actual real type landscapes in certain scenes. They're not there for long, but it's very nice. It helps to add, like, like it, you can tell there's a lot of fucking love in this, in this anime because it does, it feels like there's so much love into it because, like I said before, it is story like Demon Slayer. Super, I think the the actual uh, the actual Japanese is like Demon Slaying Sword or something like that is the direct translation. Yeah, it's literally uh, Kimetsu no uh, Yaiba or Kaiba. Yeah, Kimetsu no Yaiba. And yeah. The thing is, like, just on paper, it seems like the most generic anime. Yeah. I have the Samurai Sword and Killing Demons. It's been done a hundred times before, but just for whatever reason, myself included, I thought, eh, it's just it's just, just the same old that shonen. But then. Whatever reason, there's just something about the way they do it that just hits different, and it. And it Tanjiro is best. Is one of the best anime characters I've seen in a long time. Yeah, Tanjiro and from what I've heard, the manga is actually is more like kind of bland than. I, th- I think a lot of it does have to do with it just being animated. Yeah, because that was my big thing. Is I read the manga and thought it was just ho hum, but then. Night and day for me when I read it. It, it yeah. really is. Like, I read the manga just because I wanted to know what happened after this season ended. And, like, I'm still going to watch the anime even though, like, I know what's happening right now. Yeah. Just because it, it, it is night and day. And, like, the manga does not do that story justice. Like, you, it, it needs the colors. It needs the animation. It needs, like, the, the life they bring to the characters. Like, it, it needs all of that. It's, it, 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 it's incredible. Demon Slayer's... Personally, this first season of Demon Slayer is one of my favorite. Probably out of everything I have consumed this year, probably just one of my favorite things. Uh, I was gonna say with some of the art in there, uh, it reminded me of uh, wood bl- uh, wood block cut out yeah. art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah really, Yep. The color, the colors, the patterns, even are very traditional. It's, it's Japanese. It's, it's really awesome. It's really pretty. And and every character has like such cool design. The demons have cool designs. Uh, all your demon corpse 
uh, people have really cool designs. Oh, shit, yeah. The main quartet of, yeah. of the cast. Yeah. They're all, they're all fantastic. There's literally a character whose main characteristic is wearing a fucking pig head, and it's awesome. Yeah. Inosuke is, like, easily the, one of my top favorite characters. Yeah, Inosuke. Inosuke is incredible. I, which I saw I saw his actual face. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love him. It's very good. And the, the story behind uh, Zenetsu, is that his name? Zenetsu is the lightning guy. Yeah. Yes. The, the, his his powers, his like, who he is is so fucking good. It's <laughs> it's really good because at first I was like, this is the most annoying character I've ever come across in anime. I was about to say this is. I feel like Zenitsu is the first time I've ever watched anime even actively annoyed by the character. But like when he has his shining moments, they're very good. Some of the most hype shit in the show is like, it- Thunderclap. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> wow. Thanks for the whisper. Okay. <laughs> Think about that for a second. Think how hyping shit that was, and now, like, like I said, it's just like this show has so many peaks to it that it's difficult for you, for me, not to just like recommend this as number one. Like, this needs to be number one. Yeah, that that's also my where I stand on it. I think it should be number one. It, like, I would love to hear if somebody wants to go to bat for Promise Neverland at number one. I mean, I think Demon Slayer should be number one. I mean, one. honestly, like, I haven't seen much of Demon Slayer, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, I can only be like biased towards Promise Neverland because I finished it and mm-hmm. I read the manga, but <laughs> if the con- like if everybody wants Demon Slayer, I ain't arguing. That's it looks beautiful. Like everybody said, I thought it was bland. Watch the first episode, drew me in. I just never got around to watching the rest. You gotta of it. watch. The you rest. got. I know. If that first episode drew you in, like. Oh my god! Like you they, were in for a ride. That first episode, shit. Compared to one the, thing that the, someone else we really know that really likes the show uh, said was that he was super excited to know that the training session only lasted like a one and a half episodes. Yeah, and it went forward like two years. Yeah, <laughs> th- that that is one thing that kind of threw me off because like you don't really get that. Pa- which I will actually say is probably my only mark against the show is like. You don't really get that progression of time, and then all of a sudden, in like the middle of episode three, they're just like, "It's been two years." Which I'm kind of glad. Yeah, <laughs> no, I am too. Because I'm glad that wasn't like a whole arc or something. Yeah, I'm training just, arc. Yeah, it took a real time two years. Time yeah. <laughs> training arcs. There, we get it. You're going from someone yeah. who's not strong to someone who is. Mm-hmm. So Seen before. So are we saying Demon Slayer one, Promise Neverland two, Sarin's on my three? That's what I'm saying. Right, we're doing that. There you go. Locked it. Okay. I feel good about that. I, yeah. I, feel, I feel really that's good. good. That's probably the best I've ever felt about our anime. Yeah, it's good. All <laughs> right, yeah. let's fuck it up, guys. Let's fuck it up. Last year, I didn't really like Devil Man. Which is, <laughs> Which is like stupid. Wait, I thought you liked Devil Man. No, he Man. fucking I did he not. Fell, he I fell asleep watching it. I did not like it a whole bunch. It's so annoying. Devil Man was so God. good. Go watch your Fruits in the Baskets. Oh, f- Hold on. Oh, Fruits in the Basket's fun, Should we though. nominate Fruits Basket? No. <laughs> Dude, does Fruits Basket have a chance? I stopped watching it. Oh, God, I love that It shit. was like... I mean, it wouldn't make my top three, but Every man, episode was like, eh. And I was just like... I'm, and horny rats. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> that's like... Well, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> think yeah. of, a, think nah. of a New York subway rat eating pizza. That's what was happening. Man. <laughs> I will say, fruit, Fruits Basket that doesn't make my top three of the year, but man, it is like such a feel-good show for me like i remember watching it in elementary school like the original and i loved it and this is actually well drawn and well animated uh uh go, go check out fruits basket it's so fun. yeah so our final rankings for anime of the year uh promise or sorry Sauron's on my at number three the promise neverland at number two and demon slayer is the consensus a-y-c-h anime of the year and i'm okay with that i, I actually feel decent about that i feel like that this we got everybody's stuff in there all right, now that now it's the anime of the year, we have to sing a song. 
Demon Slayer is anime of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. It, fuck th- you, Harley go- Jarvis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, she's got a gun. <laughs> this goes up on the 30th. <laughs> Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Uh, so is everybody good? Do we want to take a small break before game of the year? Yeah, I, gotta uh, go. yeah, I, I need go. to go stretch okay. my dick. Let's gotta do go a guess. small small break and then we'll be right back with game of the year. What's up? <laughs> Actually, I did pull straight up to the... <laughs> bits, 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 bits. Oh, go, oh, go, go, go. Oh, shit. Um, I, I, got, I got a bit. Go. It's, 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 it's a gold rush, but all the biters are digging boogers out of your nose instead of gold. Good, good, good. Hold on, I got, I got a bit. It's game related. Honk. Okay. Uh, Honk two. Okay. I don't... I'm, okay, now me. Uh, if you need to, if you need to come to be cleaned up, call me. No, oh, call this is Come spill, come spill, come spill. Come spill. Come spill. C U M S P I L L. He didn't say it. He didn't say it. So it's mine. It's mine. It's mine. It's one eight hundred. No, I changed it. I changed it. I didn't say it right because it's not yours anymore. It's mine. Come spill. Come spill. Okay, hey everybody, we're here for Game of the Year. Let's get into the nominees. Our nominees for Game of the Year are as follows: Tetris Nine Nine. Metro Exodus, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, Baba Is You, Fire Emblem Three Houses, Ape Out, Borderlands 3, Days Gone, Untitled Goose Game, Death Stranding, Pokemon Sword and Shield, and Control. I don't want to be spoiled for Pokemon Sword and Shield. (laughs) Tetris 9-9? Where's the uh, 97 other ones? What? What? 97. Also don't want to be spoiled for Control. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, well, I was actually going to say we can talk about control first because I think Jonathan's really the only one that's dug into it. Cole has too. I do. Oh, have you, Cole? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Y'all want to talk about control? <laughs> did you want to? Did uh, are are you going to get in spoiler territory or? Uh, I don't think so. Like no. I'm, I'm also not. I'm maybe about a fourth of the way through the game, maybe. But yeah, let's uh, cut, let's talk about where up to where you're at because I don't want to spoil for you. Okay, I'm trying to think. <laughs> I'm trying to think. He looked so fucking tired when you said that. He, he was just like, "Fine." <laughs> I, I just, I, I can't. I'm trying to remember how far. It's been a little bit since I've last played. Last time we talked about it, you were at the woman with the World War. Yeah, I'm a little further than that gun. now. Okay, but um, there's a mission. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, as far as the story goes. You're you're playing as uh. This young woman named Jessie Faden, who's looking for her brother, comes into this building called the Federal Bureau of Control, which is... And then shit gets funky real quick. It's really abstract. SCP as hell. SCP as hell. Um, Yeah, it's it's really fun. Uh, The story's really intriguing. Uh, I do have a couple complaints but yeah for me the thing that's my favorite about this is the scp type monsters there's like a lockup area this isn't story but there's a lockup area where there's a bunch of things that are locked away and there's some that are really really fucking cool can i spoil one of them please one SCP creatures. Yeah, go, I, mean, I don't. Know. It's funny we call it SCP creatures, but they're not like SCP in there. Yeah. yeah. Well, for people who don't know for framework context, what is SCP? SCP is secure, contain, protect. contain, protect, and it's like it's essentially like this uh, this thing that was made by a ton of 
writers and users and fans of like anything horror sci-fi related and stuff they kind of there's like this wiki where they all come together and they essentially uh write these articles for uh these creatures artifacts and any uh, anomalous object or thing uh which each one is like has a designation like scp-001 or scp-002 and then so on and so forth uh there there's like over 4,000 of them at the, at this point and it's like and it's w- so well known because of the fact that the people who write this are actually like put a lot of research and like science use scientific kind of like writing and uh descriptions for this so it's really well known and it's like it's very much on the side of like horror but also it could be silly and it's like it's it's very much uh in the main like it's very much uh ingrained in like n- like very nerd or geeky pop culture I guess it's basically uh, creepypasta cryptids. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, but the one that I'm going to talk about is pretty much uh, one of the most popular SCP ones. It's the one that has the the big baby. Can't remember that one. It like I... once you look away from it, it. Oh, it's a it's a sculpture. Yeah, yeah. That it's like that one, but a little different. It's a refrigerator that someone has to keep their eyes on it at all times, or if someone's not keeping an eye on that refrigerator, it will kill people. That is literally exactly yeah. it. Fuck. It's, uh, that's, that's like a Doctor Who thing. It's pretty fucking that, cool. That's like the uh, the Weeping, Weeping Angels. Angels. Yeah. yeah, That is just one little taste of what the SCP things are like. Yeah, I don't want to spoil them because they are really, really fun to yeah. discover. Yeah, and, and the building is very... Uh, very, like... I don't know what's the term for it. You know how like a lot of modern government buildings mm-hmm. have this like really like sleek design. Brutalist, yeah, yeah, yeah. very brutalist. It's all, it's all based on brutalism. Very cold, and, and it's very morphic. Uh, it's I, like it's the only game on this list I, I've had any sort of experience with. Uh, the combat is a little. It feels a little shoehorned in. Uh, in in the sense of, I'm trying to think of the best way to say it. It's to me, if the the gameplay feels like an afterthought to the story, yeah. yeah. I, and and also too, there's this little thing they do that that really it, it it's just this little thing in the back of my mind that just kind of annoys me. The main character has you get her inner monologue. Which, you know, in a lot of ways that can be cool, but how they implement it is it's very, like, stating the obvious. And and a a lot of, like, the dynamics of any interaction she has with anyone is, I think I should tell this person this thing. Mm. I'm going to tell this person this thing. Hey, person, this thing. It's like, oh, this is completely unnecessary. Well, it's also story reasons for that. Yeah, I was say, it's like a lot of games. There's, I don't want to spoil why, but there are story reasons for that. It, but it, it does come off as a little melodramatic. Yeah. And especially in a uh, a story, at least where I'm at right now, is taking itself really seriously. Yeah. <laughs> but like like I said, that all in all, those are very minor complaints. It's really fun and engaging. And I'm really just... The, and like I, I'm playing it on the PS4 and have the uh, earphones in to kind of get that full immersive experience because there's a lot of like ambient noise, mm-hmm. and and a lot of the tension in this game is just kind of waiting for the shoe to drop, the other shoe to drop, mm-hmm. and that's yeah, yeah. Uh, this is their second game, right? Uh, no, no, this no. is our third. Or, well, no, they 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 did the first two Max Payne games. They did 
Alan Wake. Alan Wake and then Con- Quantum Break. All I know is this is the second game in the a- Alan Wake universe. Because yeah. Alan Wake and Control are in the exact same universe because... In control, there's a file about the Alan Wake incident. Uh, oh, it's pretty damn oh. cool. That's, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah and there, there's like so many like different files that while you don't necessarily need to read them, it really enhances it, your more. experience. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and like, I, I, there was like one time I just opened the game and read for like a couple hours. Yeah, no, that's great because I, I absolutely love games like that. And like, and, and, and a lot of them, a lot of, sorry to interrupt, but a lot of like the cool things about the files that you get are they're very much like CIA documents that yeah. where like a, a large chunk of it has been blacked out. That's cool. So it, it gives this really like it adds to secret mystery. exactly. Yeah, that that's exactly what SCP does on their uh, on their uh, articles and stuff. Is that certain parts of them will be like blacked out, so like it adds like a little bit of like to the imagination. While some of it, it's like it might be blacked out, but you can also remove it. Um, but that's cool. I I really enjoy games like that that have like good lore that like is like not kind of like there to be like oh it's like a like a notification that you just want to get out, so it's really annoying seeing it. It's more like kind of like enticing to be like wanting to read through it and stuff. That's really cool. I, I wish I would have I would have made the time to play it because I knew I would have loved it because I I've, I've just been seeing I've just been seeing so many raving reviews about it, especially yeah. like on the horror side of Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's just it just seems fan- like my shit. And and I, there's like sorry to interrupt, but there's like a ton of publications that have said like this is like game of the year. Like a Pace magazine named it their number seven game of the whole decade, and it didn't come out till August. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So like th- I mean, this game has gotten a ton of praise. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I will say, if you're not a huge fan of abstract storytelling, like I said, I'm not, I'm only a little bit into the game, but if you're not into like more like abstract visual storytelling, like a Hodorowski, Lynch, things like that, this might not be for you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But if you're like, if you're into like the SCP Foundation or Alan Wake or anything like that, then you'll get, this will like, this will be your shit. So, Cut control. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic yeah, yeah, game. Yeah. I, I'll say this, honestly. 99% of these games are good. So. <laughs> oh, hold up. 99 That was a hint. That was a hint. Oh, uh, I guess you're talking about Days Gone not being good. No, 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 actually. Uh, we talk about cutting Pokemon. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's, let's just get into Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you you are oh okay. this is one of the games you know yeah this is one it. of the most vocal games okay so of course there was the big controversy of the national decks being cut and uh, it is very frustrating the fact that you can't get every single Pokemon in this game I'm not upset that you can't catch every Pokemon in this game I'm upset that I can't trade over from like home and box and things like yeah that. yeah that's what I care about the I thing is you will be able to in 2020 but you can't trade over. Certain Pokemon. Yeah, there. It, so it, it feels very. I don't know. I'm. It's kind of frustrating. Anyways, with all that said, that to the side, I really wanted to take a look at this game as for what it is and uh, for what it is. And honestly, it feels like it's it's a good. There's parts of this game that are really good and really innovative, but there's a lot of this game that makes me wonder where what they were trying to do here. Um, the Pokemon itself is my favorite part of this game. The Pokemon designs, the creature designs, are gorgeous little things. They are wonderful. Um, but the big problem I have with it is that it feels like it is a few years too late. 
and it, this this game feels like somewhere in between the 3DS games and a Switch game, and it does not feel like a fully functioning Switch game. It feels, honestly, it feels late and early at the same time. I feel like they should have took a lot more time on this they, game. This yeah. feels like a first draft. This feels like a first, like, if, if, if you could do a first draft of a game, and they there's plenty of them, this feels like a first draft. Honestly, and, yeah. but but also too like a, what was it last year they released Let's Go Pikachu for and yeah, Let's Go Eevee I pers- which I feel like that would be more like them like testing the waters with <laughs> what <laughs> nothing um, <laughs> what was that <laughs> it's just something my phone's doing right now oh oh um, but yeah I feel like that would be like a better like way to like draft out at least, you know, from a more design perspective of what they're going to do instead of this new generation. See, I, I agree with that, but also, let, let's go Pikachu and Eevee and Gen 8 were meant for two different audiences. Well, you're right, but the thing is, though, is that there was a lot of stuff in Let's Go Pikachu, at least aesthetically and uh, functional, functionally, mm-hmm. that would have been fantastic. Oh, sure. And I also want to say, like, we're going to be getting into the design of this game, but, like, this really, this is not so much on Game Freak as much as it is on the Pokemon company being like, okay, you get 12 months to turn out this new game. Yeah. Here you go. So I do want to put that out yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it's obvious that, like, there was... It seems like there was a lot of... The the, the, the love for the, the love for the franchise was there, but the implementation was not. Yeah. yeah. There, was, uh, there was a lot of issues. I think the wild area, while it's fun, fantastic, you spend hours doing it, it's sparse. There's really not much going on. The game feels incredibly linear. Like I mean, like this is the most linear game, even by been, Pokemon standards. Even by yeah. Pokemon standards, yeah. Was, yeah. It seems like it's been getting steadily more and like, more linear. This was like the, this was a big leap in linearity. Like I mean, it, Gen Eight or not Gen Eight, Gen Seven, I thought was pretty linear itself. But it was it, it kind of broke up the monotony from island to island mm. and things like that. This game feels like it is ungodly like you're going from bottom to top and that's it yeah, yeah. And that's it and yep. after you make it to the top that's it there's nothing you else. go back to the wild area but uh, that's about it there's no uh, yeah. exploration there's re- there's no reason for you to there, i think there's only a few places where you there's only reason reason a little there's bit of reason the to after swim. story where you get the legendary and you get the pokedex yeah that's literally like literally uh you get you get one legendary in the main story, but the actual like the sword and shield Pokemon, you don't get till after the story. Ends. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Not only that, but there's like this crazy like the story itself is good. It's just very light touch. It doesn't feel as involved. I mean, like seriously, it's Pokemon. But like, and I always refer back to my favorite Gen Gen Three, and I'm always like fighting with myself. Am I just being nostalgic? Gen Three was actually a pretty dang complex story. Uh, in in comparison, Gen Five, Gen Four, and Five were very complex. Gen Four especially. I remember yeah. having a bitch of a time I mean, with Diamond. <laughs> a lot of people did not like Gen 5 story because it was, or people, a lot of people liked it but didn't like it. It was weird. But, like, it had, it was nuanced. It had, like, some actual, like, some commentary there that this one just, like, feels super shoehorned in. It feels yeah. like the, it feels like they made the Pokemon and the story was all, they, they put a lot of love into the Pokemon. But that was about it. Yeah, and yeah, and I feel really sad about that. 
But it is one of my games of the year because of the Pokemon, because of the designs of the Pokemon. These are some of my favorite designs ever. They're they are fantastic. I, I remember uh, we we just looked through the me and Colt looked through the, like all the leaks. Yeah, I and, saw all the Pokemon. Before and the, the, and even though I we didn't. and all even though we saw all of them, I I literally like I looked at it once, forgot about them. So literally going back into the game, I didn't know. I, I completely forgot. So like every time I saw a new Pokemon, I was like, oh fuck! Like it was just so amazing, especially like Sizzlepeed. And Scorch. they're my favorite. They, they look so awesome. Oh man, they look so good. And the and the Mega, not the Mega. And see, that's another thing. I miss Mega Evolutions. Yeah, man, it's just like like that's and that's a that's a thing too. It's like they just keep they keep adding these new these new functions gimmicks, gimmicks and it's like that's fine and that's fine and all but like if you're not gonna be able to use past ones then it's kind of like it's kind of like there's no reason to really. There's, they're useless because like they, they provide no like lasting effect on you. Well, like Mega Evolutions felt like a natural, I, pun intended, evolution of the sort of meta yeah, game yeah. around Pokemon. Z moves. Uh, uh, it was kind of gimmicky, kind of stupid. Z moves were straight out of fucking Digimon. <laughs> yeah, but but like the whole like. What if we take Pokemon but make them bigger and Peak. bigger and better and and to me, like when they announce them, I'm like this is fucking. Stupid. I understand. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, which it would be kind of cool if they would have taken the time, which I, I understand they couldn't, but they would have taken the time to make this game just a little more polished. But also since they're working with new hardware, they make because the Dynamax Pokemon are very similar to the Totem Pokemon in in uh, Sun and Moon. Yeah. So it'd be really cool if there's a connection there, and it's like. You can you have to do more research of Dynamax. Let's go to Alola. Like that that would have been a cool little thing, but yeah, that and <laughs> uh, th- that and is just. I wish they would just. I mean, the, the there's we don't know, but if France is X and Y and Sword and Shield is England, which it very much is, but yeah, which then take they, me to Spain. Then then I would assume <laughs> that they hopefully we do get there, and I hope we get a uh, Hamoniberica. I don't know pig. what you just said. Uh, Iberian pig. Oh, okay. But, yeah. Anyways, uh, so like, whenever you, if that's the case, then Mega Evolution should be the thing there, right? Yeah. It, like Mega Evolution. I mean, and again, we're trying to put lore to a Pokemon series that really doesn't have. I don't know. Well, it doesn't well, make like sense. Bare bones lore. Well, it doesn't make sense for Mega Evolution to actually because you can Mega Evolve in Gen Seven too as well, correct? You can, uh, but at the very end of the it, game, it, you have to. It's very specific. Yeah. You have to find them and stuff like that. So, like, it feels weird that like you have this, and then Gen Six. I mean, it was a huge part of the game. I mean, they literally yeah. gave you Pokemon for the sole sake of Mega Evolving, and then them. you can Mega Evolve in a Mega Ruby, and yeah, and in Mega Ruby. So it's like, it's, so it's like, it's like you're literally going back to it, pa- it, yeah, it past feels like games. going backwards. And but no, but like you're adding like lore, like new lore mm-hmm. to established lore. Yeah, yeah, and but then it's like that established lore then does not matter. Yeah, but it's like yeah, like they have Mega Evolutions. I guess you can kind of play off the fact that like oh, it's in a whole different region, so like we, it hasn't reached here yet. I guess you can get. But that, that makes no sense in the in it does, if, they, if they keep doing what they're doing and putting them. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Um, see, well, well, see, and that's the thing is that. Even Alola, which is considered to be in the middle of the ocean, Hawaii. Yeah. Then there should they were mega stones there. It's like oh, they made them here. They or not they they made it here because it was discovered in uh, yeah. the X and Y region. What was the region called again? Uh, you know, Kalos. Kalos. Like they they were. I don't know. It's it's hard because like I understand these games are geared towards children. Yeah. Oh yeah. But 
No, they're not. They're not geared towards children. They're geared towards both adult and chi- adults and children. I get why they did the big Pokemon. Where you're now on the big screen, so you need something big. And honestly, yeah. the, the the big Gigantamaxing and Dynamaxing, they work. It's fantastic. It's cool. yeah, it and it's really cool. pretty fun. This is also another impossibility, probably, but take some years add some more big versions of pokemon because well, that was one of the things i loved i loved fighting the uh special versions of the big pokemon at every gym yeah i yeah i think there's just so many things that they it just feels it feels like they were progressing 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 from seven from from gen six to gen seven and now here we are at gen Eight. Eight, and it feels like they're spinning the tires in the mud a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and then it kind of scares me too because the rumored ne- next year's rumored Pokemon game or Gen Four remakes, which I know holds a very special place in multiple people at this in table's mine, heart for sure. So like, I'm interested to see how that goes. I think it could work. I think, I, I think it, it could. Too. I think it could work very well. But I, I like I, I think because they because it's already pre-established. It's that creative aspect of creating something new and with such a short amount of time. And I don't know. Just and a lot of the and it, the graphics were not that great. There were some. T- I mean, like it just did not feel like a Switch game. It felt like somewhere in between to me. Mm-hmm. And while it while you're playing it, you can kind of ignore those things. When you go from playing that to something like Luigi's Mansion or an Odyssey or a Breath of the Wild, you're like, this game does not feel. It just doesn't. It like, doesn't have that polish that other bar. Switch games have, and it's so unfortunate because I love Pokemon and I love the designs and I love a lot of parts about this game. It's just something fell through and I don't know where that, that, that fault lies. Yeah. Uh, I will say too, with the characters and stuff, uh, I really like hop hops character actually had a pretty good development. It was, it was actually kind of compelling and everybody uh, hated him apparently. Thanks to Twitter oh, saying hops a little annoying. Shit. See what I saw, oh, but what I saw was everybody was like, hop was like, Everybody loves Hop because he's like he's like he's dealing with himself and like coming into his own terms. Like I was gonna say, like at least on my corner Twitter, people are like actively defending Hop as like a, as a rival for the series, and and I feel like I I haven't gotten as far as everyone else, but like I do sort of what I've seen sort of like how he supported a view as a player, but also he's sort of dealing with living in his brother's mm-hmm. shadow as the champion, yeah, and like him sort of like losing to you, but still like trying to. Do what he wants, but it's, it's like it, the conflicts he has of like succeeding personally and like supporting you as like supporting people around him, which is like you don't. I mean, you see, you kind of see that in every other game, but like for this game, like I actually felt bad when I beat him. Like this is like the first game where I actually felt bad being the rival. Every other game, I didn't give a shit. I was like, I wanted to rub it in their face. I was yeah. like, fuck you. You think you can come up against me? Get the fuck out of here. Especially that final battle with him. He's Ooh. like, fuck. I'm not the champion. But, Looks like I'll go sell feet picks. <laughs> That's not what. He, uh, <laughs> but but yeah, yeah and now and like and with characters like like because you have other rival rivals which mm-hmm. are Marnie and uh, Beatty, Be- like they Beatty. also like their their stories are like kind like I kind of like was getting attached to them, but like and I, and I think Cody said this, they felt rushed, like because it's like because it's like uh, they're they're kind of there, but then they're kind of not. And it's like, and they're advertised also in the trailers as being like, oh, here's some other rivals and stuff. And it's like, oh, because literally an entire team is based off of Marnie. Marnie, yeah. It felt like they just needed a team. 
And so they they kind of shoehorn one in there. Yeah, because isn't the team like supposed to be based off like ruffians, like soccer fans and yeah, stuff? Yeah, but they're like just fans of a singular trainer, yeah, and they're not actually like evil. They're just sinister. Like, no. They're just like, yo, we're so hyped up, we win a battle. Hey, and, and there's like, literally there's literally one that's like, hey, don't mess with this Pokemon. That would <laughs> <laughs> and see again. That would be kind of cool if we got more flesh out and more complexity. Sure. I mean, the main city from that character's from. I think is the six or seven. Yeah, yeah. And her brother's and, awesome. Yeah, I actually yeah. love him. Yeah, he's I don't remember his name. And the Pierce. thing is, the, the thing is, though, is that little city is just like it's literally just a pathway that you walk down to fight the yeah. gym. And there's no, you can't even go in any buildings. Oh. Yeah, exactly. it's literally, it's literally like this. You get into it. Oh that! Oh that's bad. Yeah, yeah. it's v- this. It's very disappointing. Pokemon is the most disappointing thing I have experienced this year, and, and that's really that's why sad. It's on our top even of the though year. it's probably <laughs> that's why it's our game of the year. <laughs> it's one of my most played games this year. I, I, one of my most played. Pokemon I mean, it's satisfying because you can get off. You can get every Pokemon in the game within mm-hmm. a reasonable amount of time. Yeah, it only took me seventy hours. <laughs> yeah. Reasonable only <laughs> compared to other Pokemon games. Yeah, that is, yeah. That oh, is very true. It would have took me. I haven't even attempted because I. Don't like the idea of catching six hundred plus Pokemon in past games. Yeah, yeah. Like I've never even attempted it. Besides, like Leaf Green, the Pokemon in the Overworld, fantastic choice. Mm-hmm. Brought over from uh, uh, the Eevee and P- Pikachu. Let's go. Yeah. But um, performance is bad. I'll say that. Woo, man. Okay. Uh, so this game's getting cut. Yeah. 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 We, we cut. could talk about this forever. Yeah. No. We, we Pokemon's we, what we're passionate. We had about. to talk about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it definitely needed to be bought up. I I didn't realize some of those problems that y'all were talking about was in there. But yikes. Yeah. It's still a good game. Oh yeah. Like, and like even even the gym leaders, even the gym leaders were like interesting. I just wish like it, it felt rushed. Yeah. It definitely yeah. felt rushed. It like, can still be it a good game. It felt rushed and uninspired. Yeah. And yeah exactly. I mean, granted, I haven't played it, but it's, just from what y'all are saying and from. What we've se- what I've seen so far is it's like, really like they someone came up with an idea like okay England uh, here's some ideas for Pokemon and here's what I this is a general idea of what I want to do and an exec went okay I expect it in a, a day <laughs> <laughs> oh and yeah. by the way you or, have or to they just it felt like it felt yeah. like they gave them this like this checklist and it's like oh by the way we're cutting your uh, resources uh, in half yeah, yeah. and have you ever heard of the town. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't even get me started on man, little town hero. That's kind of the thing is that like at what sacrifice was it made? A an, well, a middling game that was like uh, whatever. We'll say that game has some good ass music as well as Pokemon mm-hmm. has some good ass yeah. music. Pokemon is good music. That's one of the best uh, parts of Pokemon is music. Yeah, yeah. and it, the thing with Pokemon, it can still be a good game, but it definitely has a lot of faults. Uh, it, oh, it's yeah. going to be interesting to see what they bounce back with oh, on. Pearl 2. For, for like, Diamond Pearl 2. You know, like, Gen 9 will end up on the Switch and, like, the Gen 4 remakes and whatever else they go into the direction of. And, like, maybe maybe they end up making a fledged-out version of Sword and Shield. Like, maybe we get a third version and two or three years. Ultra Shore and North yeah, Ultra or Shield. Something. I mean, and they because, fix it. <laughs> because it's like, the, the whole reason for that cut was, like, perfor- like, they were having, you know, performance and performance graphical issues. It, yeah. And it's like... It didn't like it's still even when it came out, it still didn't cut in. It's yeah. like, well, there has to be so, like, yeah, there has to be something else. So, so hopefully, they'll be able to bounce back next year because I mean, Pokemon does hold a very, you know, a very special uh, part in all of our hearts. Yeah. One thing that I hope that they do is instead of just releasing Ultra Mega Sword and Shield, just make a DLC pack. I want Nintendo to be comfortable with DLC. Oh, exactly. Exactly, and I th- it's so crazy too. Like 
us being like, man, well, wish we could, you know, do this kind of stuff. But because I think people would pay, like if you told the general audience right now, hey, for $15, you can catch the rest of the Pokemon in this game. Oh my God. Like I would probably it would print money. Yeah, I'd be a little sad that it happened so quickly. Oh yeah, for sure. That would be a huge outrage, but I'd still get it probably. Pat's (laughs) laptop just died. Yeah, Pat's laptop kind of died. Oh, Uh, well, I mean, I think it's having an update. Yeah, uh, but. So sword, sword and shield's sword gone. And shield's We've gone. said our piece. Control sword and shield. I'll I'll be I'll say it. Even though I absolutely loved it, it's one of my personal favorite games of this year. Uh, Days Gone. It's probably one of the most underrated games ever because it's just so fucking fun. I really enjoy it. It is the first experience of its kind. I would say with the way the zombies act. They are violent, they are quick, like Left 4 Dead zombies, but they communicate in hordes, and those hordes are absolutely terrifying. It's probably the most terrifying zombie game you could play right now. And I, I, I do think it got a, a lot of shit on, because that was kind of like Sony's big title for the whole like first half of the year. Really, till Death Stranding. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the first 10 but, months of the But year. once it came out, its scores were uh, it pr- was pretty, pretty middling. Good. Well, was it, it was like in the it 70s was 70 and stuff. to 8. I'll 7 to 8. Well, no, I, was, yeah. I thought it was 80 to 9. No, no. Right. I, I mean, and granted, that's not to say like a 70, scoring a 70, you know, just say an average of a 7.5 is good. I think we as consumers have really grown to be like, oh, if it's not 8 or above, I'm not playing yeah. it. But a yeah. 7.5 is still a very respect, you know, a very good score for a game. Oh, yeah. It um, just hurt because so many sh- people shafted it without even like giving it a second thought. Yeah. Well, just- well, I think a lot of that, too, has to do with this game probably came about probably five years too late burnout of just like zombie in the sense of like you know especially like in the early part of the decade in particular with the popularity of the walking dead tv show there was so many zombie yeah things especially video games yeah yeah yeah, that I remember when this was first shown because Sony ended one of their E3 press conferences with this game, like mm-hmm. 2015 or 16. I, I think I remember seeing it, and, and everyone kind of just rolled their eyes. Like I remember going like, "Oh, yeah, zombies again!" Like, yeah, just completely dismissed it. But but from what I hear and what Cold said, I, I do want to play it. Yeah, no, and I mean, I picked it up at Black Friday. I fully intend on playing it in six or seven years. Absolutely, <laughs> I know everybody's like, "Oh, another white guy." Deacon's really cool. I really love Deacon. He's Nobody the main... said that. I know, not... I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's, just, it's a consensus internet. He's really fun. He's a nice person struggling trying to find his wife post-apocalypse. It's really fun. And I know it sounds generic, but no, I mean, still no, good. Yeah, I, I trust Colt's opinions when it comes to games, and Colt genuinely seems mm. to really like it. <laughs> and plus, I will say, uh, Colt, in, in your uh, corner, I uh, know of the show canon that's, that's one of his favorite games for the year too. oh really yeah he, he really enjoyed it he was very much looking forward to it that's cool. uh, it looks like you shouldn't have invited canon to be on here colt no Maybe i didn't know i didn't know <laughs> um i'm gonna go ahead and cut a game that i think i'm the only one that played it uh i'm gonna cut ape out uh uh today is the we are recording this one december 22nd mm-hmm Comes out for free tomorrow, doesn't it? On the twenty third. Yeah. So for all you, just for the twenty third. Yeah. So, so if you are, if you're listening to this the day it came out, you're a week too late. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you gotta be magic. But I will say, uh, all of you here that haven't played it and just have d- download it just to have because uh, it. 
I it's I don't know if it would crack my top three. It definitely cracks my top ten. Uh, it's so just it's so much fun. You can beat the whole thing in two hours. Well, well, I guess for for context, what kind of game is it? What like how's it play? What's sort of the premise? So, Ape Out is you're a gorilla and you're <laughs> you're escaping uh your poachers is scientists slash poachers. Um, and each level is like a building, and then each it's it's weird because the music is or the game is based around the music. So like each level is also called like tracks. Oh, uh, and like each uh, building has like its own sort of thing. Like some of them are like it's like very synthy, and some of them is like very jazzy, and some of them is just all drums. Hmm. And it's really they actually did this really cool thing. Uh, a couple weeks back by this point where they actually did ape out live where they, somebody was playing the game and they were playing the music for the game live for it. And like, the thing is the sound design also depends on what you do in the level. So like if you throw a door at somebody, (laughs) like it adds like an extra snare or whatever. Uh, it's, it's really neat how it works. And, uh, it's top down too. And I'm usually not a huge fan of top down games, but it, I absolutely love this. Uh, High, highly recommend. I think you can get it if you want to play it on Switch or something. I think you can get it for like nine or ten bucks. It's uh, on sale a lot. It's on sale all the time, uh, but it's I highly recommend it. It's a it's just a very neat game that I think everybody should give uh, give a shot to. I, I definitely want to check it out. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Wenzel, I think you especially, Jonathan. I think you would really like it too because of the music. I I really I loved Hotline Miami. That's top down. Uh. It, I mean, it, it's top down like Hotline Miami. I I feel like this is easier. It, it's definitely easier because I couldn't beat Hotline Miami. <laughs> uh, I, I beat this game twice. Nice. Uh, it's but it, it's really good. And, I, and like I said, it's a very short play, like two hours. Yeah. But th- like, if you want to do everything in the game, you could do it in five hours probably. Like it's it's a very short ride. Uh, I don't really know where to go to next on here. Uh, uh, I say Borderlands Three. I was gonna say oh. Borderlands Three. Oh. I was gonna say Metro. Oh, because I actually really think Borderlands Three is really good. I mean, it's not that like I don't think it's bad. It's just that like only two people here have played it. Uh, well, how about y'all talk about Borderlands? Borderlands. Oh, it seems like the next two to get cut is going to be Borderlands and Metro, anyways. Yeah. Uh, mm. so y'all can just. Oh, I mean, that just means Metro's higher. I like uh, Borderlands more than Metro. That's right. my problem. I mean, the game's <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, the games getting cut aren't really ranked. So yeah. it's yeah. just all, all like kind of honorable mentions. Yeah. Borderlands 3 is the third in the series. Uh, thir- fourth in the fourth series. Fourth game, but the third sequel. Isn't it technically fifth because of the Telltale uh, Borderlands? Borderlands? Yeah. Yeah. It's... it's Set in the Borderlands universe, it's a. I don't want to explain all that story. That's five games of story, really fun. It is the t- typical Borderlands experience, but it looks ten times better. It plays ten times better. Every single like uh, quality of life feature you wanted in Borderlands three, uh, two, or pre sequel is here. Uh, in my opinion, it has the best co op. Yeah, out for sure. Of Every any co op game for me, it's my favorite co op game. It seems like it's definitely one of the better co op oriented games to come out this year, if not the best. I think I did play the co op for Borderlands Three with a friend of ours, and can confirm is really fucking fun. Yeah, it- not only is the co op fun, the story and the jokes are 
really good. Everybody always shits on it saying it's just meme humor. They're just spouting memes over again. Yeah, they do for some of them, but I enjoy it. I, like As I've gotten older, I've realized that let people have their fucking fun. <laughs> if they think the dog meme's funny, let them laugh at those funny dogs. Uh, I will, yeah, I will say the, the, the humor is like genuinely like good. Like It's not just memes. Um, it, yeah, it was fun. Uh, guns were amazing. Like Colt said, it looked better. Like I was like, because the art style hasn't changed, of course. But like, if you literally compare it to Borderlands one, two, and the pre sequel, oh, it's look, night, it's night and day. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's completely different, and it looks fantastic. Uh, very, very pretty. Um, actually, like very, a uh, very uh good story too. Like not, not bad at all. Very good continuation. Would you say it's the best? From an overall Borderlands package, would you say it's the best Borderlands? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's all I want. That's coming from someone that absolutely loves Borderlands. It's one of my favorite yeah. shooters. Well, I'm, I mean, I know we hold Borderlands two in very high regard. So. I, I I remember playing my I remember my entire summer when my first year of middle school was just uh or after was just nothing but Borderlands. Yeah. The first one. Jesus, the first Borderlands that old? First Borderlands was two thousand eight. No, I was thinking twenty ten. No, no, no it's not. It's not, not two thousand eight. It's like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Oh, okay. he was nine actually. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess. It, uh, and I, and that was like two thousand eleven when I played it. Mm-hmm. Two thousand twelve is when the two came out. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yes. I. Yeah. I guess it would have been. So fuck. Is this the first one on this generation of consoles? Yeah, this is the yeah. first proper Borderlands on wow. this. Wow. But uh, they did re-release uh, two. And yeah, I know they did like the. Collection. I think you can and it had a resurge of players. Yeah, like it was like it just came out again. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the first one. Yeah, you could definitely, um, but you can play through the entire Borderlands experience on like a PlayStation Four or Xbox One now. I think yeah. you can play everything on those consoles. But but yeah, well that that's good to hear of because I I mean I know y'all played it, but like I, I didn't really no know y'all really talked about it y'all's thoughts out. on it same thing with Kingdom so. Hearts 3 I don't know if it's on our list at all it's not on our list because no, I, probably... I haven't beaten it oh I that, that was another one I played um it, it's you it, played all of it not all of it I've, I'm probably about halfway through it uh it's good like uh the problem with Kingdom Hearts is if you care about the story that's where it, you, it, you're gonna that, that, that that's where you're gonna be sadly disappointed uh-huh, yeah but like it is probably like the smoothest combat of the oh, series. Yeah. It's one of the best like RPG combat. But, but the 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 problem with that is it's fucking easy, like a little too easy. You probably gonna have to bump that the difficulty setting. But up. don't bump it up too much because once you do that, it gets too hard. <laughs> Uh, you you will know that if you've played any past Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, f- I've my ass played it on normal the first one. I couldn't even get past. Uh, Ursula. Ursula, yeah. Oh my god. From uh, Mer- Mermaid. Uh, 100% uh, proud mode, so fuck you. <laughs> I don't know how I beat Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 as a kid. I don't know either. I have no, I have I, no two, idea. 2 is pretty easy. But, 2 is much easier than but 1. Yes. 1 is fucking difficult. And it's, it's not janky, good. too. <laughs> it's oh yeah, controls. the camera fucking sucks. Yeah. Especially on the PS2 version where you yeah. had to control the camera with the shoulder buttons. Yeah. Fuck that. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and throw some names. Well, out. y'all say Metro because oh Metro Metro Exodus is the best another best in the series game for me as well because it is the same Metro experience you love, but it's not really in the Metro. It's up top on the surface and you're on a tra- giant train uh, expedition. 
It's almost like an exodus. Yeah. Whoa. It's almost like that. <gasps> Whoa. What are you exod? Wait. Metro Exodus. You're exodusing the Metro. Yes. But it's it's really fun. It's an open world, sort of linear. If you wanted to, you could go through the game really quickly. But as I love to explore in these open world yeah. areas, so I went to absolutely every place I could go, or I missed some stuff for sure. But it was super fun exploring. Uh, terrifying game. The creatures in this game, they did reuse uh, one enemy a whole lot, but that doesn't really bother me. But the creatures in this game, absolutely horrifying. The spiders are annoying, and I fucking hate spiders. <laughs> uh, the vehicles are very fun. The Managing your resources and making sure you have ammo, uh, uh, filters for your mask, making sure your mask isn't broken, hiding from these flying demons as well. All of it's really fun. If you like Metro, dump, uh, dump into it. Just dump into it, man. Yeah, uh, I should say... Earlier this year, before Metro came out, leading up to the release, we took a few days to play the first two Metro games. So I think uh, if you want, if you want to like, if you if you want if you played the games, or maybe you want to like kind of catch up on the series and just go right into Metro Exodus, uh, watch our playthroughs. Uh, I think they're on our YouTube. They are on the YouTube in uh, playlist. I just search all you can hear on YouTube, and you will find uh both metro uh playthroughs yeah those are all the hard work for you you just gotta click it yeah exactly uh it was really fun uh and this game was also really really cool uh there's a huge twist in it that completely surprised me because i've never i never read the books or anything so as soon as the game starts and it it, like it kind of goes into it it's like fuck so it's really it's really something I, i think it's definitely very uh compelling i think i know what needs to be cut next and I, because I'm the only one that played it, Baba is you. I will say Baba is you. It might be my it's top three game of the year. Uh, it is phenomenal. So there's no story with Baba is you. the The whole like the the cake is the gameplay where it's it's a puzzle solving game, but to solve the puzzles, you have to like change the rules and you change the rules by moving the pieces of the words. So like, you know, it could say like Baba is you and like rock is win. Well, theoretically you could switch, you know, rock and Baba and then Baba is win. And then you just win because you're Baba and then rock is you, or you could change win is you or whatever. And like you just change all these things, and that that game kicks my ass. I mean, there's been there's been levels where I stare at it for a half hour and not make a single move, and I'm just like, mm, not today, <laughs> it's not happening. Uh, that game is an absolute joy, uh, and they're they're actually adding a level creator next year, um, which is just going to give that game a lot more legs yeah. like, for years for com- years to come. Uh, but like as far as sound design goes, I mean it's very basic. There's like three sounds in the whole fucking game. Um, but Baba Z. Yeah. Uh, but like, and some of the levels later on get very complicated. Like it's like lava is hot, water is wet, rock is wind, uh, flag is death. You are Baba and stuff like that. And it it just goes on and on and on. And it's it's really I highly recommend everybody here play it. I think you can buy. It. I think it's like fifteen bucks probably. It rarely goes on sale. Um. But it, it's an absolute joy. Like I like, man, that game is a really, really creative. The most creative game on this list. That's cool. Uh, it's it's very good. 
I'm going to say this one, and I will give my reasons for it. Uh, Tetris 99. Oh, you motherfucker. I love Tetris. Tetris is one of my favorite, like, relax and chill games. That's why I love... What are you doing? I have Tetris up on my phone. Oh, uh, but it wasn't Tetris. Tetris, uh, what is it? The new, Tetris Effect is one of my favorite Tetris games of all time. This one is not for me. I do not like the battle royale aspect of it because every time I try to play it, I instantly get ganged up on, and I don't like it. It's not calming. It's not fun for me. It just a whole lot of it is just trying to stay alive and not have another person don't. Four rows of bricks on top of you. Yeah. Sounds like Fortnite. I played it for about 30 minutes one day and hated every moment of it. I So I, I want to say my piece on Tetris 99. I honestly am surprised nobody mentioned it getting cut earlier. I was going to see if I could sneak it into the top three. <laughs> um, so for me, Tetris 99 is a very relaxed and calming experience. It's the most time I've put in a game since probably New Leaf. May, or, uh, Overwatch, maybe. But pro- probably since New Leaf, I have almost 100 hours in Tetris 99. I, I find it to be very calming, very relaxing, e- even when I don't win. Because it's like my brain is so preoccupied with just like, okay, let's clear lines, let's clear lines, let's clear lines. And like eventually, you know, and then I'll lose out and I'm like, oh shit, I got fifth place yeah. or something like that. <laughs> so like I'm so preoccupied with it. And Colton Winslow have watched me play this game for hours. Um, like I was gonna say we can uh, we mentioned uh, Colton Winslow playing Metro, Metro. Tanner has a few. Uh, just sort of hangout sessions where he plays uh, Tetris 99, and that's also on our YouTube. Yeah. Yep. And it, I, I find it to be super. I mean, it's a, it's a game where if I want to sit and zone out, I can, or if I just want to focus on one thing, I can also do that. It's very weird. And like I should say, prior to Tetris 99, I have never touched Tetris. Like I know what Tetris is, but I never touched Tetris prior to this year. And Tetris 99 just blew me out of the water probably my game of the year if i had to tell the truth but it's it's very good it's free if you have a nintendo switch online subscription there's no reason for you not to own this because it's literally free and then uh there's ten dollars worth of dlc for it which adds a whole bunch of stuff to it it adds a a man versus machine mode it adds an invictus mode which is a lobby where only tetris maximus winners can play in so only if you've got a victory royale you can play in that lobby, and they added a whole bunch of really cool stuff to it uh, for very cheap amount. I would pay thirty, but uh, <laughs> it's it's a very good game. I think everybody needs to play, it. even if you don't like Tetris. I did not ever have any inkling of feeling towards Tetris, and Tetris Nine Nine just blew me away. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so what we have left is Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice, Fire Emblem Three Houses, Untitled Goose Game, and Death Stranding. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, say throw Sekiro by the wayside. Personally, really, I thought I was gonna have to convince you. Uh, I, I, would, I would, I would say Fire Emblem, just because I haven't played it. I don't care. Oh man, Fire Emblem's. I think Fire Emblem's really fun and way, way more accessible than Sekiro is. The Fire, this Fire Emblem game is the most uh, accessible a Fire Emblem game has ever been. If you thought. Awakening was really hard. I know some people had problems with Awakening, despite it being probably one of the best games on 3DS. Uh, like, even for me, I thought it was hard, but Fire Emblem Three Houses and, like, the character development uh, is good. And we'll get into it a little bit more later, but y'all say your piece on Sekiro. It sounds like that's well, going to get cut. Well, do you, what do you think, Pat? Um, 
I only played one game, game this year, and it was good. A long time ago. Uh, uh, well. But I will say, um, <laughs> I know just from my side of the internet, I know Fire Open has been one of the most consistently talked about games throughout the year because it definitely because a lot of people love sort of the, the story, the bountiful characters. Like, every single Fire Open game is just, like, pouring over with characters. And they, they, they just slowly interact. I know this. It, for just for what I've seen, it's been a very beloved game of this year. And uh, Sekiro obviously, you know, it, it got it sort of time in the light. But I haven't heard as much about it since it's come out. But guess because, like, it's demonstrably one of the, the most difficult games to sort of engage with and play. And that's, that's not bad. It's just, I guess, for, like, sort of appeal and sort of, uh, I guess, ease of play, it's definitely not for the faint of heart. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I would... I would say the exact opposite for my Twitter. I don't. Hear, I barely hear anything about Fire Emblem. I I see nothing. Like almost all the artists I follow, nothing but Sekiro. Oh really? Yeah. Like I remember on the night Sekiro won Game Awards, mm-hmm. I just see nothing but tweets of like people like cheering yeah. of like for Sekiro. Don't winning. get me wrong. I, I've I've played a very limited part of Sekiro. Uh, granted, I, it's a great game. It's it, fun. It, it controls right. amazing. I will. Yeah, it controls great. I will never play it again. Uh, <laughs> if you want to see that time, you can go to our YouTube as well for a Tanner six-hour stream of Sekiro. Yeah. I stepped out of uh, I stepped out of the conversation because like none of these games are games that I played. I've been I focus most of my gaming on older games. Yeah, I'm an RPG player. I'm a sim player. There's a lot of games that came out of this year that I wanted to play, but I also don't necessarily believe in playing a game right off the time it gets out. Uh, it gets put out. Um, but if I had to choose between the two. Uh, Sekiro, again, it's about that accessibility. Uh, that's the main p- factor. I would never... I mean, I love the aesthetic of Sekiro. I think it looks beautiful. I think It's a gorgeous game. I think the fast pace, the swinging back and forth. But the Souls games in general, uh, for anything from FromSoft? From is that what this is? Yeah. They, I just, it, it just... It does not appeal to me. Getting pissed off at a game because you're losing constantly just makes me upset. I... But I'm also... Well, go ahead. I, I will say, like... Is, I've only played Bloodborne, and, and as far as like the dying, like it can be frustrating. But you only learn from that. Yeah, it, it's one of those weird things where you dying over and over isn't as infuriating as as you would. Think I mean, it would maybe, be. but but that that could also be you know. My I'm, but there's a huge difference from Sekiro and other from soft games. Yes. Yeah, for me. it is so much more frustrating because in other from soft games. You could just get more experience and level up your attack, your health, or stamina, load, whatever. You can upgrade that stuff. Sekiro, you have a base stat of health that you can upgrade by uh, getting boss beads. Uh, uh, you get beads. You yeah. get beads, and you get your strength upgraded by uh, getting uh, spirits. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say, I will say, Sekiro is different because the character is not like you have no control over the character other than like style of combat and that's kind of it no customization at all no i mean that's that's i I mean there's nothing wrong with that it's it's like them trying to attempt to make a more linear yeah yeah. okay which i mean sure again i haven't played either of these games i but the thing is though is i don't want to play sekiro and i do want to play three houses because i'm a huge strategy fan so um I'm a huge strategy fan, and I've also love Fire Emblem. I played Fire uh, Fire Emblem Awakening and didn't beat it, um, and it was one of the f- most fun games I had 
time playing I ever had on a on a on my 3ds. So my ball, my my balls in the court of uh, Sekiro getting cut. Of Sekiro being cut. Same here. I mean that's fine. I want to talk some more about Sekiro. This well, game. We didn't stop. Oh, I didn't. sorry, sorry. <laughs> We're it, done now. Uh, Sekiro <laughs> is a frustrating game. It's probably the maddest I've ever been at a game. Due to the bosses that I'm at, I, when I stopped mm-hmm. playing, I haven't beaten it, but I'm very, very close to the end. It's the giant dragon boss where these liz- uh, lizards like slug dragon people are. Mm-hmm. Fuck that! This game is <laughs> hard. I've been far. I probably farmed 20 hours me killing those guys so I can get enough experience bars. I need to get five bars of experience, which can take anywhere from 30 to 40 minutes to get one bar, and. Uh, I've done it probably five times, getting five bars. Five times five, 25, 40 minutes times 25. I spent a lot of time yeah. getting yeah. this shit in that one area to get enough levels to actually do some damage. It's I can't. No, no, like, there was never a case for, like, ma- like Sekiro ever being, like, the most easiest accessible game ever. Oh, because yeah. It's not. I know. I'm just saying, compared to Dark Souls, it's way more accessible, actually. Yeah. You can actually level up, get stronger, and proceed in the game. And I don't want to say, like, that's... I mean, it's a knock to us, but, like, that's what these games are kind of supposed to be. There's these punishing, challenging games. Yeah. That's just... Not in at least some of our cases, not our cup of tea, but like we're definitely not saying like, well, Sekiro is a bad game because no, it's no, hard. I, I like I want to go back and beat it because it's it's definitely my game because I've I played all the Dark Souls, I played Demon Souls, I played Bloodborne, and I love them and I love this game too. And it's definitely uh definitely a game that like if you have the patience or if you're into from software games, I think you should check it out to give you an idea of how like how I personally um, uh, feel about those types of games. Uh, I went recently, tried to go back, and I bought Fallout 4 and all its DLC for a pretty good price on Steam, and went back to try and play it, and I got, I'm I'm farther than I've ever been in Fallout 4, and I just had to stop. It's too spooky for me. (laughs) So. Okay. I don't know why that was mentioned. Uh, Because, like, it's too spooky because I'm always afraid I'm going to die. It's just too annoying because it just feels like I'm dying all the time. I just, it's not the type of game that I enjoy. Dying in Fallout is way different. Yeah, this is Dark Souls. Because dying in Fallout is like, fuck, I lost all that progress. Dark Souls, you're like, ah, I just, I'll go, I'll continue. I don't know. It's just, well, I'm just saying, like. But But also, the way you save in Fallout is much better. I'm just saying how I play. Is different and not in line hey, with uh, yeah, game. yeah. If Cody can't, if Cody's not like comfortable with Fallout Four, it's definitely not Cody's cup of tea. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, nobody was. I think that's what he was saying. Oh yeah. Uh, but anyway, but anyway, like, and also with that accessibility, these games were like meant specifically, like, if you if you die or lose, you will be punished. Yeah, and that's yeah. and that definitely can be frustrating. You like being spanked? Play it. And Sekiro, Sekiro, <laughs> Sekiro takes that and like turns it up mm-hmm. because if you die, if you die too much, instead of you really being affected, everybody in the world. It's affected. Mm. All the NPCs get sick, and it's like that's a problem because you rely on those NPCs to get like items and st- like story and stuff, and it's like, oh, that's kind of annoying. But and um, in the end, if all your pre- key people are sick, it will affect your ending that you get. Yeah, you can heal them, 
but that takes more time out of your quest to victory. Yeah, that takes more time out of your playthrough to do. And uh, but I mean, it, it's a great game. Uh, you know, if you have that kind of level, that skill level, the play style, that patience, check it out. A lot of patience. Uh, yeah, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say too with the dragon people, that's always like that's just something that they that they do is in the Dark Souls games. Like, there's always a last level with just a bunch of dragon people, and they're always really fucking strong, and it's so fucking annoying. Dark Souls three with the goddamn snake people. Yeah. Uh, I will say though, there is a place. That's really sad and secure. As I haven't gotten any further, but oh, the, yeah. there's one place where it's just a bunch of little uh, statues with uh, red um, bibs. They're it, like, is it bibs or is it like little uh, scarves? Is it, is it a Jesus oh, statues? Yeah, yeah Jizo. Yeah, Jizo. Uh, and that uh, and those and there's like tons and tons of them because you're near a monastery with monks and stuff. There's just so many of these statues. Those statues represent uh, children who've died. And there's thousands of them in that one monastery. And it's really sad. Oh, my God. Then, again, you also got to remember it's a FromSoft game. Every single one of them is depressing. Yeah, and all, and also all the monks are uh, corrupted, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Fast as hell, ready to stomp your head in. Yeah, they're annoying. So, Sekiro, yeah. bye-bye. Bye. So, our top three in no order yet will be Fire Emblem Three Houses, Untitled Goose Game, and Death Stranding. Personally, I'm going to go ahead and say what my next one would be. I'd what your number three would be? Yes. Okay. I'd say Untitled Goose Game. I actually really... I played probably an hour the other day of Untitled Goose Game. I really enjoyed it. It was really fun. But I hate being a dick to people because I felt really bad after I chased a little boy down. I untied his shoes, honk honk, stole his glasses, threw him in some corner of the map. I went back to him, uh, stole his airplane... Put it on a bench and I made him buy the airplane Hell back. Yeah. I hated that. Oh it was so bad. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Uh I've beat savage. I've beat Untitled Goose Game. Uh I think I remember when it, uh, it first got shown off of some E three or PAX or Gamescom or something like two or three years ago. I was like, Huh, that game looks you know, cutesy interesting. I did not expect this game to make me just think about my life. Uh and with Untitled Goose Game, it's the most basic way to describe it is if you've ever played Hitman, it's Hitman, but you're a goose. <laughs> uh, like it's chaos. You're like your your whole you know objective of the entire game is just to mess. be an asshole. Yeah, you're an asshole. Chaos reigns to this town. Uh, and like the, like the first level, they introduce you to the mechanics. Great. I mean, it's super easy. You can drag stuff. You can honk. <laughs> that's it you can, oh, you can flap your wings at people to scare them yeah and it, it's real good like um the colt was talking about that boy like i locked that kid in a telephone booth <laughs> I, I, I wanted to get to the point where it's like you you pull out a gun well <laughs> um you mess with the honk you get the bonk yeah yep. uh it's it's a super charming game like i i want house house to create a new untitled game every year oh yeah it's with a different animal with a different animal give me untitled bear game i'm not untitled kidding. beaker game Oh my like god! Like science please. beakers? No, the beaker from the Game Awards. The Muppet. The Muppet. Oh, okay. Um, I, like I, I, it's definitely not as fledged out as uh, these next two games. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, it, like I beat it in two hours. So I guess I got pretty far then. Yeah. No, you can you can and you can beat it in about ninety minutes if you're, okay if you're real good. Um, but yeah, it took me about two hours. And it's it's just such a fun time, like just messing with these townspeople. 
uh, super cutesy. It definitely spun off of much larger meme thing than I anticipated. Yeah. Like I was really excited for the game. Uh, but like it's, it's kind of spiraled and like now goose is like our leftist Marxist, uh, icon yeah. now. So <laughs> that's fine. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm totally fine with untitled goose game being number three here. It's a, an amazing game. It's yeah. really fun. It controls weirdly, really, really well. It, it can, it is tight controls. Like at the slightest movement, your goose is moving. <laughs> so uh, it, it's a ton of fun. Uh, it's, it just came out on PlayStation 4. I think yes. it's 20 bucks. It's actually... Well, it's probably not on sale anymore. Yeah, it's probably not on sale anymore, but if you have Game Pass, it's on Game Pass now. It's on PC. It's on the Epic Game Store, and it's on Switch. I think playing it on Switch is the way to go, uh, but I think that with every game. So, <laughs> uh, uh, Are you playing on PS4? Uh, yeah, I'm playing on okay. PS4. Yeah. It but controls I'm, well on PS4 as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally fine with it going uh, at number three, but if you have a thing that can play this game, you need to buy this game. It is... It's definitely must play. Yeah, it's it's a must play game. Uh, uh, for this last go. one, I kind of think it's obvious what I think. I I know. What I think we need to revive uh, Pokemon. <laughs> 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 so I'm not joking. Why are you laughing? Our our last okay. So we kick out Death Stranding. Go no, uh, I I think it's so. I'll let you go on the fire. Emblem let me talk about Fire Emblem. So I plead your case. Let me let me plead my case with Fire Emblem and let's see if I can sway. You're the, guilty. You know, sway the committee. Um, so Fire Emblem, it's just like every other Fire Emblem game. It's uh, it's tactical. It's an RPG. It's got RPG elements. It's it's an SRPG. It's fine. It's great. But where the where it really shines, it's not by any means the prettiest game on Switch. There are a few areas that, that do, are just empty. That are very empty around the academy. But the, where the story shines is the characters. The characters. Uh, so if you don't, just a very quick overview. It's, it's called Three Houses because you can choose from three different factions. You can choose, oh my god, Golden Deer, uh, Black Eagle, and Red Lion. Uh, it's those Lions. animals. No, it's not Golden Lion. Uh, the it's definitely gold. Miami deer. Heat. Yeah, the Miami Heat. Anyways, <laughs> you pick through uh, between those three factions. I know those are right. Um, and each faction has like ten characters. Like it has like the house leader and like ten. Imagine Harry Potter but Fire Emblem. And like as far as like the house being divvied up and stuff, because like they're the houses are rivals, but also not not super heated and i'm not going to get into super big spoilers here but the game is split up into two parts and there is a anime time skip and that time skip it's pretty good the time skip is really good uh it's it's a phenomenal game and i I, personally i think it also says a lot uh the game actually has a lot of things to say about politics and religion in like ways i did not expect it to like it kind of it was like, whoa, this game is making, you know, way more, you know, socially conscious than I figured it would be. But every, I mean, every single character in that game is well-written. The side characters, the characters you can have in your party, the students. I mean, there's animals in the game that just have a bunch of life to them. Uh, and, and some of the battles, especially towards the end of part one, can get sort of samey before you get to that final chapter of part one, wouldn't you say, yeah. Cole? Um, uh, do feel kind of samey, uh, but like the grinding to me in that game never felt like grinding. Oh no, it just felt I enjoyed actually doing side missions. Yeah, I did too. I did a I tried to do a side mission a week. 
in in the game. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's just it's something that needs to be played. It is a very big undertaking. I would say it takes what about forty hours to play through one of the stories. And I am there's... thirty hours in, thirty four hours in, mm-hmm. uh, and I am just barely past the time skip. Yeah, that that's about where I was. Uh, it's it's a phenomenal game. I think everybody needs to give it. At sixty dollars is it's not gonna go down. It's Nintendo. It, it, it will never go down. But like you may get lucky and find it for forty nine. Yeah. If you live at a Walmart in the states, but it is something that everybody needs to play because I mean I mean Pat, I think you would have a fucking field day with this game because oh, yeah? there's just like imagine imagine like one character very well written but instead of one character it's like every single it's student. like every student like legit like 40 characters all with these like pretty complicated backstories and but they, they all, all have fleshed out stories yeah they're all fleshed out they all don't none of them look generic like none of them look too samey it's it's very nice claude best new character of the year love claude uh he's the golden uh deer leader uh, but just phenom- phenomenal, yeah, I phenomenal. I love Claude. Claude is awesome. Like, what? what? I went uh, the Eagles, uh-huh. Black Eagles, and, and uh, oh, Blue Eagles. Fortnite. Uh, I just hated her. After a certain point, I was like, yeah. "Fuck you." Yeah. Mm-mm. Um. But yeah, Claude, Claude. Claude is great. It's Blue Lion and Red That's Eagle it. and Golden okay. Deer. That's it. <laughs> I knew the colors were red, blue, and yellow. I knew that much. Yeah, and I was like, "What?" I was like, black doesn't sound like, right, but yeah. So it's sounds awesome. It, I mean, it's great. Like, I really think everybody here oh, would not have the a, game Black Eagle. Oh yeah, oh. I think everybody here would have a great time with the game. Uh, but th- that's my piece. I don't want to get too much into post time skip stuff because yeah. there is. But like, if even if you can play it just up to the time skip, it's already a hell of a game. And then like everything post time skip is just icing on the yeah. cake, in my opinion. Also, the actual strategy parts of the game really fun. It's probably one of my favorite strategy mm-hmm. games. Uh, if you want, you could skip the story if you don't like anime. But if you do, like, yeah, so, what the fuck are you doing? I will say some of the story, very anime. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wonder why. Speaking of that, though, some of the animated cutscenes are gorgeous. Oh, yeah. They're, like, they're fully animated cutscenes. I wish there. that yeah. I knew that my TV was in a lower resolution. Because I experienced all of uh, this game in 720p. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's my piece on it, Colt. Let's talk about Death Stranding. Are you getting into spoilers? Uh yeah, I will. All right, Cody. Fuck. I'm gonna. Oh, I'll no. just pause it for a second. Everybody left the room. So it's just me and Tanner and a done. can of beans. Yeah, <laughs> Cody. It was really mean to call Cody that, but. Uh, so Colt, talk to me about. We will be getting into spoilers. Oh yeah, here. this is heavy spoiler territory. So Colt, tell me about Death Stranding. Death Stranding is a game that is takes place I'll just start well, I'll just do story right now it takes place in a universe where it's after a huge catalyst cattle cataclysmic 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 yeah. event uh, that ended the whole world and these giant creatures these not giant they're creatures that roam the earth after this event called BTs BTs Wow, I forgot all the acronyms for these. Like, the actual, what these acronyms mean. Uh, BTs are the giant alien things that exist in this world. They are actually the souls of people that died during this cataclysmic event. And that when someone dies in this universe, they have a certain time frame to where a person needs to move that body to a furnace. 
because if they do not, the body will explode at an atomic bomb level, creating a huge crater where that body was. So it's important to burn those bodies as soon as possible, get a porter, ship it somewhere else. Uh, the story you take it takes place. Well, I just said that you play as Sam Porter Bridges, and he has a very. Oh man, I'm sorry. I'm trying to think of ways to explain this. Fuck. Like a messed up background. He has a somewhat messed up background where he doesn't really remember it all. Yeah. Because the person who watched after him, or we, he just Kojima just didn't tell us what happened, uh, is that when he was younger, I'm assuming he was adopted by the president of the United States. Yeah. Uh, can't remember her name, Bridget. And uh, the game starts out with her dying, really sad death. She crawls over to you and says, "I'll meet you on the beach." Which, what we learn is that is a very common thing that will be said throughout the whole game by her uh, other part of her, Amelie. And, uh, man, I'm just realizing how bad I'm explaining this. The There's two parts of a being called the Ka and the Ha. And Bridget was the Ka part of the being. And the Ha is Amelie. And your mission is to make it to the other part of the beach to reach the uh, the ha the ha. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a Kojima game. I mean, yeah. So no. so okay. Let me. Okay, I I I I'm gonna talk you through this. So you're telling me that. So from my understanding so far, we're gonna be talking about Death Stranding for a good bit of minutes. Yes. Sure. Yeah. So we're gonna play this. What time is it now? Oh, fuck. Um. So. You are a body. You die. So there was a cataclysmic event yes. known as the Death Stranding, right? Yes. That, what was that event? The The event was uh, everyone in the world, like, suddenly people's bodies started to go off as, uh, like, little nukes all around. It just started happening. It all happened because of one person that was born. They're called the Extinction Entity. And uh, the EEs is what they call them, the acronym for that. And the extinction entity in this game, huge spoiler, I'm just going to go jump into it, was Amelie. Because uh, uh, she was born at a specific time frame. There's been five extinction events in all of Earth's history. Uh, if you remember the announcement trailers for Death Stranding, there's like floating people. Mm-hmm. Each one of those person is an extinction entity. Oh, and, okay. Uh, we all, we don't know any of the past ones. We just know the current one was Amelie. And uh, Amelie is in a position to where she's locked in this beach area. And you, as Sam Bridges, you have to go across the country to a place in California where you will meet with her. But when you get there, you don't realize that she was not really there. She's in a different plane on her own beach this is another thing I didn't explain is that everyone has their own beach. When you die, you have your own beach, but there are times where if there's a mass, uh, death event, that beach will be bundled up and they'll have mixed, uh, people there. You will not be alone on that beach. Like for world war one or world war two, there's like huge beaches where battles are taking place there for 
the rest of eternity. That's why, if you remember in the trailers, you'll see Mads Mikkelsen uh, being a soldier guard, uh, guiding some people. Yeah. Uh, the, those are in those battlefields where these mass extinction level events happen. So, um, there's a lot there uh, trying to understand. So, you're telling me that there is dimensions that are basically pocket dimensions that when you die, you specifically would go to this one particular dimension It's for basically you. heaven. But the dimensions aren't for you technically. They're for that time period in which you die. Yeah. So if you would die at the same moment that another person dies, then in that moment you both would go to the same beach, which is why... No, I'm- it's in a certain area. If you, like, a, in a grouped-up area, if, like, a huge nuke goes off... Oh, so you're saying that the beaches... Are so it's t- spaces that are are tied to not time, but tied to uh, region. So like this, like a pinpoint. So if we all died in my apartment right now, we would all end up on the same beach. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Question: If you died in Cody's apartment and say I died two years later, would we end up on the same beach? No. Okay. That's what I was. Okay. That's what I was. Because it is. It to. is time and place. It's time oriented. and place yeah. specific. Okay. Okay. All right. That is good shit. It's really that is very good shit. Okay. Let's keep going. Uh. So the so you're telling me there was this um this this person who was the what what is what you call him extinction Ca- entity. So the EE they are a person who was born with a genetic or a spiritual or a dimensional. I don't really know. We don't know <laughs> something about them is what set off a worldwide phenomena when as soon as they're born it's almost like a it's almost like a predetermined individual that once they're put out into the world they set off this firestorm of of uh, some weird evolution that causes once you die you fucking go off like a nuke yeah okay so right now, because those nukes went off and so many people died in these small spaces, mm-hmm. beaches are full. Beaches are filling up. There's a scene where a character named Die Hardman, which is the uh, the person who directed Drive, that's his character. Uh, he actually, when he died, he went to the beach with his family and he could see his family going off into the waters of the ocean of that beach. And uh, his whole mission from now on and for the rest of his days is to find that f- beach with his family. But he's brought back to life. Yeah. He has 20 minutes. Every 20 minutes, he will die. So and, he's constantly dying in different areas at different times mm-hmm. because... Well, he, he's not different areas. He's just visiting the same beach that he was on with his family. He's trying to find that beach. Yes. Mm. And it keeps circling and circling and circling and circling. And he's trying to find it by killing himself over and over and over again. So he's not killing him. himself. It's just his heart that stops. So it's just like so. So he just has a power where he dies every twenty minutes and he comes back to life. Yeah, or he has to come back to life because of the little machine that he has with him. Oh, okay, okay. That brings him back to life. So he created the machine, and his heart's constantly trying to die. Yes. And he's like, I'm not dying until I'm there with my family again. Yeah, he's got to do research. He's got to. He's trying to figure out exactly how he can. How you can him. get to the beaches. Yeah. Damn. That's pretty good. Damn, this is some good shit. (laughs) That's just one side character. There's another side character named Dead Man, which is Guillermo del Toro's character. Uh, He is... He's he's really good. I'm feeling like crying. Uh, He's so good. I love these characters so much. Um... He is known as Dead Man. All his life, he... 
he's a part he, I'll, okay I'll just tell you why he's called dead man he's made up the parts of different human beings he's basically a Frankenstein okay and that he's never been really alive and that's why he's called dead man is because he's a made person and this whole story he's slowly getting connected to Norman and at the end he's the reason that Norman comes to life in at the end there's a whole thing where Norman's on a beach that if he dies on the beach, he's dead permanently. Wow, I'm forgetting a lot of things. Norman is a repatriate that whenever he dies, he doesn't explode. He actually has the ability to come back he's to He's one life. of the rare few people that yes. can actually like die and come back. Yeah, the, he was actually in an explosion event where uh, he died with his wife and child at the when the event actually went down. And that he can come back to life. There's a whole thing in the game where you have to find his body and you respawn in a certain area. So the Death Stranding, so that that's what the extinction that, event is. So called. they call that because all these people were stranded in death yes. on these beaches, motherfucker. Okay, and so Sam Bridges, so he is a deliveryman that yes, deli- the, they're porters is what they call them, and they are the ones who deliver the bodies quickly. They he his main thing is uh, delivering packages to all these uh, outposts and locations. That but have he been also stranded. yeah he also. Delivers bodies to furnaces that are scattered across America, and uh, since America is fucking blown to hell since this event, he his main mission is to get across America to get to Amelie. But when he does so, he links all these outposts together using their chiral network, so they can all be connected and work on actually building a new civilization. And is that where kind of like the multiplayer stuff gets built in, where like people can build a bridge and that shows up in some people's games, yes, and stuff, and like the like system and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Holy shit. Okay. So Sam, he. So what does the baby have to do with anything? The baby is a. It's called a. I always want to. You call don't have it, to. You don't have to remember the names. Just what does it do? It is a thing that can see into the second realm where he can actually see the BTS. So it basically provides him with a con- he has a connection with the baby like this yes. to him it, that allows him to have the mm-hmm. ability to see the baby because the baby yes. has this power or because it's a baby it's able to it's, do this. It's a it has a special power. It's a special baby that's a stillborn baby. The mother died when it was born, so it has a connection to the afterlife and the uh, holy shit. Realm. That is good. Ha- this is good as fuck. This I want this as a movie. This is like top tier shit. <laughs> Don't let Hodel. Doesn't he want to make this a movie? Uh, I don't know. I, I, this could this could be seriously like a three season, uh, or or at least a season, uh, TV show like high quality, high budget TV show on HBO. Like this is some like existential stuff, and there's so many. Details. I, we don't have to give too much away. I, I we, know this, this is the general principle because like this is because it's so uh, ambiguous to the world. I think you've given a good bit of information about like why. But like, why? I want to go into what's important about the babies, though. These babies are—they're stillborn. They're stuck in these little pods. They can't grow any bigger in these pods. But the thing about them is, they die after a year or two. They just stop working because they can't grow. They get tired, stressed out because that little arm on the back—it shows you where all the BTs are in uh, the mm-hmm. backpack. And uh, at some point in the story, the baby will get tired and it will die. But the baby. Does not die in this story. That's something else we'll get to. Uh, do you? Do we want to just jump into that? Well, I, I what I really want to do is I don't want to overcomplicate it because I, I do because this is something that like 
even with what you told me, I am actually really wanting to play now. And uh, well, th- that and like I'm already trying to wrap my brain around that, and I don't I don't really know if it helps. It's I mean, let's be honest, it's probably going to win. I mean, it's going to win. Yeah, so like, we definitely don't need to like add in forty more. Yeah, I I know. It's just there's. It's hard to tell me talk about, about this game. the actual gameplay. The gameplay is uh, delivering packages, uh, going across America. The gameplay is really fun. It's very unique. It's there's nothing like it that I experienced. Uh, there is like fetch quest where you have to grab something and go back deliver whatnot. It is fetch quest delivery Amazon guy simulator, but there it has a way that I can't really compare to anything because uh, traversing the wildlife and the areas that you have to go to, dodging BTs, dodging mules that would steal your cargo, it's very fun. I can't, like I said, I can't compare it to anything. It's, it, it's a unique experience. It really is. This is very, it seems like it's very story driven. It's a, it's a crazy story and uh, it sounds like there's a lot of like, complexities about life and death in there as well like mm-hmm. obviously the whole game hinges on death yeah it all hinges on death and it's not like and death and in this world death is not a finality and i think that's very interesting that's got me wanting to watch it and play it and i don't know I'm, there's some stuff that i really want to cover though here okay that this is my favorite things about the game the whole game every time you link up to the bb pod after going inside these rooms that you can rest in each outpost, uh, you will see a little cutscene where the baby, it's visions of a baby, and you see through the baby's eyes, and you can see Mads talking to you, singing to you over, like, your body, the body of your mother in the corner. He's like, hey, baby, I love you, baby. That's pretty good Mads, all i got to say. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty much happens with every single time you come up from these rooms. Uh, what you don't realize is that these visions are not of the BBs. This B connecting to the BB, from what I can tell, is unlocking part of Norman's uh, of uh, Sam's br- uh, brain, and uh, unlocking these memories. Well, let, let's um. I kind of want to hold off and let's this let's 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 do the not let's do a non canon file on this game. Okay, I Wait, mean, I, I I know you have a lot to say, but like this is something that like. Now that I'm listening to it, this needs like a. I mean, we could Cole could probably sit here for two hours and not even cover five percent of what we yeah. need to know about the game. Yeah. So I think what we have we're gonna have to do is I know you want to talk about more of it, but and you will definitely have the platform to do we'll, so. We'll do a non-canon file on this, even if it's you explaining to us, because I want to sit down and play this game. Um, it's a long game, though. Just yeah, it's about. Uh, it took 60, me thirty-eight hours okay. to beat it. I can. I mean, that's fine. I've heard normal people. Say like 50, 60 hours. So. Yeah, so I played on easy though because I wanted the story. Yeah, the highlight. Yeah, no, I, I definitely want to play this. Uh, this to me is about to be number one. I know there's a lot you want to say, but I want to give yeah. you that platform yeah. in a more appropriate setting because this is. Yeah. I do want to talk about it more. I I didn't really come prepared to talk about it because I didn't really know, and I thought there would be more people to ask questions. Because as soon as everybody started leaving, I was like, ah, I'm not gonna have many. You put on the spot. To bounce off of, because that's where I work best. So there's yeah. a lot of bad explanations there. No, there's no, no bad it definitely wasn't bad. You got I, me interested in a game yeah. that I was like, "Wow, that sounds." You got like, me more interested in it 
than it, I already was. Yeah. So I mean, so should we bring them back in here? Do go through the formalities? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. So we're gonna hit pause real quick and bring back everybody because we want to make sure that no spoilers are had. Yeah. And we're back. So final game of the year standings. Number three on title Goose Game. Number two, Fire Emblem Three Houses. And number one, Hideo Kojima presents Death Stranding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Death Stranding sounded really good. For those who weren't here, Jonathan, we all need to watch this, play this game. I want to watch it. I want to watch. You can't. There's like an 11-hour thing that gets the gist of it. I might do that. <laughs> I, I I hate that. This is an eleven hour thing that pretty much covers the basics. Let's move eleven hours. Uh, so yeah, are we ready to roll on to movie of the year? Yeah, sounds good. But whoa, 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 whoa! Bits, bits, bits. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Bits. Oh, I got one. I got one. Go, 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 go. Action. Oh, oh, oh. go, 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 go. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Pat looked terrified. Go, 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 go. Okay. I'm a jellical cat. Uh, 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 your friend of Mary Lipster. You, you're just like your father. Cats. You're just like your father. You're just like your father. Cats are just sexy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can, I, can I read off the nominees? Yes. Maybe. So remember, we're taking this list and narrowing it down to a consensus top three. So here we go. Here are our nominees for movie of the year. Captain Marvel... Uh, home, uh, homecoming, which is the Beyonce concert. Spider-Man. Yeah, uh, Avengers Endgame, Booksmart, Toy Story Four, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Rocket Man, Midsummer, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, Ad Astra, El Camino, Joker, The Lighthouse, Alita: Battle Angel, Parasite, Jojo Rabbit, Ford versus Ferrari, Us, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Knives Out, The Irishman, Promare. And cats. Fuck. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot. Of That's good a lot. Here's here, here's what's crazy. So the reason we're actually recording this a week later than we did last year is because we were like, man, what if Star Wars is really good? And Star Wars didn't even make the. No. We have said our piece on Star Wars. If you want to hear what we thought of the Rise of Skywalker, go listen to our Star Wars file. Episode the opinions have file. changed for me, so don't listen to it and listen to me. Yeah, don't don't, don't listen to Cody. No. Pretend what Jonathan says is what Cody is saying. Pretend what Cody says is what Jonathan <laughs> is saying. That's pretty much what happened. And pretend yes. I still say what I say. Yeah, and everybody else is still the same. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and suggest the first cut. I think we should cut El Camino. I think it's a great movie, but it does not work if you don't see Breaking Bad. Yeah. Uh, and that's fair. It's, I mean, it's, it's very, it's a two hour long Breaking Bad episode. I think it should get, I will have to say it is the true finale of Breaking Bad. It's really good. If you have seen the, uh, all of Breaking Bad, check this shit out. Yeah. You got to check out El Camino. It's, it's, it's great. It's. But I highly recommend if you s- liked Breaking Bad. I still have yet to see that movie. Let's uh, uh me too. Let's uh, cut. Let's go ahead and move on into Captain uh, Marvel. Cutting Captain Marvel, I think, is okay as well. Yeah. Captain yeah. Marvel was very good. I think it's fantastic to actually have someone like Captain Marvel with a lot of powers and also being a female lead. I think that's mm-hmm. wonderful. However, uh, when in comparing to Endgame, this is not going to make the top no, three, no. or no. even comparing to Spider Man. Yeah, it, it, just, it just was. It was. It was kind of cut and dry. Good. Good introduction, but like overall, very much on the bottom end of movies of this year. For sure. Yeah. Uh, another one I think we should probably cut kind of just immediately is Us. Yeah. Uh, like, I haven't watched it, so please don't. Do we're we're not going to spoil. Um, to me, it just 
after seeing Get Out and then coming mm-hmm. to this, it was like, ooh, it was a little bit well, of a drop. Which is kind of unfair, which I, I mean, I did the same thing comparing it to Get Out. I think Get Out. That, that is true. They're they're going for completely yeah, Going different. for completely different things. I think Get Out is just a transcendent of the genre. So trying to be like, all right, Jordan, you got to keep churning out these, you know, movie of the decade contenders. Uh, Us is really good. I don't think the twist is as compelling as the twist was in Get I, Out. I think the twist ruins a lot of the movie. I, yeah, yeah, I do too. I really do too. Uh, so yeah, I'm completely fine with us getting cut right now. Uh, I want to say Rocket home. Man. Yeah. Rocket Man. I, I did not Don't get me wrong. Rocket Man it sounds like a good concept. I love the main character playing Elton John. Elton John's a fascinating guy. I just didn't see it. It didn't, yeah. it didn't stand out to me as interesting. The trailer looked cool of him floating. I, but, you know. <laughs> uh, I guess Taron are the only two that saw Rocket Man. It, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's, it's uh, of course, it, Every Elsa John song getting this uh, their big um, mark moment. Of course, in terms of just sort of general, um, I guess biopics, it's I guess not too much because you know a, a lot of the big stars they could have like you know like big race to fame, battle with substance abuse, and then you know their revitalization. But it's also it's also a musical at the same time. To it's it's a bit yeah. different than that. But I guess in terms of just general stories. You know, you you see uh, a, a lot of music music uh, like musician biopics have a very similar structure. Yeah, Th- this though is more fantastical than those. It's very fantastical, and also I feel like it ends at a very weird point. So it ends after no spoilers. Elton John life spoiler. Um, <laughs> it, it it ends right after he decides to get off drugs. And th- there's credits. Like, there's no redemption arc. There's no, like, oh, you, I'm going to go play at the princess's, you know, funeral or whatever. None of that. Like, it cuts off in, like, the mid-90s, which I think is bizarre. No. Like, and, and oh, like, wow. during the credits, it shows, like, Elton John now, you know, has been clean for blah, 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 and is married to whoever. But meeting, like, meeting his husband and, like, yeah. his, like, villain philanthropic sort of endeavors yeah and but none of that is in the actual movie and that's all credits and the movie is already not the longest so i found it kind of weird that they took like just didn't touch on the last quarter century of his life uh it may may just because like they they wanted to say like at least within a reasonable realm of possibility to what taron egerton could visually play as as a young man as like you know they can't without you know, going kind of crazy with yeah. the effects without making just like a big blob. It's like that is true <laughs> because playing they, like a sixty-year-old man as like a I don't know twenty-something. Yeah, and and he is playing by the end of the movie like Elton John is in well into 40s. his late forties, early fifties, and that's already kind of a stretch for Taron Egerton, who I believe is close to our age. He's like an he's, older twenties. He maybe. can't be older than like twenty-five or something. Yeah, yeah. Like I think he's very young. Uh, so yeah, I'm completely fine with Rocketman getting cut. Um, uh. Does anyone really have anything substantial to say about uh, scary stories to tell in the dark? I think it was great. Uh, I think it was a really good like story based show uh, for the for the year. Um, it was probably one of the better like children's spooky adaptations of yeah. the yeah. Like, don't go goosebumps was, is disappointing where scary stories to tell in the dark actually had some actually scary moments. Yeah. I wouldn't say Goosebumps disappointing. There's some actually pretty spooky shit in Goosebumps. But the this, movie? Oh, I was talking yeah, about... Yeah, I'm talking about the books. Oh. Oh. No, no about we were show. talking about the, the, the shitty movie with Jack Black. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the show. No, I'm talking about Scary Stories to the Dark versus the Goosebumps movie, movie. which has been a big comparison. Goosebumps fucking out the door. And, like, I know we're doing, like, a lot of lightning round right now, but there are a few on here that I feel like we don't really have a lot to say about. Homecoming. Yeah. 
Homecoming. It's good, sure. Just let maybe. me say my piece on it. Okay, okay say your piece. I didn't even. I, didn't even I wanted to say the monster designs and scary stories to tell in the dark were great. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah they were fantastic. Oh yeah, no, fantastic. Guillermo del Toro. Out of the book. I'll probably win Oscar for like costume design or something. If I had it, that or in game, probably. Uh, um, have you seen cats? Let, yeah. <laughs> uh, cat, not cat, costumes. Cat. Not costumes. <laughs> they were cats. Uh, <laughs> um, I just want to say with Homecoming. Holy shit! I don't think I've ever had a experience like watching Homecoming. So I watched it on the recommendation of one of my friends who uh, is like a—I don't want to say a film critic, but writes a lot about movies. Um, and I watched it, and it blew my mind. The cinematography, the flow of the whole concert as a cinematic experience—it has little pieces of uh, biopic in there talking about like the like. Why Beyonce chose just HBCU uh, schools to be the dancers and the all the people in the actual concert and like the the and like the editing between because it, it's if you don't know it's Beyonce's concert at Coachella last year in 2018, uh, but it's both weekends because you know Coachella is a two weekend concert. It's both weekends performances, but it's edited. You wouldn't even know it was separate performances besides the first weekend she's wearing like the signature like yellow and the second weekend she's wearing pink and the first 30 minutes of the movie I'm like how the fuck are these shirts changing colors because <laughs> uh, I was like man this is a billionaire shit I don't understand uh, but it wasn't it was just two different shirts um, it's it's absolutely if you like Beyonce even a little any of her songs at all because it's true I mean there's a Destiny's Child reunion Jay-Z gets up there at one point Solange gets up there at one point and I mean it's it's phenomenal it's probably it's pro- probably my personal top three definitely my personal top five uh, but I understand I'm on a lone island there I'm completely fine with it getting cut yeah what would you bring to your desert island Homecoming, a film by Beyonce <laughs> <laughs> And and uh, at least the last one for me that I think we could just automatically cut would be Toy Story Four. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, like I I, I kind of saw it on a whim. It's I mean for like a kids movie it's decent, but like I don't know for me when you when you see like Pixar you expect to like a higher level of quality, especially for family film. And it wasn't like there wasn't anything egregiously awful about it. It was just by the time I left the theater, I'd already forgotten about it. See, my thing with Toy Story Four, I think it's the second best Toy Story. I think it's better than three. I think the only one it kind of pales in comparison to is two. Um, but like the actual animation in the movie, I think is phenomenal. The story's kind of cut and dry, uh, and you know you do get Sporky, uh, which is the best new character, I guess. Yeah, yeah, he, he's the best. Well. No, the Key and Peel oh, yeah. stuffed animals. Yeah, they're, they're great. They're, 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 Keanu is great in the movie as yeah. Captain Canada or whatever. Uh, but yeah, like this movie, I I don't I nominated it. It probably wouldn't even make my top five. So I'm oh, it, it it like it definitely doesn't even make my top ten. Yeah, yeah this it may not make my top ten. Where this movie shines, uh, at least from a tech perspective, is in the tech that makes it. Oh yeah, as, as beautiful as it is and yeah. as detailed as it is, yeah. and I think that's what highlights it. But definitely not in our top five. Our top three. Ooh. Yeah. Which, honestly, looking at the list, I think we should have a top five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God. I, um, I hate to say it, but uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. I didn't watch it. I think me, Colton Winslow are the only ones that saw it, and... I love the movie. It's great. I hate that damn baby. 
there okay so not the baby in the movie the baby there, in the movie was fine there's a there was a kid in our showing of it a 7:30 on the Tuesday showing of a beautiful day in the neighborhood and this child was just crying and not even crying just screaming like it, man it, it, it was, was so at the most annoying. impactful moment <laughs> yeah the, <laughs> but baby yeah <laughs> like he's he's not exaggerating literally during like the emotional peak of the movie like very quiet in the theater all of a sudden you hear like that and it's just like man that took me out of the moment and, and like and the thing is is like i referenced that uh that bit in um i wish you would leave or i think you should leave mm-hmm. is with uh the guy on the airplane like Wah! Wah! <laughs> like messing with those people it was, it was like that it because was, like I'm, I'm tempted to find out that baby and next time when it's like 20 years old and it's watching a movie i'm going to go to that movie and, and I'm, I'm just gonna scream yeah because fuck yeah so but uh great movie also i don't think it really holds a candle to uh won't you be my neighbor yeah the yeah, mr rogers documentary phenomenal. last year which yeah. is a masterpiece uh everybody needs to watch uh, won't you be my neighbor uh but yeah all right cody should we get into it yeah y'all get into it <laughs> okay so last night we decided to go for a ten twenty five showing of none other than cats uh, on the big screen, and based me, off the hit musical by Andrew Lloyd Webber, it is a very interesting movie that I had very low expectations. We went there as a joke. We spent twelve dollars on a joke, is what we thought we were doing, <laughs> and yeah. we got in there. And the opening scene is this horrifying uh, scene of of a woman tossing a pillowcase with a human sized cat in it into the garbage, and it was actually. Like from that moment, I was. It was almost like a very emotional moment because all the other cats started coming out of the alleyway to kind of speak, and it was terrifying. And I was ready to laugh, but it was then it was just started getting into song and dance, and it just was nonstop. I don't know. It was almost like a fever dream of just beautiful performances, and, and especially from Jennifer then, Hudson, her uh, rendition of Memory is. Is beyond what you would imagine. There's She'll a, win an Oscar. Some of the some of the, there was a lot of commentary specifically about homelessness and the <laughs> and yeah, this was a very bad movie. <laughs> yeah, we've been playing it. Oh, this is my fucking with y'all all, all day. Okay, Cole, Cole right. called it. Cole called it. Cole he was definitely like, called it. Yeah, because Cole was like, Cole was like, maybe he's doing a bit. Maybe he will go that far to to put a I, fucking high rating on letter. Because just just for everybody's sake, even before I'm giving my real rating, which is one star. Oh my god! No, it's it's a, it is the worst movie of the. Oh my god! Honestly, of the decade. People, people need to know what actually. Tan, let Tanner say. Let, it. let me explain what happened. So I I got here first. To record today, and I just asked Cody. I was like, "How did you and Jonathan like cats?" He was like, "He was like, I actually really liked it, which I can buy from Cody. Sure, I was like, I actually really liked it." And Cody was telling me things he liked about it. I'm like, "Yeah, I could see Cody actually liking that." He's like, "But Jonathan loved it." I was like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah, Jonathan loved it." I'm like, "Oh, okay." And I thought that was weird, and it just kept happening, kept happening. And then I was like, "This has to be a bit." And I checked Letterbox. And Jonathan had given the movie four and a half. Jonathan was one of 31 people on Letterboxd 
to give this movie four and a half stars. I'm like, that's a real commitment to the bit if he's doing a bit. I don't know if he's doing a bit anymore. And then they come in and start talking about like this commentary on uh, dystopian. And the thing is, though, all those elements were there. I just really fluffed it up. <laughs> yeah, you did a good job. He, he, what, well, hey, what, was the Jennifer Hudson singing? No, it was no, it was fucking awful. <laughs> like, they, okay, I will say that like every like there are two t- like this the cast is like really star studded and there are, there's a group of actors who know what movie they're in and they don't give a fuck especially Idris Elba and Ian McKellen especially Ian McKellen is not given a flying fuck he is he's he's transcended and then there's uh, actors like Jennifer Hudson who is taking this a hundred percent seriously? Mm. And she's like trying to give the song, which is already dramatic, bordering on that melodramatic as it is, and she cra- like she breaks the knob. She thinks she's in Les Mis. She thinks. <laughs> no, I, I shit you not. I shit you not. She has, she's like crying, snot, piss. There was a booger going into her mouth. At one point, where snot was licking into her mouth, oh. I'm not even kidding. Let me tell you though, when we talked about se- 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 sexy Rebel Wilson, <laughs> we weren't kidding. <laughs> no, that was actually true. For like, I, I for the like next 15 minutes, I don't know what happened because I was cackling. I turned, <laughs> I turned to Jonathan halfway through the movie and I said, you know, if Rebel Wilson and James Corden is the best part of this fucking movie. We need to talk, have a talk. Like, I love Oprah Wilson. I think she's funny. She is, she's real, she hi- brings highlights to a lot of movies. But holy shit, that she, I, her on stage was the only interesting part. I don't get up during movies. I just don't. Not unless I'm about to shit or piss myself in that seat. I don't get up out of movies. It's just not what I do. Because if I miss a part, then I miss all the movie. Yeah. Halfway, or not even, like, probably about a quarter of the way. 15 30. minutes into this fucking movie. <laughs> he was like, you want to, you want a slushie? <laughs> oh my god! Okay, and, and to give you sort of like my, because I have a history with like the actual musical. Because, like I said, like I've said before, in my house, if it was not fucking Star Wars, Indiana Jones, or Jurassic Park, it was probably the '98 taping of the Broadway version of the fucking musical Cats. Uh. I actually went home last night and like found the original like that version of the OST. You went and, home at midnight, huh? When'd you go home? Oh, to your to you to your apartment. Oh, okay, I thought you meant back home. Home. Uh, no, no, to my fucking house. And um, <laughs> the house that he lives in. <laughs> yeah, it was just and, and like I'm not going to defend the musical itself because it's batshit insane and ha- even has less of a plot than this movie does. But like the music was much more lively, like it the the soundtrack for this mo- for the 2019 movie is more orchestral. And I'm like that's kind of missing the point because it's like this weird psychedelic rock. Oh opera. yeah, it was fucking like so. It, there were times where I think what they were going for was a cat walking across a synth. It was weird. Literally, yeah, and, and like the the synth is definitely in the the original OST, but it's it 
fits in more because there's a lot more like guitar and drums and stuff like that. There's one scene that really fucking freaked me out was with the the tap dancing redheaded cat. Oh my Imagine god. Imagine if Pat was furrier and uh, okay. just like <laughs> dancing. Everything in. you've read about this movie is true. 100%. Very true. Because and, and Rebel, honestly Rebel Wilson was finger blasting herself on that in that this movie. Uh like and the biggest thing that brings it down is is honestly the the CG cat people. It is no. A, it's never, there's a lot that brings this damn thing down. It's well, CG like, cat like people. I wanted pull, a pet. That was true. I did tell. <laughs> oh, thank yeah, God. Yeah, <laughs> a truth and a lie. And, and it's like of all the people you get to direct this movie, you get the guy who directed the fucking King speech to direct cats, which is. I mean, you directed Les Mis, so you get it. Yeah, but like Cats is on a whole nother level as far as just weird and what like to give you perspective, this shit came out in the eighties. Everyone was coked out of their mind. Yeah. And nobody's coked out now, they're just horny. Oh my god. It's and, and like I said, I'm not even going to defend the musical, even though when I went back and listened to like the the old soundtrack, I was like, Okay, yeah, I I could see this. But like, also too, it's based off a TSL, a bunch of T.S. Eliot poems. Who's <laughs> there? There's a lot of like the. Let me just read you some of the the character names for these cats because any sort of, I guess like like any sort of like it was taking so seriously of this movie. I, I give I this, I gave up. Um, life. Uh, James Corden plays Bustopher Jones. Oh, oh fuck yeah! Oh, oh, <laughs> no, no, I'm going. I'm going. Just a few more. Um, uh, this is. A let big, me see. Give us the highlights. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm trying to find. Give me, give me Idris Elba. Um, McCavity. What's Taylor? Oh Jones? no, no. Give me uh. Taylor, give, okay, give me ta- Jason Derulo. No, he, he's he's the creme de la creme. Okay. Uh, Taylor Swift is. Bombalarina. Oh my okay. God! What the? Uh, fuck? There's uh, a Mr. Mistopheles, but the creme de la creme, and, and it's Jason Derulo's character because for some reason that that's his that that number from the original musical is the only thing I can remember about this, and his character name. I shit you not, is Rum Tum Tugger. Ooh. <laughs> also, I was looking, and, and also, too, like, for as batshit crazy as this movie is, it's actually toned down. Because I was, like, look, I was looking up that, that that one I keep referencing. I'm like, oh, my God, they turned down the horniness. Why, why did my parents let me watch this ad nauseum as a kid? Like you, everyone has that thing that they they probably watched when they were a little too young to. For me, one of that those was the cat. So now we know exactly what Jonathan is the way he is. <laughs> like I'm surprised I'm not a furry at this point. Uh, just, me too. I'm just what a stupid bit. Okay. I mean, I, so I I admire the dedication. It's a good bit. You're welcome. No, you're yeah, welcome. No, you I remember. What? Like when Rise of Wenzel got me, I uh, said, "You know, it would be fucked up if they pushed Cats really hard for the uh, movie of the year." No, this this I would never let this come near the top. And it's like no. it doesn't make any sense because it's like I remember looking at Twitter and people were just talking about how god awful it was, and I'm like, the two people I know, like who are really in who like good movies, 
are pushing this. I'm like, this doesn't make any Jonathan, fucking sense. Maybe I need to unfollow everybody. There was one time Jonathan started crying. <laughs> from no, I, I am still sore from laughing so hard. Uh, but and, and for that alone, I say you need to see it. Here's, no. Here's what's crazy. Oh, yeah. You y'all need talking bad about it makes me want to see it more than yeah. y'all talking good exactly. about it. Exactly. That's why I say you need to see it. And here's the thing. Love the names. <laughs> but, but like you, the the thing, the, the whole point of the, the musical is not even like any sort of story. It's... It's so you see all these people do these like unbroken, intricate dance sequences, and even though like the version I grew up with as a kid does have more cinematic techniques, and there are definitely you cuts with it, uh, it's still like a per, like a taping of a performance on the stage, and it's just one set, and and in that context, that's where it works the best. But to have it like. Nothing in the movie is real. It's like all CGI. And, and <laughs> nothing's yeah, real. Yeah, it really can't hurt you. <laughs> nothing's real. <laughs> and, and on top of just the horrifying faces of all the. Uh, just. Okay, so like we get. When we first get to the theater, we're like, woohoo! We're the only ones here. And then another couple comes in and we're like, god damn it, we can't, you know, be as rowdy as we want to be. We come out of the theater. And and it, it turns out it was an it was an older black couple, and apparently someone they knew was a worker at the Cobb. They walk up to him and said, "Why did you let us watch this movie?" Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they they not only said that, but then the guy was just like. They sang the entire time. <laughs> they sang the entire time. And the dude was like, this was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. God, I would love to go into Cats not knowing it's a musical. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I did. I forgot. Now, now, we pull up to like pull up to the theater, and I just offhandedly mention it being a musical, and Cody's like, it's a musical? I'm like, Patrick, please mark it out. Please strike yeah, it out. Yeah, it's killing me seeing it there. I'm sorry. Look, we talked that's a good bit. I'm glad y'all talked about it. We Pat seems was... disappointed. Uh-huh. You seem disappointed. Do I? Yeah, you seem like you're well, sad. It's so funny because I think you, you and Jonathan went somewhere and Patrick was like, I'm all for an underdog. I'll help him push it. Yeah. Pat hasn't even seen it. Because <laughs> like, I, I just loved, like, yeah, I, I was caught like a singer with, with, the, with the bit, but like, I was like, fuck. Because I was going to see it no matter what, whether it was yeah, like, I'm still seeing it. like it was like dog shit or just like somehow just weirdly savant movie. It was very surrealist. The whole Rebel Wilson dancing on the table, eating cockroaches. Yeah. They also it, had faces and were dancing. No, you get all the proportions, even from shot to shot, are different. Oh, hell well, yeah. Like, Some they, the, they have like human hands with like fingernails. That will pop out. That will like, like pop CG out. Fingernails. Are, like, and, and then like the the little redheaded kitten Cody was talking about earlier, the little train cat. He has shoes. That tap dance. He, he's Hell. a tap dancing cat. Oh yeah, yeah, you see that in the trailer. I love that. I, okay, I, it honestly thought it was Patrick. We have to move on. We've put too much time on. Yeah, I, we gotta go. We gotta. Okay, next up uh, off the list is uh, I, okay. Some, Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser. Those are another God. two names. Uh, Ad Astra, maybe? I'm okay with Ad Astra. Yeah. Ad, Ad Astra, it. really? I love it. I just think other movies are better, I and you and me it. are the only ones that have seen it. Yeah, no, yeah I, 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 I can't say anything uh, about well, it. Well, can I say my piece? Yeah, yeah no, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go go ahead. About it. What? No spoilers. Get out. Get out. Seriously, get out. <laughs> because like, because it's like such it. a... It's, the, uh, fine, I, all I can say is... 
it's a beautiful movie, and if you're will, if you're ready to have an existential crisis, watch it. Cool. I am. I, I really want to watch it because I mean, I I have I, it. I, yeah, I like the like I like the whole premise of the movie, but yeah, I've posted tons of pictures. I have it. Oh, he did a whole photo shoot with it. Yeah. Uh, Joker. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Jonathan, talk about Joker. Oh my god! Not too long. Just give it. Just give a synopsis of why you fucking hate it. Uh, the... I'm I'm just channeling my hatred for the... a little, not too much. Please. Yeah, not too much. We gotta go. Okay, this fucking movie. Okay, yeah, this movie in some ways is very problematic in the sense of how it de- uh, demonizes the mentally ill, uh, and it pushes this narrative that mentally ill people are just a powder keg, uh, waiting to bust for uh, violence. Uh, when you know that's just not reality. There, studies show that most mentally ill people are more more likely to be victims. Of violence than perpetuators of it. Uh, there's also this whole like narrative they pushed with self self actualization through violence that really annoys me. But no, the thing that I hate most about this movie is it is so self important. It thinks it's saying if it, it's literally Jordan Peterson as a movie. It, it's like it thinks it's saying these grand sweeping criticisms of society that at best are like no shit Sherlock we live in a society you know we get it or they are like actively harm like they push like harmful narratives I and I, I don't understand the praise that this movie gets because it at the end of the day it it's it, it's like thematically nihilistic in the sense of it really has not a lot to say and and yeah, like I, I will, and, and it's frustrating because there is a good movie in here because the cinematography is very beautiful. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is did a phenomenal job. Yes, I will not be upset if he gets uh, uh, nominated for a ton of acting awards. Yeah, because for the especially for the material he's given mm-hmm. makes it a hundred percent better. Yep. it's just the script is fucking dog shit, but it thinks it's fucking great. And I fucking can't stand this movie. And that's why Joker's off the list. Uh, I'm looking at the list of what we should cut next. Ford versus Ferrari. Ferrari. Yeah. I love this yeah. movie. It's actually a lot better than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. When I saw the trailer for it, I was like, oh my god, this is another like dad bro movie. It, it is, is a dad bro movie. It is dad core to its core. But it's, like... But from hearing y'all talk about it and even other people talk about it, I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll it's, a, it's, a, it, it's very good. Yeah, man. I went into that movie with no expectations, and it will it will end up in my top ten of the year. Like it is that good. Uh, the perform it's emotional. The the quote unquote action in it is really good. The racing scenes is really good in it. Like it's some of the best. It made I, me want to race. Uh, it made me want to race cars. Okay. Uh, and. Yeah, I mean, it's a great movie. There's really not a whole bunch of spoils since it is based on historical fact. Uh, it's about uh, Le Mans from 66, about uh, Ford wanting to compete with Ferrari, and that's pretty much what the story's about. Uh, so, but it's just the way they tell the story is really compelling because it's not Good it's actors. not a fo- it's not a focus on the companies itself. It's more focus on the drivers. Yeah, it's more focus yes. on like the individuals. The it's not focus on you know Henry Ford or whatever. Which they're in the background because yeah. they're funding and they show it. him like an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Ford. 
the, the, the junior one, uh, the, Henry yeah. Ford the second. Yeah, yeah. They, they made yeah they yeah like an ass. They made the guy that headed Ferrari look like an ass too. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, everyone like company wise, corporation wise, yeah. Assholes. Every every court person in this was depicted as a total good. jackass. So good. it's, it's pretty what, good for that. That's what I was kind of worried about. So they kind of like make you know oh corporations they're cool or they're interesting. There's like okay they're all pieces of shit. Okay. Yeah no it's literally like good. man yeah. these guys suck. Especially the. I'm just going to go ahead and say Ford made uh, the our main driver uh, fall back so the the winning shot at Le Mans 66 could be of three Ford cars. They literally told him to slow they down. They told him to slow down, but in slowing down, another Ford car beats him. Well, he, was, he was lied to. They said, yeah. you guys will just win a tie. It'll be a tie. You'll yeah, all they say it'll be a place. three-way tie, but it's not, and he ends up losing. Uh, he could have won by was, like it, a literally, minute. Literally, the w- victory was stolen from him. Yeah. It, they literally wanted him to lose because they just did not like they him. They didn't like him because he had been, quote-unquote, a pain in the ass during the whole car development. And then that guy ends up dying. Even though <laughs> even though he was the one that like made the car and the company. Like, yeah. he Without made the, him, they would have Their, their, their car, car would have sucked. Because, because literally the first race, they took him out. They are like, we don't want you driving it. And literally the car lost. Yeah. Awful. Then they had him driving it and how the development of this car mm. won. Yeah. Fucking fast as fuck. Yeah. And and I will say his development of the car also won them Le Mans 67, 68, 69. Uh, so it's just like a whole story of like how Ford like fuck over this one particular person. It's, it's very good. I highly very recommend good. it. Mm. For, we saw it on $5 Tuesday and I would have paid full price for it. And oh, yeah. Mad about oh, yeah. It. Okay. Uh, I think next to be cut would probably be Alita. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I don't think Alita's making. Alita's not making top three. Anybody's or, top three. No. It's very, very good. Very surprising. Very. It's very long. Very long pace, but it's actually action packed and a lot better than any anime movie that I've seen. So oh, yeah. I think honestly, it's probably the the best like live action American anime. Yeah, yeah. which well, is yeah. saying a whole bunch. But I know y'all like, really, like, really like it. Like that. That is a very low bar. In but it's particular. but it's one of the best movies of the year. But uh, I, in my opinion, because I. Because it came out like really early in the January year. January 31st. Yeah, because I, I went to see it and I was expecting it to be dog, dog shit. And I came out of that, that movie pleasantly surprised. Uh, it does have some issues. Like it has like five acts. It feels like it never fucking Yeah, happened. it has five acts. And then the way it leaves off, it leaves off. It huge, just made me want It leaves more. off a huge cliffhanger. Yeah, and and, and, and I, what it, makes it so sad is that it did so t- terrible at the box office that it won't probably get a sequel. And it's like, fuck. Well, it didn't do that bad. It just didn't do amazing. No, it did. It did really like it didn't do good enough to warrant a sequel, especially oh, yeah. especially with the money that went into making it. It didn't make that back. So it can't possibly get a sequel unless unless the people who made it are so passionate about it they can just put the money into it yeah i I would definitely want to see a sequel because i think that would probably address a lot of like my criticisms of like lack of character development you could use the sequels to build on that Uh, i will say its budget was 200 million dollars and it made 405 million dollars at the box office okay (laughs) um and also too the love interest character for everyone, He's a boy and a half. He is the boyest boy of all boys. He is, yeah. He to me, he, he he's so out of place because everyone else is like in a more I don't want to say prestigious, but you know, I guess a more professional movie, and he feels like he's in a Disney Channel movie. Yeah. What, as far as his, his performance goes. Yeah. Um. Next up, uh, should we aim our 
This is where it starts. This is where it gets hard because we're we're down to ten movies. So what what is our top ten for the of the years? Yeah, name off the movies, Patrick. See what we have left in no particular order. We have Avengers: Endgame, Booksmart, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Midsummer, The Lighthouse, Parasite, Jojo Rabbit, Knives Out, The Irishman, and Promare. I think we should aim at The Irishman. I, uh, yeah, I do too. Uh, I mean, uh, the Irishman's not making top three. I don't know if yeah. it should be cut now, but no. we can, well, I, we we can go, go ahead. ahead. Well, can, if we it's not go. top three, we should just cut. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. I think we should cut it now and get our piece about it. It's uh, three hours long, and that's it. It feels like long. you're walking through pudding. Here, Okay. I feel like some of us didn't watch it under the bed. So we watched it after we went Black Friday shopping. We've mentioned this on podcasts before. It's a three and a half hour movie. It's very, very explanatory it's, it's a lot it's dense it, yeah, it's yeah. a very it's, dense and it's methodically great. placed it's literally a mob man having an existential crisis it's, it, <laughs> it's not it's even an existential crisis it's just him having like oh shit i'm, I'm old i'm about to, to die. die yeah yeah <laughs> uh i personally really like this movie this easily is in my top five yeah uh, it's number five it cracks my top ten yeah it, it's like five or four for me uh I, what I really like about this movie is, while I really like, I think movies like Goodfellas is probably a better movie. Yeah, I do like how this one is a little more of a mature take mm-hmm. on on that Scorsese mob movie. Yeah, because Good Goodfellas and Casino both feel like they're movie they're mob movies made for twenty five year olds. This The Irishman feels like a mob movie made for those people that maybe enjoyed those movies when they came out thirty years ago, and yeah. like. And it's it's very like a movie takes place over four decades, I believe. It, it ta- it's you you watch like Robert De Niro's character like die basically. die pretty yeah. much, even though he looks almost the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, oh my god, it's worth a watch. It's I really want to rewatch it again uh, under better conditions. Same here. I think For I would really. I think I'd like it more on a rewatch. Uh, but it's. It's it's very good. It's, it's an undertaking of a movie. It's going to yeah, be a few yeah. more years before I rewatch it. Yeah, it's just so I, I agree with uh, Tanner. Uh, it, but yeah, I think one thing that hurts this movie is the is the length because luckily uh, it's on Netflix, so you can you know chop Pop, it up. Yeah. But yeah, it, as like sitting down for a single experience, it is I, a lot. Yeah, I'm about to suggest the movie that gets cut. Promare. Booksmart. Oh well, okay. I, I would say Booksmart. I was going to say Promare. Well, I, 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 I'm I think, the only one here that hasn't seen Promare, so y'all talk about Promare. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about Promare. I uh, really, firefighting. I think I really like Promare. I, it's unfortunate that it's just like, you know what? Fuck it. Pull Promare back. Let's do Endgame. Let's end it. Let's get it out of this list. It's I'm not okay. top three. I'm okay with it's that. It's just not I, top three. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with sure. that. Yeah, I figured, in, I figured Endgame sure. was a I, I, I could not. I could not in good conscience. I think Endgame is a fantastic end to us to that long trilogy. Trilogy. God, I'm thinking fucking Star Wars. 20, that long fucking ology. That ten, that ten <laughs> year thing. However, it is. It is not. The best movie of the year. No. It no. is not the best and, year no. movie of the year, and it is. It is for it to be on our top three. I think it would be an embarrassment be to sin. the other movies. It'd be an we would lose all I think it's a fantastic movie. I think yeah, in, and that and like like Cody's saying, there's nothing against the movie. No, it's a great but movie. Like, like with how I felt with Toy Story, 
is similar to how I felt with Avengers. About like a day or two later, it was gone. Uh, see, I, I mean, me. I'm again, I'm completely fine with Endgame dropping off here. It's not. I don't think it's in any of our personal <laughs> top three, so it'd be kind of ridiculous for it to make a consensus top three. But there's some scenes from that movie that still stick with me, and the score of that movie I think is absolutely incredible. Uh, when Cap gets Mjolnir and says the yeah. symbol, like that's some of the hypest shit I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, and uh, I wouldn't. I don't think anyone, any of us would I say, think wouldn't say that. Infinity War is better. Oh, I wouldn't agree. Uh, with that. Oh, I, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Infinity yeah. War is a better movie. I, I, I enjoy both, but I think I, to me, that there felt like a more like tension and drama in Infinity War, yeah. like than in game. I, like I love them both, but I feel like. More at stake, and and, and this also too felt more like rightly so as a victory lap for Marvel. Oh yeah, and the thing with Infinity War, I guess, where Infinity War does have over Endgame is Infinity War. You didn't know what was going to happen in that movie. Like we didn't know that they were going to kill off half the cast. But watching Endgame, you're like, well, we know they got to come back somehow. Well, yeah. well, yeah. So I, it kind I, of I, takes back. I, I will say in Endgame's defense, like I did not expect the you. you how how they go? How they about. did? Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, which, but but at the end of the day, like it was just you know really good you know action movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm about to suggest the movie to get cut. I want to say Midsummer should get cut. Yes, yes, yes. Let's go ahead and cut it. It's okay. Fine. I haven't yeah. seen it. Uh, I don't think it's. I don't think it would make anybody's top three. It did like talk about it? Well, I, I mean, I've seen it. Colt Winslow mad. Uh, I mean, yeah, because y'all just said fuck that. Well, Over. how but, many people? Wait, how many people have seen Booksmart? I've oh, we can cut Booksmart too. Yeah, I, yeah, we can cut. Yeah, Book. I mean, I love Booksmart. I think it's hilarious, Book, but it's not one of the best movies. Let me talk I mean, about Booksmart, and then we can talk about Midsummer. All right, sounds good. Uh, Books Booksmart's in my personal top three movies of the year. It's probably my number two. Uh, maybe, I love this high stakes. Maybe number one. Yeah. So Booksmart uh, is just like a tip, like your typical high school like one day story. Uh, if it kind of reminds me of a mixture, and it's going to seem like I'm dumbing it down a lot, but it seems like a mixture between Lady Bird and Blockers. <laughs> oh, I was gonna, no, it's more I, like Lady Bird. I was going to say it's Super like bad. Lady Bird and uh, Super Bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. Super, Super Bad's also a good movie to throw in there too. Um, where it's really good, it's got a bunch of stuff to say. It's not as cringy as I expect. So, like when like we all loved, or most of us loved, eighth grade last year. There was some moments in eighth grade that were cringe because it's just middle schoolers being middle schoolers, and it's just like, oh my god, I want to crawl out of my skin and yeah. go die in a hole. With, with Booksmart, there's that, but they bring it in a more sympathetic way, and not of just like a, ooh, I'm, cr- oh, it's so bad, and didn't make me want to crawl out of my skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would highly recommend Booksmart, especially if you like that sort of genre of, you know, coming of age story movie. Uh, yeah, I would highly recommend it. It's one of my favorites of the year, but yeah. I'm completely fine with it. I want to watch it. <laughs> that, that bit in the fucking Uber. Oh, my God. We, we, the, like, me and, me and Cody watched it together, and we died laughing. The movie's legitimately it. hilarious. It's probably the funniest movie on this list. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the best comedy of the year, I think. Yeah, it's from a pure comedic say. perspective, it's the funniest movie of the year. Um, uh, uh, we, let's let's, we, let's we, leave we, off Midsummer real quick, because I know Colt and Winslow want to fight that. Let's push that back. Let's okay. get the stuff that we know is not going to make it. Okay, top. Jojo uh, Rabbit's not making top three. No, I don't, I don't uh, Yeah. I love it. I, I, I love Jojo Rabbit. Wendell loves Jojo Rabbit. I, no, we I, all love Jojo Rabbit. I love Jojo Rabbit, but as far as like top three, no. It's also pretty damn funny, but Booksmart, I think, is Yeah, Jojo Rabbit's Jojo really Rabbit. funny. Jojo but, Rabbit is funny, but it also like is much more serious and on a darker yeah. It actually side. does get pretty serious. Yeah, uh, it, 
Taki did a fantastic job. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was very nervous going into this movie, especially mm. with the subject matter, but yeah. also learning, you know, about Taika's personal heritage being half Jewish himself and also I, I think that nervousness nervousness was a little misplaced because he he did a standout job with this. Yeah, movie. he did a phenomenal job. The, the and, and with a, a a more subpar year for movies, I think it could easily be in the top three. But the what's at the peak of this list? Ooh, it, it doesn't come close. Uh, okay. So we have so right now we have on the list once upon a uh, once upon a time in Hollywood, Midsummer still left for now, The Lighthouse. Parasite, Knives Out, and Promare. Okay, so uh, Promare. Promare can go. Pro, yeah. Promare. Promare needs to go. I don't think it's making. Top I think it's three. really yeah. good. It was very anime. It was very intense. Uh, it, it's a really good anime movie, but it's it just, could be. I think it's really good. It's probably up there with some of the best animation uh, anime movies you get. Yeah, yeah definitely. I think where this movie shines is in its more like ta- technical animation aspects. Yeah. Uh, at least for my my opinion on it, I really enjoy it. But for me, this feels more like Gynax and Trigger Greatest Hits. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. I feel like, especially the, like, the more fascist themes that it deals with, I think it are handled much better in Kill La Kill. Okay. And then Gurren Lagann, so. Okay. Okay, so now we've got Parasite, uh, Knives Out, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Who shit, Avengers, uh, Book Smart. No, uh, I I would say Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Should oh be cut. no, oh, I love yeah. that movie so much. I, I, okay, it is not top three. No, at this point, oh. here's the thing: something Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or Midsummer has to get cut right now. Midsummer, both of the two. I would choose uh, Midsummer to be cut. I would choose Midsummer to be cut. As I well. choose both. I choose Midsummer because I well, Jonathan, hold your peace. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would I would say that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood gets cut. Yeah, Cole, I, what would you say gets cut between Midsummer. those two? I said Midsummer. Say what you want to say about Midsummer because it's eulogy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't spoil. I'll go in the other yeah, room. Yeah, we won't spoil. Get out! Fuck. Okay. I can't talk yet. Uh, Midsummer's a good movie. That's it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's really good. It's, Close the door. Okay. So, my thing with Midsummer, I'm y'all know if y'all ever listened to this podcast, I do not like Hereditary. It was not a movie for me. Midsummer, I actually actively enjoyed. Uh, I think the horror done in Midsummer was better. I think the actual plot of Midsummer was better than Hereditary. Uh, um, for me personally. I mean, sorry. Are you done? Or? No, I mean, but you can go ahead. <laughs> no, no, go. Yeah. I, I was gonna say, like, the, sorry. Uh, Midsummer to me is more pleasing to the eye. It's a very colorful movie, which, like, you don't really like. Hereditary to me was a lot of black and grays and whites. Yeah, but that, uh, that fit more with what that. Oh no, it totally to did. Just from my personal taste, I don't like that as much. Uh, but that being said, I did. I Midsummer to me was a very like. For reference, I I liked Midsummer and Joker about the same, so oh um, okay, uh, okay. which is like uh, a very, I, I would well to put that into perspective, I probably hate Joker the most. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, for me personally, Midsummer is not as good as Hereditary, but they're two almost very different movies because one is terror and like as has been described, terror in daylight, and other is like on a much more like. Uh, supernatural sci-fi night. Type yeah, absolutely. Well, not sci-fi. Or supernatural. I it's mean. supernatural. Uh, de- like folk 
still it's still definitely folk uh much like but midsummer is definitely more folk because mm-hmm. it takes place in a fucking commune but uh midsummer is more likely to actually happen yeah because midsummer midsummer is like about yeah. uh, a woman who uh her and like her parents and her sister are are dead they died because her sister committed suicide but in doing so she wanted to take her parents with her is it, but also murder suicide absurdly elaborate over the top murder suicide that that is very seen. true it like because like Spoilers, because her sister uh, commits suicide by um, carbon monoxide, and, and, and carbon monoxide in, in, in inhalation. But she um, she has the car going in the garage, but she takes this like mile long tube, takes it to her mouth, and then tapes it to the to bedroom parents, of her parents. And I'm just like, what kind of fuck? Like, it's, it's surprisingly it's, common. It's, well, I mean, uh, yes, carbon monoxide poison is, is a regular it's form common, of suicide. but the, that that way though, that way is not, isn't it? They don't because yeah. it's like because you don't need to. Do that where like you have to strap to their mouths to make sure it goes through. Like it's literally like if there's no like if there's not proper ventilation, then like if a car's left, like everybody will die. Yeah, like it's you'll just I know that, but the way they present. Oh no, I'm not saying that to you. I'm saying that to Cole. Um, in the room they didn't have tubes tied to them. They just had like tubes going into the room. There was a tube going into the room. Yeah, Yeah, she taped the door shut. But you know, like there's a lot of like genuine drama in the movie, and uh, that to me that seemed a bit silly, but. I will say it is. I think that they, what some of the strongest parts about the movie, even though I didn't really care for it that much, was that just sort of like showing like the sort of realities of um, relationships and how they fall apart. I feel that's that's that to me that's one of the stronger parts of the movie. Oh yeah, the the whole breakup aspect was way too real. Yeah, and, and it affected me on a visceral. Yeah, because level. because the main character, her boyfriend, he's been thinking about breaking up with her for quite a while, and her friend and and his friends keep like kind of like pushing him to. And it's like, and it, but it's like, it's, they're obviously like, and not like, I'm trying to think, because they're not bad, they're not necessarily, both of them are neither bad people, but like, they're obviously not good for each other, because it seems like both of them want different things, and like, and then like, whenever her family dies, it's like, he, he ends up not following through, and it's like, he has to, he feels like he, he has to be there because of that, which is like, no, not a good thing either like you shouldn't like you shouldn't just abandon somebody especially in like such a hard time and what they're dealing with like especially with her she does like suffer from like mental illness but also it's like you don't say something out of obligation either yeah it's not like that's not like an obligation and it's like obviously if stuff isn't gonna work out you know that's like a that's just not gonna it's just not it's gonna fall apart and uh, over the course of the movie it just gets worse and worse and worse and it's like and it's like it's also terrifying because you also have this really weird ass fucking cult in like uh Sweden Sweden or Scandin- like northern uh, Europe Scandinavia area and it's like the 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 effects for like when they do their like essentially sacrifices are like pretty terrifying when that guy jumped off the cliff and his brain got smashed by the the mallet, the mallet, or whatever. because he didn't hit the rock and it just broke his legs. Oh fuck! And yeah. Well, but then when the woman jumped off and her head, skull hit the her rock, head hit the rock, and it it was like a balloon. It's, it, was, it, it, it was, that was unnerving. It sure. looked yeah. gruesome. Probably like the singular single most like I've ever been like genuinely uncomforted by like. Body horror. Yeah. Well, and also too is the sound design. Yeah, like, it's it sounded a, like the sickening thumping. thud. Yeah, which I would say the music in this movie was fantastic. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. like the music was really like good. especially the shot uh, with the music playing of like. Well, I should say the shots of like this in the very beginning with the snow falling and it's like 
obviously somewhere in Europe and it's like winter and like the, the woman singing and then it goes and then later in the movie when they're going to the commune and it's like they're driving but then slowly the camera starts to turn and it's like upside down to where it almost looks kind of like a river is like kind of crazy it was crazy cool and like this and the music with that and also there's another terrifying scene with uh when a guy tries to sneak into like a, like a sacred uh building with a book and when he tries to read it uh another uh one of the men come in there wearing the skin of one of their friends and kills him yeah, yeah. no it's it's a very unnerving movie like i said i liked it a lot more than i liked hereditary but I, i'm in the same boat i kind of with Ari Aster, it's kind of, for me, the inverse of Jordan Peele. With Jordan Peele, where I, I think Get Out is a genuine masterpiece. And, yeah. and, and Us is good, but it, I think the end does hamper it. Uh, with me, I feel the same way about Hereditary. The ending, while in uh, parts of it are very emotionally impactful, some of it does get a little goofy, especially with the... Uh, that big like exposition dump at the end i'm just like oh but see i like but see like that like that's just so like weird because it's like to me like hereditary was just fantastic it was terrifying like it like it's still when i think about it i get shivers like that's the first movie involving like something like besides the thing like involving like supernatural because i don't i don't really give a shit about anything doing like with demons or whatever like that stuff doesn't phase me but like with this this actually got me terrified like it was like it like sent like shivers down my spine like especially with the mother like climbing on the on the ceiling just those like silent quiet shots and she's just sitting there crawling like the way the cre- like the just the creepiness of like when uh when he become when the son becomes king Piaman and like the way the mother floats into the fucking uh, treehouse with her head cut off and yeah. like the, the the way the way the sets are done like just I fucking love the like just that and theory. also like when she's trying to contact her dead daughter sorry this is hereditary stuff yeah. this is yeah. Yeah. let's let's try to keep it a mid anyway but hereditary is great I I think that and that's fine that you guys don't think that's fine midsummer was good and yeah. uh like I really enjoyed midsummer uh as well and i think personally it just barely makes it into my top five for the year Mm. especially the more i think about it the only really big complaint i have about the movie is the scene towards the end with the um the cult copulation scene yeah yeah that that was like yeah uh. because it's shot it's played for comedy and there's it's obviously rape yeah, and, and that, and especially like men being raped, that's a common trope of that being played for comedy. And you know, the more I thought about that, the more uncomfortable I got with it. Yeah, and it also it just didn't seem like it felt in place in the movie. Like it just felt like a total out of left field thing. Yeah, because uh, everything else uh, was. I don't know. I think it was kind of coming. It, yeah, they hinted with, at it. The I mean, entire in, movie. in hindsight, you, there's definitely hints leading up towards I, it, I th- but I, like I don't think the movie's better for it. I guess. Is yeah, what and, and I'm, I'm not saying that necessarily that scene should have been necessarily cut. It's sort of how it's framed. Yeah, yeah. It's very. It's shot very farcically and comically, and that that's the issue I take with it. And then also, like she ends up like uh, the main character. She ends up having a breakdown because of that, which makes sense. You know, you're just see, you're seeing your boyfriend having sex with another woman, but then also it's like there's no explanation as to like that in general and it's kind of like it's kind of like still like blaming him like saying like oh man he's a piece of shit it's like well he was drugged and he was raped. Yeah, if if that that whole encounter was probably a little more consensual yeah. it would 
But anywho, that, that's midsummer, and I'm gonna uh, go get Cody. Okay. Okay. But uh, I, I I guess I'll I'd just say a little bit more on it. Uh, just really pretty. That's, that's oh yeah. oh yeah. The cinematography is some of the best. <laughs> oh God! What, what the fuck? Oh Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> Cody scared the shit out of Tanner. I think I'm the only one that didn't jump. <laughs> so there you go. Okay, the next I would say would the cut would be Once Upon a so Time in we Hollywood. Have, we I, have four movies left. We have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Lighthouse, Parasite, and Knives Out. Just for posterity's sake, I think we should go through, go around, and say what everybody's movie they would cut that wouldn't make the top three. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I believe, is the one. I love the movie. It's, I mean, like, I'm just choosing nitpicking at this point, but the reason why I choose, I, I choose it to go would be, I don't know. I just, I feel like I enjoyed not the other three, especially Knives Out, Parasite, much more. I hadn't seen The Lighthouse, so that's my choice. I feel like The Lighthouse would be up my alley, so I'm keeping it in. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, for me, it would be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and a lot of it, even though the ending is fun and buck wild, I think the ending does ruin the movie. Or not ruin the movie, but it did brings it down for me. Oh, what? I would say this is what brings it elevates to the better one. Yeah, I was about to say, the way it plays out, it's like it's like saying a fuck you to Charles Manson. <laughs> me too, I love that ending. And also, well, uh, I would say the only the only thing that gets me about it is the depiction of Bruce Lee. Like, that's just... Yeah. Okay, yeah, I will say that. The depiction of Bruce Lee is really fucked. Like, that's just and, fucked yeah. and, it, like, completely not honest. Uh, Colt, what would you call Disrespect. Uh, f- it's hard, but... Lighthouse for me. What would you cut, Pat? I would say Hollywood. Okay, I, I mean, I know where this is going because I know how strongly people feel about Parasite and Lighthouse, and I like Knives Out more than I like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood definitely gets cut. Uh, Jonathan, it seems like you have a lot to say about this movie. How about you give us uh, a bit of a eulogy? Oh, I, I like. There's Not a, too much. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'll try to keep it as short as possible. I, I really enjoy this movie. It is, oh, sorry, I think I'm it is definitely, thoughts. like, close to the top tier Tarantino for me. Uh, I do like the more laid-back tone, uh, but there are a few things that really hold it back for me, like the depiction of Bruce Lee. Um, th- there's a joke involving Brad Pitt's wife, which is such a boomer joke <laughs> that I was like, that is uncalled for. And... Uh, while I know, like one of the, there was there was sort of this gut feeling I had with the ending, that like I kind of initially rationalized. Well, it's just the Manson family, but like I was reading online and it, it other people, I saw where other people had this feeling too, where the the two women in the Manson family get much more brutalized than Tex does, and that's and especially a lot of the context surrounding Tarantino. In not only his portrayals of female characters, but his relationships with female actors, oh. that hmm. it, it does put a little sour taste in my mouth. That's interesting. I, I, never, never, thought like yeah, that. Yeah. I never even thought of it like that. Yeah, uh, even thought of it like that. But and also too, like the for me, what why the ending kind of drags it down. While I love over the top Tarantino, don't get me wrong, mm. uh, a lot of it, it felt tonally inconsistent. 
with the movie, and it felt like this movie was like a much more mature Tarantino. Yeah. It was like a student, like a class clown, giving this very impactful speech in front of the whole school, and then at the end... They fart. He lets he lets a big <laughs> fart, fuck you, and then leaves. Yeah. I kind of like that about it, though. I, yeah. that, that, I mean, but that... And, I, and, and, and that sort of thing is just like a per- personal yeah. preference. Yeah, but I, uh, thank you for the new perspective, though. I never, I never yeah, thought I never about that. Yeah, I never thought about it like that. I will say... Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt in this movie are phenomenal. Oh my god, that that like the performances in this movie. I hope Leo wins Best Actor. I think he was. If nothing else, nominated. I hope hope he's nominated. Yeah. And Brad Pitt. It's kind of weird because I don't even consider Brad Pitt as a supporting actor. I consider him like co lead. Yeah. 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 He'll probably end up getting pushed to Best Supporting if I had to guess. But man, he was absolutely great in this movie too. Uh, yeah. All right, let's go around the room. What do we think? Is three? Mm. Is three? Yeah. Cody. Like you talking? Are you talking what, about what, what is my what is my lineup? What would no? Just what would your number three be? Uh, of the three we have left, what would be your three? I'm gonna put Lighthouse specifically because I've not seen Lighthouse. I, I'm gonna go ahead and say I would also put Lighthouse just because I have not seen Lighthouse as well. I'm gonna say Knives Out. I'll also say Knives Out. Uh, Lighthouse. I'll say Lighthouse. So it sounds like Lighthouse is number three. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan, or, because uh, everybody else has seen it besides me and Cody, because yeah. it was literally only here for like a weekend, I think. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Like two weekends. It was yeah, very unfortunate. Limited. I really yeah. wanted to watch it because it seems like it's right in my alley. Yeah, it, it's coming to Netflix next month in January. Son so, of a bitch. Like, <sighs> just, I mean, like, why can't... Just just a month earlier. Why didn't Netflix know we had to record? Yeah, <laughs> don't they know? Yeah. Uh, so, but definitely say y'all's piece on Lighthouse. Like Lighthouse, go for it. Fantastic movie. Like Please absolutely phenomenal. Okay. What? We'll, we'll we'll keep spoilers to non-existent. Sure. Uh, the it's shot completely in black and white and on like a like a grainy type of film. I want to say like I, I don't know as far as the film stock. I know it's a very very small aspect ratio, even yeah. smaller than four by three. But it's it's it works for it and like you literally have just two two guys the entire movie uh well one one other person but very, but like it's it's, it's, it's secondary like yeah yeah uh, counting it, it, the bird well uh but yeah. like but like the themes like honestly like the th- like when i because we talked about it and then looking like through like articles and a v- like video discussions about it I really, really love like the themes and like what it's like depicting. Like I, I think like it, like it just makes it so fucking strong, and it is just like and the and Robert Pattinson is fucking phenomenal, like fantastic, phenomenal, amazing. Like yeah, it, I never, I never expect to love Robert Pattinson so much, but, but he, damn, he's really on the upswing. As yeah. Well. Since Twilight, like literally, like him and Brad Pitt as like kind of like being like uh, uh, high like profile, like starting to get like being high profile, more high profile actors now. Wait, Brad like, Pitt? Brad Pitt's always been. He's been a high profile, but rec- as of recently, he hasn't been. He hasn't uh, really been. Doing yeah, but much. you can say it for anybody. Well, no, but like but I Rob mean, uh, but no, no, I mean like he's being. Uh, sorry, put Rob, more in the spotlight. Well, no, no, no. Being seeked out more because Mm -hmm. he recently had to go through like uh, rehab or something, and but now because he got he's like out of that, he has been uh, he's been sought out more, and now is being put into he's going to be put into movies. I definitely think Brad Pitt is hitting like another peak. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what this is, and like Robert Pattinson is like 
on that as well. I hope he stays doing well. Same yeah. here. I hope he kills it as Batman. Uh, same yeah. here. Um, it, it's going to be a shame because I, I don't think him or Willem Dafoe will get nominated for the Academy Awards because the Academy Awards are fucking cowards and they hate horror or anything resembling horror. Um, Willem Dafoe. But, but, uh, Willem Dafoe in particular, but even Robert Pattinson give, I'd say, career best performances. This movie's a masterpiece and all that final fucking shot. Literally, literally the final last moments of the movie, moi, just perfect. There, there are a lot of like just moments in the movie you could take a still image of and frame in like the loop. Literally, literally, yeah. literally I've gorgeous. been tell, I've been telling everybody like I can like I want to buy it physically so I can have it and it, and like there's literally scenes in there like three specific scenes that I want to draw because they're just so like per, like profoundly beautiful yeah like it's just so good but yeah so next i mean i i know how this is gonna go i do too yeah let's just go ahead and say nice house is two parasites number one yeah yeah uh so i I guess we should talk about knives out first i love you Uh, they had those knives and they were out out. i love you anna de armas and daniel craig Everybody in this movie killed it. Everyone. Ryan Johnson made a good decision not doing Star Wars. Yeah. (laughs) Because fuck. Because we literally got like, I I mean, this is like the, uh, probably the best whodunit I've ever seen. Maybe the best whodunit ever. I I don't know ever. I'm not super familiar with the genre. I'm not familiar enough with the genre. I I can't. So I I personally couldn't make like an authoritative judgment. But I will. Uh, (laughs) Okay, Tanner. It's. Oh my god, it's it's so good. Like I, I kind of don't want to go too much into the plot because going into the plot, oh, yeah. or yeah. going well, into the plot really at all will like give, give you clues. You, to, yeah. Like it'll just give it away. Yeah, it will give it away. So I'm just gonna say if if Knives Out is still in theaters when you're listening to this, which if you're listening to this in the first like couple of weeks, it should still be in theaters. But definitely pick this up because every I mean Daniel Craig does. Uh, phenomenal uh, Ana de uh, Armas uh, like Wenzel said Chris Evans was phenomenal in it Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. it was great I mean, Tony Ed, Collette Hannah yeah, Tony Baker Collette Michael Shannon <laughs> <laughs> Hannah <laughs> Baker Catherine Langford yeah uh, yeah um, I guess sort of I for me this movie doesn't crack my top five but a lot of that does have to do with more of the whodunit trapping sure <laughs> like especially like the, the third act reveal was like I was like, oh, okay, I get it. You kind of have to do this, but I still don't have to like it. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. But Knives Out, I thought, was uh, phenomenal. So now y'all going to talk it. about Parasite. Finally, oh, man. fucking shit. They were little bugs crawling around. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with that? There's little bugs in my asshole. They were king Uh-oh. cat suits the entire time. What Thanks. Thanks. Uh, and we're all Tetris. I'm I'm listening. I'm just treating y'all like a podcast. Uh, <laughs> that's what we are. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, what do we What do we even say? Like, I don't even want to give. I it don't a, really want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. This is another movie. It, it's best you go in as blind. It, it's as like completely like, uh, uh, subvert my expectations and then some. Like, but like not in like the. Uh, D&D from Game of Thrones subvert your expectations <laughs> but like like in a very interesting way yeah like I I knew I've heard good so many good things about it I'm like I know I'm gonna like it 
go in there. I was liking it. Then I fucking loved it. Yeah, it switches. It, it feels like it switches genre a lot. You wonder. Uh, you wonder at some point. Like I thought this was supposed to be like horror slash. Uh, uh, it is horror intent. In yes, 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 yes. What I'm saying is, at the beginning, you're just uh, like, yeah. "What am I watching?" Like this because yeah, it's seem more like, of just like a, a almost like a farcical comedy in yeah. a lot of ways. It was a, a very dark comedy. Yeah, very, yeah, very, very dark. And then it takes a turn, and it, it, like, oh boy, oh fuck! And it's like, and it, like, and the movie, the the basic premise of the movie, without giving anything too much away, is just it's like class, uh, cl- clashing of two very different classes yeah rich and the very poor. and there's no good people yeah yeah and, and in a movie like this it'd be easy to paint either side as completely villainous uh and it doesn't every character has a lot of nuance and you get where they're coming from and oh boy i've been thinking about this movie for weeks and i'm so upset that it's out of from around here and i really want to go watch more of it i would love to watch it but <laughs> but alabama boys alabama. yeah yep. Al- uh yeah that, so that's our that's, that's our, movie. Is that movies that's movies that's uh, movies so number three is the lighthouse number two knives out and number one our aych's movie of the year is parasite also uh, movies yeah. All of these movies. Yeah, like, I mean, Knives Out came out less than a month ago. Oh, fuck. We didn't talk about Marriage Story. Yeah. It but, wasn't but nominated. Like, it wasn't nominated. Just, we got to talk it, about Cats. It should be yeah. It should be nominated. Marriage Story is really good. Uh, it's an emotional story. It is something that there. there's one particular scene I think is some of the best acting that I've seen this year. Adam Driver. I think he is putting himself and setting himself up to being one of this generation's big names in acting. Yeah, and I was surprised with Scarlett Johansson as well. She did like she just feels it just feels so natural. And like I would I would probably go to bat the hardest for Marriage Story uh, because I'm a huge Noah Bumbach fan. I love Adam Driver. I haven't seen it yet. I, I so. will say this is easily top three for me. Okay, so. Yeah. Okay, so take one more break and then let's roll into songs. Yep. All right, we'll see you in a second. What's up, everybody? We're here. Song of the Year. So Song of the Year works a little bit different than our prior three categories. Uh, First of all, we do a consensus top ten as opposed to top three. And uh, this year, we usually do a yay-nay system to to get through our first round of cuts. So we'll still be doing that. Uh, yay nay system, but also everybody gets a save they use at the end of round one. Yeah, to bring back a song that is cut that they would like to speak more on. Uh, since this first round is literally just yay nay, so some songs may you know just get nayed out of existence, mm-hmm. and then from there on we'll actually discuss songs and talk about you know stuff like that. So uh, no spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. Uh, so everybody else is gonna read uh songs thirty at a time. And uh, I'll be doing the strike throughs. So, yeah. All right. Starting off with our first song, we have Semi Automatic by Omer. Yay. Yay. The, uh, yay. Yeah. Yay. Okay. Yay. <laughs> All right. Ready to Let Go by Cage the Elephant. Yay. No. Yay. Yay. Okay. Obey by Priest. Yay. 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 Okay. Buckets by Elohim. Yay. No. Nay. Nay. I feel like we should say something other than nay because it's hard to define. No, just say everybody. Just count the number yays. Well, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm doing is just counting yays. Yeah. 
So in my head. So if there's only two, then no. Yeah. But if there's three, then yes. I mean, instead of saying nay, you can say no if you want. I guess. Okay. Right. Yeah, say yay and no. Yeah. Fuck it. Okay. All right. Maybe you're the reason by the Japanese house. Yay. No. Yay. Yay. No. So that was three yays. So. Yeah. Bury a friend by Billy Eilish. No. Yay. No. No. Yay. No. Nay. No. Oh. Elo Milo by Billy Eilish. No. Yay. No. How many was that? No. I've been All waiting those. by Lil Pete featuring Yay. I love my Mokin and Fall Out Boy. I love McConan. No. And Fall Out Boy. no. Yeah. Yes. 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 Okay. That stays. Wait, hold on. How many was that? That was three yeses. That was three yeses versus two no's? Well, it doesn't matter. You just need if three yeses. If it's three yeses, then it's it good to go. Yeah, there could be 20 people in here. <laughs> All right. Screaming. Uh, House of Glass by KG Elephant. No. no. Night Running by KG Elephant featuring Beck. No. no. We wa- we talk all the time by the Japanese house. Yes. yes. No. Yay. Okay. I guess. I don't know. Jonathan, if you like the name. <laughs> if you like the name. You know what? You're the wild card here. If you like the name of the song. I am literally. Go- I'm just like chaotic evil right now. Seriously. If you like the name of the song, I want you to say yay. If you don't, okay. say no. I don't we'll know. go with that. I don't know Jonathan's if I like this. chaos. <laughs> I don't. Okay. You know, it doesn't really hurt. Or Yeah, it, it doesn't does. really hurt anything. So, yeah, go for At it. At this point. All right. Away We Go by The Bad Sons. Yeah. No. No. Yay. One Magic Moment by The Bad Son. Yay. No. Yay. no. Ceremony by Priest. Yay. No. 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 Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. No. Yes. 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 Man. How many yeses was that? Pat. Three. Pat didn't give one. No. I gave one. Okay, so yes? that was three yeses. Oh, man. I'm the bad Listen guy. to your fucking crazy town-ass song. All right. Seasons by Baroness. Yes. No. Yes. No. Times won't change me by Circle Waves. Yes. Yes. No. Yes. Okay. That's three. Come Home by Anderson Pop featuring Andre 3000. Yes. No. no. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say yes because I like Andre. That's three. Yeah. Goodbye by KT Elephant. No. Yeah. No. The elephant needs to get out of the cage. <sighs> Sorry. When I Die by Beirut. Yeah. yeah. No. No. Gallipoli by Beirut. No. Oh, wait, 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 wait. It's Gallipoli. Battle of Gallipoli. <laughs> <laughs> I would have said Gallipoli. I would have said Ga- I would have said Gallipoli. King too. Kamehameha in my mind, not or Ka- King Kamehameha, right? I'm coming at these these words with no context. That's history, dude. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows history, nerd? Got him. I only know anime. Let's go. Something far too good to feel by the Japanese house. Yeah. Yay. No. I love the Japanese house, so they're a yay always. Yay. Okay, well that was three yays. Stay flow by Salons. No. Yay. Where's the Catch by James Blake featuring Andre 3000. I love yay. James Blake and Andre no. 3000, so that's a yay. Yeah. No. I know it. No. Barefoot in the Park by James Blake featuring Rosalia. Love James no. Blake. No. Yay. Yes. No. Wait, was that three yays? Yay. Yay. I said no. Oh, okay. All right. F. Delano by Kishibashi. Yay. No. Yay. No. 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 Oh, wow. Everybody hates the Japanese, I guess. Well, Japanese house. I love it. Well, because F. Delano is about Japanese internment. I added mostly Japanese music. Yeah, well. Unstatus Quo by Duckworth. Yay. No. Yes. No. That's three. That was three. Tempo by Lizzo featuring Missy Elliott. Yes. yes. How many? Yes. That was Jonathan said yes and I said yes. I said yes. Uh, Julian by Carly Rae Jepsen. Yes. 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 No. Yay. Yes. All right. That's 30. Uh, so somebody else pick up. Me. Okay, cool. Just read 30. Essentially by Japanese Breakfast. Yes. 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 Okay. Yeah, no. Broken. Boy. No. No. Okay. Oh, what the fuck? Fuck off. 
Broken Boy by Cage the Elephant. Yes. No. no. Social Cues by Cage the Elephant. Yes. No. yes. I would say yes, but that's... How many was that? That was only two. Wait, uh, did you say yes? Or? Yeah. Uh, no? Okay. Wait, what? I said yes to social cues. Then oh, that's three. Okay, that's three. See, this is why nobody if no well, if you if, count if, the no, count the numbers of yes, because if it's three yeses, then that means it gets in. If there's two yeses, then no, it's not in. Okay, what if we did this? Let's just not say no. Yeah, if you let's like just say it. yes. If oh you wait, like it, yeah, that yes. way that actually works way better. Jesus yeah, Christ. Christ. Okay. What I've been saying, we did that every like, past year. You didn't say say no. You you didn't didn't say say no. I said no. just say yes. Wizzle's so mad. Oh god, he's gonna because this is stupid. This isn't stupid. Everybody We've literally been yes. doing it for the past two fucking years. Like, How do you not know your fucking all, system? Although I think at the same time we came to the same realization last year yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> I think we did. Yeah. yeah, okay. We don't learn. So everybody just say yes. We don't know history, obviously. Uh, yeah, that's why we didn't like uh, <laughs> F. Delano by Kishibashi. Uh huh. What's next? Okay. So, sorry, sorry. Okay, I was one. trying to figure out where. Sorry by Beyonce. Yes. 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 Running by Elohim. Yes. Yes. Old Town Road. Yes. 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 Billy Cyrus version. Billy Ray Cyrus. Yes. Oh, God. I hope it's number one this year. (laughs) Uh, Earthquake by Tyler, the Creator. Yes. Yes. Making my earthquake. I can't get over that song. What's good? Tyler, the Creator. Yes. Yes. No. No. We're not saying that. I'd say yeah. Yeah. That was enough yeses. Uh, Gone. Gone. Thank you. Tyler, the creator. Yes. 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 Uh, Dylan Thomas, Better Oblivion Community Center. Yes. 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 Fuck is that? <laughs> I don't know. That name sounds awesome. It's a, it's a hey, good you song. You say you didn't say yes to that. You put it on there. Yeah, I didn't like it so much. Oh, it's <laughs> yeah. That happened to me too. Uh, fashionista Chai. Yes. Yes. Chat room Charlie Bliss. Yes. yes. Time Rider Chromatics. Yes. 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 Nina. Crumb. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That name's interesting. Uh, am I going too fast? No, you're good. Okay. Hanging out of cars. Empath. Yes. yes. Big wheels. Kevin Abstract. Yes. 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 I like Kevin Abstract. Burning. Maggie Rogers. Yes. Yeah, no. Oh shit, we're not doing that. <laughs> My God. <laughs> uh, song thirty-two by Noname. It's just no name. I know. Uh, yes. Okay. We're trying to be cultured here. Oh, sorry. No name. Uh, 17 by Sharon Van Etten. Yes. yes. Hellboy. Swimmers. Yes. 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 Uh, Patience Tame Impala. Yes. yes. Wax On. Injury Reserve Freddie Gibbs. Yes. 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 Uh, bump It. Navi- uh, is that Nudes? Nudes. Nudes and Remy. Yes. yes. I totally forgot to put that on there. Uh, oh, two yeses. One thousand backyard pools. Harry teardrop. Yes. 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 Lack of love. Friendly fire. Yes. yes. Chrysalis. Empire of the sun. Yes. yes. I'm so tired. Yes. Love. Choice of on. Yes. Yes. Ricky. Daniel yes. Curry. Uh, all my friends. Maddion. Yes. 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 That song's so fucking good. Uh, mother's daughter. Miley Cyrus. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, pa- pass that ball, Colt. I got one more, motherfucker. Oh, okay. He's counting. I can't. I, I don't know when. You're going to tell me to stop. Come <laughs> through, Prince Fox. Yes. Yes. That was only two, though. Oh, I see. Never mind. Okay, here we go. Uh, I'll go next. Is that okay? 
Yep. Uh, G-O-M-F by Dubs and Bridge. I don't remember that song. Yes. It's, gonna, it's one with... Um, you want to be free? Yeah. It's oh, a TikTok yes. song. Yes. yes. Okay. Stop replacing news with Vs. It's confusing my dumb brain. <laughs> Leviathan by Volbeat. Yes. yes. Speedboat by Denzel Curry. Yes. Yes. Narrative by Sawano Hiroyukin. And Lisa. Lisa. Yes. Yes. Gurunge by Lisa. Yes. Yes. Or is it Gurunge? I don't know. Uh, Not Dead Yet by Jakey. Yes. Yes. Orphan by Slipknot. Yes. Yes. Nero Forte by Slipknot. Yes. Yes. Pure Gold by Half Alive. Yes. Yes. Supermoon by Dirty Heads. Yes. Yes. Harmonia by Shinsky. Yes. 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 The Devil's Master by Cadaver. Yes. Yes. No Halo by Brockhampton. Yes. yes. Heaven Belongs to You by Brockhampton. Yes. I've Been Born Again by Brockhampton. Yes. Uh, I can't even fucking read that name. Perihelion. Perihelion? Yeah, you got it. Perihelion. Perihelion. Perihelion by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Yes. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, Self-Immolate by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Yes. <laughs> Planet B by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Hell yes. yes. Nothing is safe. Clipping. Yes. Uh, Tourniquet by Baroness. Yes. Yes, sorry. (laughs) Emmet, Radiating Light by Baroness. Cold-Blooded Angels, Baroness. Yes. Yes. Selfish by Little Sims and Cleo Soul. Yes. Prophet by King Princess. Yes. Fuck off! Last so mad. <laughs> yeah, because it's a good fucking song. And people I've, have been, every time there's been a song here, people have been sassy, like, no. Like, I was not surprised you didn't vote for clipping uh, or uh, Nothing is Safe by clipping. I I was going to say yes, but then it's like, I didn't. I don't know why. Okay, King Prince, I've listened to that entire album, and I'm just not a fan of it. Um, Last Day Under the Sun by Volbeat. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> What the fuck? Yellow. <laughs> Patrick was planning all of our deaths. <laughs> I still can't believe Patrick's the one who got into Trixie Mattel this year. Uh, Yellow Cloud by Trixie Mattel. Yes. yes. Uh, Showdown by Marty Grimes and Bjorn. Yes. I forgot to look that one up. That's now That I, I Found You by Carly Rae Jepsen. Yes. yes. Neon Moon by Brooks and Dunn and Casey Musgraves. Yes. I will say no. That's my one. <laughs> Yo, no, fuck I, y'all. Never in my life will I vote for Brooks and Dunn. Oh, Casey just, Musgraves, maybe for the culture. Be, y'all just but, be prepared. That song's coming back. Uh, <laughs> Sanctuary by Joji. Yes. God, that song's so fucking good. Uh, Let You Know by London Grammar and Flume. Yes. 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 Uh, La 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 by Y2K and Bibi No Yes. Money. Yes. It's called Bibi No Money. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Did you say yes? I said yes to that. Okay. Uh, no Drug Like Me by Carly Rae Jepsen. Yes. yes. Smell of the Game by Daisuke Ishiwatari and Noiki Hashimoto. Wow. Yes. I can't yes. speak Japanese. Uh, L- Ludens by Bring Me the Horizon. Yes. yes. Death Stranding by Churches. Yes. Philidae by... Philidae. Philidae by Siwano Hiroyukin... I cannot fucking... Sawana Hiroyuki and Jimmy NTL. Now, what's, I, that, what's the bullshit at the end of the name, though? Uh, New Zealand Killer. I don't know. <laughs> it's their clan tag for Call of Duty. <laughs> a Combat by Danny Brown. Oh, Philidae. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and save it. I'm using that. Fuck it. Sure. Okay. 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 Um, Combat by Danny Brown. Yes. BB's Theme by Ludwig Forosel and Jenny Plant. Yes. yes. Uh, La Cancion by J Balvin and Bad Bunny. Yes. Ooh, Pat over there. I'll say yes to that. 
Odeo by J Balvin and Bad Bunny. Yes. yes. Uh, Want You in My Room by Carly Rae Jepsen. Yes. yes. Happy Not Knowing by Carly Rae Jepsen. Yes. yes. Seems like Patrick went on this bender of <laughs> Spanish music. <laughs> no, you can definitely tell Patrick was listening to this year. Oh, oh man, when we went <laughs> to Nashville, it, it, at a certain point, it turned into a, a Spanish sad boy hour. I'm, I mean, like it's it's good music to be in your feelings too. It's it's real good. Uh, uh, Immortal by Twenty One Savage. Yes. yes. In My Room by Frank Ocean. Yes. Fuck. I'll, I'll say yes to that. Yes. There's three yeses for Frank Yeah! Ocean. How did that happen? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> it's a good fucking song. Fuck you. It's Frank Ocean. It's for the culture. Uh, Aqua Code, Data Breaks by Clipping, Period, and Shabazz Palace. Okay, just Clipping and I don't yes. know why you yes. said Period. There's a period after his name everywhere. Uh, he Dead by Clipping. Yes. yes. I don't know what that is about, but oh, oh, it's so fucking oh, good. It, it's good. Oh, he did. It's good. Uh, where am I? Zulu Screams by Gold Link, Malik Berry, and B.B. Borelli. Yes. yes. That's a fun fucking group of people to talk about. <laughs> uh... Six Seasick by Binky. Yes. 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 Sunshine by Tommy Newport. <laughs> yes. Yes. Driving by Policha. Yes. Yes. Uh, Heat Rises by oh. Nulofer Yanya. Please let me try to speak it because I want to botch <laughs> just, it and just, be told wrong. Okay. It's my kink. Uh, Home by Caribou. Yeah. That sounds like some fucking campfire granola shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, where am I at? Uh, Negro Spiritual by Danny Brown and JPEG Mafia. Yes. yes. I'll say yes to that. Psycho by Denzel Curry and Slow Tie. Yes. yes. Slow Tie is kind of good. Yeah. Uh, Fado by Milky Chance. Yes. yes. Call Me by Cherry Glazer, Portugal the Man. Yes. And Portugal the Man. Uh, cool to You by Teenage Priest. Yes. Uh, tai Chi in Blood Orange sings Even If It Hurts. Yes. Holy Horses by Temples. Yes. Atom- Atomize by Temples. Yes. Uh, Mary on a Cross by Ghost. Yes. yes. That's yes. my one. God, no. I hated that song. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, Haunted House by Sir Baby Girl. Yes. Pick You Up by Foster the People. Yes. Yeah. I'll say yes to that. Eat, Sleep, Wake. Nothing But You. With Bombay Cycle Club. Yes. yes. Black Moses, Chanel T- Trey, and JPEG Mafia. Yes. Or Channel Trey. Probably Channel Trey. Uh, Obsession by Joy Wave. Yes. We Appreciate Power by Grimes and Hana. Yes. yes. Fuck, that song's so good. Um, Tokyo Drifting by Glass Animals featuring Denzel Curry. Yes. yes. That song's so good. Uh, Everything I Wanted by Billie Eilish. Yes. yes. That song's so depressing. It's so good, though. Um... My head was underwater. Uh, sorry. Uh, v- uh, viral. Viral? Viral. Viral. Viral by Moses Sumney. Yes. Air Online by Amamanaguchi. Yes. Amanaguchi. Sorry. Anamana. It's, uh, it's A-N. I forgot. Amanaguchi. Amanaguchi. Yeah. Not Amanaguchi. Lorem Ipsum Arctic Anthem by Amanaguchi. Yes. No Mind, uh, Lucy in Disguise and Fashionista Boyfriend. Yes. Nightfall by Lucy in Disguise. Yes. Passion Blue by Asako Toki. Yes. 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 Bubblegum Town by Asako Toki. Yes. Hallucinations by Paris. Yes. 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 A Town in a Dream. Ichika Shoakomaka. Fuck it. Uh, a Town in a Dream by Ichika and Sho Akamoto. Yes. Yes. Good Enough by Ichika and Akogorilla. Yes. yes. Violence OG mix by Grimes IO. Yes. Grimes and IO. Yes. Uh, no idea by Don Tolliver. Yes. No idea 
No, I'm sorry. My Type by Saweetie. Yes. Roxanne by Arizona Zervis. Yes. Yes. What? Wow. Wow. Shit. I might just go away from this right now. Stand By Me by The Peggies. Yes. yes. What is that one? This Sarah's on my closing thing. Yes. Okay, Stand yes. Stand By yes. Me. Yes. Oh, yes. Me. Yes. Yes. Me. A Wham by ASAP Ferg and uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, my name's Cody. I'm a 40-year-old white man. <laughs> ASAP Ferg and uh, Madintio. Made in Tokyo. <laughs> I couldn't yes. that either. <laughs> Made you. I was on Cody's side there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't get the A dollar sign AP Ferg, uh, but I can kind of understand that one. Okay. Wenzel, let's pause for a second. Uh, Let me uh, put all the ones that are left. Well, hold on. Let's go through. Everybody save the song they want to save. Well, did you want to go ahead and put that spreadsheet together to see which songs are saved and then go through it and then we'll say... Yeah. We'll, well, well, all the songs that aren't saved have strikes. Okay. And Colt's already used his save. Okay. Sorry. I'm just going to go ahead and I say... I can't see that. I'm just going to go ahead and say I'm saving Neon Moon by Casey Musgraves and Brooks and Dunn. That's Don. disgusting. I think it'd be good if we pause here so we can go back through the list to find out what we want to save. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. okay. Pause, pause here, Wenzel. What's up, everybody? We're back. So, we actually had a lot of songs make it through that first round of cuts. We have 75 songs remaining, so we're actually going to do a second round of cuts where there's no saves, and a song has to get four yays to make it into the final little list. Yeah. Uh, who wants to start reading? I'll, I'll mark again. Uh, I'll do it. I'll okay. do it, since I haven't read. Oh, sorry. I have to go. I actually, actually have to go to the sheet. Um yeah, it's on uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Master okay. Sheet Sheet 2. I got it. Uh, Semi-Automatic by Omer. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, Obey by Priest. Yes. yes. Okay. Let me... Sorry, I gotta zoom in. Uh, Maybe You're the Reason by Japanese House. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, I've Been Waiting by Lil Pete featuring I Love Maconan and Fall Out Boy. Yes. Yes. Wait, uh, how many does it have three, to be? Four. Oh, fuck. We Talk All the Time by The Japanese House. Shower. <laughs> Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. Yes. 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 Really? Man. Fuck. <laughs> Just made it. I'm the bad guy. Oh my God. Fuck. Fucking. Okay. Times Won't Change Me by Cirque Waves. Yes. Okay. Come Home by Anderson Pack featuring Andre 3000. Yes. Yes. Something Far Too Good to Feel by The Japanese House. Yes. Barefoot in the Park by Jane Blake featuring Rosalia. Unstatus Quo by Duckworth. Tempo by Lizzo featuring Missy Elliott. Yes. yes. There's no, three. There's not one more. That was three. Y'all gave up on Lizzo? Yep. She's like yep. the artist of the year. For you. Well, <laughs> I don't know if I go that Compared far. to who? Casey Musgraves over there? Fuck off, Brooks and Dunn. <laughs> uh, Julian by Carly Rae Jepsen. Yes. Yes. Essentially by Japanese Breakfast. Yes. 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 I need to go take a shower. I'm that was three. Pissed off. <laughs> Social Hues by Cage the Elephant. Yes. Sorry, Original Demo by Beyonce. Yes. yes. Running by Elohim. Old Town Road Remix, fe- uh, Little Nas X featuring Billy Ray Cyrus. Yes. yes. Oh, f- I'm going for dumb. I feel like that's going to be number one. Uh, well, we'll get... Uh, okay. oh, I, 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 said, even, I mean, I said yes. I'm, I wanted to make it on the I don't list. even like it that much, but I'm willing to go stupid. I want this uh, well. shit to win. Lizzo got off, so fuck everybody here. Oh, that's dumb. Okay. Uh, Earthquake by Tyler the Creator. Yes. yes. 
What's Good by Tyler the Creator. Yes. Gone Gone Thank You by Tyler the Creator. Yes. yes. Dylan Thomas by Better Oblivion of Community Center. Time Rider by Chromatics. Yes. Yes. Nina by Crumb. Yes. Hanging Out of Cars by Empath. Yes. Big Wheels by Kevin Abstract. Yes. 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 Hellboy by Swimmers. Yes. Yes. Wax On by Injury Reserve featuring Freddie Gibbs. Yes. Yes. Thousand Backyard Pools. Sorry, Wenzel. (laughs) I I don't... Yeah, I'm sad. Okay. Thousand Backyard Pools by Harry Teardrop. Yes. That's a good song. Lack of Love by Friendly Fires. Yes. Yes. Chrysalis by Empire of the Sun. Yes. 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 Mother's Daughter by Miley Cyrus. Yes. Come on, boys. Let's hear it for uh, Miley Cyrus. She needs us. No. <laughs> uh, She's listening right now. G-O-M-F uh, by Dobbs and Bridge. Yes. I don't even remember that one. <laughs> what do you mean you fuck off? Like I would like to mention Cody nominated, and also Which, we what, just told him what, what it was. was it again? It's the song that fucking old dude named Casey. Casey Fry. Yeah, Casey Fry dances too. He's oh, then yes. Come on. I'm, I'm, I say I said yes. How many yeses was that? Three. No. Two. Two. Okay. Get on my face. Leviathan by Volbeat. Yes. Ah, oh, fuck. Damn. Okay. Uh, Speedboat by Denzel Curry. Yes. Yes. I don't listen to bands who are named after Pokemon. What? That was late. Oh. That wasn't about Denzel Curry. It was about Volbeat. Okay. Uh, yeah. Garage by Lisa. This yes. is Demon Slayer opening. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. This is Demon Slayer opening? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. That's it's four. the Demon Slayer opening. That's four yeses. Is it the Demon Slayer opening? It's the Demon Slayer opening, Jonathan. Okay. Or- I think it's the Demon Slayer opening. Orphan by Slipknot. Yes. Nero Forte by Slipknot. Yes. Pure Gold by Half Alive. Yes. Yes. Supermoon by Dirty Heads. Yes. yes. Harmonia by Shinsky. Yes. The Devil's Master by Cadaver. Yes. 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 No Halo by Brockhampton. Yes. yes. Heaven Belongs to You by Brockhampton. Yes. yes. Self-Immolate by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Yes. yes. Planet B by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Yes. 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 Tourniquet by Baroness. Yes. Yellow Cloud by Trixie Mattel. Bye-bye. <laughs> now That I Found You, Carly Rae Jepsen. Yes. yes. Oh, damn. Neon Moon by Brooks and Dunn and Casey Musgraves. Literally the song of the year, but okay, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, Let You Know by London Grammar and Flume. Yes. Yes. God, I love that song. I'll let you know. La La La, Y2K, and whatever his name is. Yes. Baby No Money. Baby No Money. And yes. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Death Stranding by Churches. Yes. Feel a die. Feel a day. That means cats. It's a family of cats. It doesn't mean cats. Yes. Yes. That was only two. BB's theme by Ludwig Vorsell and Jenny Plant. Yes. Yes. Odeo by Jay Balvin and Bad Bunny. Yes. Yes. Damn. Want You in My Room by Carly Rae Jepsen. Yes. yes. In My Room by Frank Ocean. Yes. 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 Is that three? It was just three. Okay. <clears throat> he Dead by Clipping. Yes. yes. Zulu Screens by Gold Link, Malik Berry, and Bibi Borelli. Yes. Seasick yes. by Binky. Yes. I like the name Binky. Negro Spiritual by Danny Brown, JPEG Mafia. Yes. yes. Psycho by Denzel Curry and Slow Tie. Yes. yes. Mariana Cross by Ghost. Yes. yes. Pick, you, yes. Up. Pick you Up by Foster the People. 
Eat, Sleep, Wake, Nothing But You by Bombay Bicycle Club. <clears throat> Black Moses by Chanel Trey and JPEG Mafia. Yes. Yes. We Appreciate Power, Grimes and Hana. Yes. Uh, hold yes. on. Uh, yeah. Uh, what? No. Uh, just a second. I forgot to add the the Violence OG Mix uh, that I accidentally marked. Oh. Okay. Uh, by Grimes and IO. Do, does anybody, is that going to get four yeses? Yes. Mm. Yes. Okay. Two. Okay. Tokyo Drifting by Glass Animals featuring Denzel Curry. Yes. 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 Everything I Wanted by Billie Eilish. Yes. Yes. Passion Blue by Asako Toki. Yes. Hallucinations by Paris. Yes. 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 Good Enough by Chica and Echo Gorilla. Yes. yes. Stand By Me, The Peggies. Yes. yes. That song's on my ending. All right. Some oh, yes. Yeah, that That's a yes for me. Yes. Yes. No, no yes. Nothing Is Safe by Clipping. Yes. 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 All right. Oh, All right. So, Wenzel, pause it one more time. We're back. And we're pissed. <laughs> we're, we're all mad. We have, it seems like it always happens every year with songs. Uh, we have 12 songs left remaining. We, are, we have to cut two of these songs and then rank the remaining 10 to get our uh, song of the year list. Uh, my suggestion is we go around, everybody say a song they want to cut, maybe. And then let's see how, how that happens. Uh, personally, I think the song that gets cut is Hallucinations by Paris. One of the songs that gets cut. Okay. I would agree. I've never heard that song. I would say Hallucinations because I knew I didn't get to the bottom of the list. Cody said yes to it. I probably did, but I don't know it. I, I know th- Paris. I like Paris. Y- yeah, I like Paris but I too, but I don't know that song, so we can easily cut that one. Okay, so that's... that. Okay, so that was easy uh <laughs> i want to say bad guy i, I hate bad guy with i was gonna say old town road i love bad guy i want old town road to be number I, one i honestly here <laughs> I, I agree with cole here's my thing with old town road i think old town road has to make this list uh i think it is <laughs> wait no well you can't just do that no no, no 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 it has to make the list I, I think old town road has to make the list i would cut bad guy before i cut old town road Let's not cut either. Let's cut out some more of Wenzel's choosing. We have one song we have to cut, and then the rest we have to rank. Oh. I was just those me playing with you. This one. Uh, I, 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 I think we're either. I think the two songs that I'm in my head that we cut are either "Bad Guy" by Billie Eilish or "Crystallis" by Empire of the Sun. I would cut. Why do you say? Wait, 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 wait. How is it's it pronounced? Okay, back to Chrysalis. Do not, do not strong arm me into this just because you know that is my only song on the fucking I, list. I, it's not. It's my least favorite on the list. Okay, let's add Brooks and Dunn and Casey Musgraves. It, 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 it can get cut. It's fucking him. Remove it. Remove it. It can get cut. That's fine. Like, what are, what, just we each say a song and then see what happens there. I don't even know what songs are on the list. Do you have one on your phone? It's, what doesn't uh, show up? It's oh. Maybe You're the Reason, Bad Guy, Old Ten Red Remix, Earthquake, Big Wheels. Chrysalis, Shut Up, Garange, Planet B, Death Stranding, Tokyo Drifting, and Stand By Me. Okay, let's get rid of Garange. What the hell that is? That's Demon that Slayer. Slayer. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I swear to God, we've said that five times. <laughs> big Wheels. I'm okay with Big let's Wheels. Get, I'm a, actually, I'm okay let's with Big Wheels. Let's get rid of Frank Ocean. I like Frank Ocean, but Frank Ocean. That's, that's Kevin Abstract. abstract. I hate Kevin <laughs> Abstract. Cody <laughs> does not qualify for anything. Why Why did we bring him on here? Uh, okay, so we have... Movie discussion. Here's our top <laughs> ten songs. Not in order. Sorry. Maybe You're the Reason by The Japanese House, Bad Guy by Billie Eilish, Old Town Road Remix by Lil Nas X featuring Billy Ray Cyrus, Earthquake by Tyler the Creator, 
Chrysalis. Chrysalis! I don't Have care. you never heard of insects? <laughs> no. Do you it's know what by, a bug is? By Empire of the Sun. Garange by Lisa. Planet B by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Death Stranding by Churches. Tokyo Drifting by Glass Animals featuring Denzel Curry. And Stand By Me by the Peggies. I think number 10 has to be the Empire of the Sun song. Uh, no. Uh, it's so good. My, my bottom it. would be Bad Guy. My bottom oh, okay, would be yeah. Bad Guy, Let's too. get rid of Bad I'm, Guy. I'm fine with... Sorry, Billy. Bad Guy being number 10. Happy birthday. It should have been Elo Milo in your place, but whatever. Uh, okay. I don't know what that is. That you, good. It's, an, it's a song by Billy Eilish, but it's also based off of a very fun game. Yeah. Oh, is it the Snake I.O.? No. Okay. No. Um, uh, I don't really care for Planet B. I don't hate it. I just don't really feel... I, I love that. I, I love like it. Self I like Self better, but... Uh, I feel like I would cut Daphne's house, whatever that's Well, we're not cutting, we're ranking. Well, yeah. You know, to me, that's nine, because that, that's unmemorable for me. The Yeah, the... Maybe I, you're the reason. I was so thinking... let's that, do number one, Death Stranding. <laughs> we can't uh, just jump we, right we gotta away. Work we gotta work our way... No, uh, fuck uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> fuck the rules. <laughs> I can't throw something at the bottom. Uh, so... Oh, yeah, I can. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's put Planet B at the bottom. Best bad guy. Well, we already got bad, bad guy's guy. number 10. Oh, bad guy's number 10? Yeah. Yes. Oh, God. You just, did it just, just go to bed. We'll be out here. <laughs> I I am I am causing the tension in this room. Aren't you I? are the only <laughs> I'm one. I'm stressing really hard right now. Um. Okay, for number nine, so I've, so I've heard maybe you're the reason by the Japanese house. Uh, uh, I, I also put Tokyo Drifting. That, that didn't stick with me. Ooh, too Ooh. bad because that's like the best song of the year. Yeah, so. <laughs> I don't think it's the best song left on this list, but I don't think it's number nine. I think there's way worse. It's songs like number left. three. Oh, look, I, 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 we need I would number agree. Nine before we worry yeah. about stuff like that. Number nine is definitely going to be. I don't really know. I should just honestly just peace out because honestly, this ten could be anything, and I wouldn't give a shit. <laughs> I'm thinking. I don't. For me personally, I don't care for maybe you're the reason or Planet B. Those are my two that I don't really care for. I like maybe you're the reason because I think it's a, Japanese houses is just a really sweet band to begin with. Are, are we agreeing but, that maybe you're the reason Planet B are definitely eight and nine, uh, some way? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Let's put Planet B as eight. Japanese house at number nine. Does that sound good to everybody? That That's fine. Good with me. Okay, let's go back up to number one. Earthquake. No. <laughs> See, that's the thing is that like there's several songs on here that I really, really enjoy. Like Earthquake, fantastic. You make him an earthquake. But music, this year hasn't been that big of music for me. Yeah, I'd, like I've, 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 I said this before we even started the award show. Like I, I wasn't so much enthralled with music this year as I was last year. I just there wasn't as much that really blew me out of the water. Like literally, my favorite albums of fucking Brooks and Dunn reboot album. So. Now, anybody listening, just know there was a lot of good music that came out this year. Yeah, so these lot. are just their opinions. Yeah, definitely not. This, I'm just personally, I wasn't as interested in music this like, year. Don't so let them phase you. Past. There was a lot, a video, lot of good music. Video games, movies, anime. Those three take our opinions to heart. Music, fuck us. <laughs> like we're well, just, well, we all have like pretty. We all have dis- pretty diverse. That, music is the one thing we all really disagree on disagree on I would say Chrysalis has to be number 7 Chrysalis 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 Crystal right Crystal it has to be number 7 Crystals has to be number 7 Crystal water you want some water yes please is anybody is anybody else disagreeing with that I think no that's fine it's okay just say it right motherfucker I think it should be number 5 Crystalis number 7 thank you Crystalis 
<laughs> you know, just, just forget it. It's in the past. <laughs> no, no. I'm going to sneak to your house and piss on your fucking f- doormat. Joke's on you. You already do it. <laughs> You're right. Shit. Shit. Right now. Uh, do okay. it. Hold on. There's six songs left. All Town Road Remix by Lil Nas X, <laughs> Earthquake by Tyler the Creator, Grinch by Lisa, Death Stranding by Churches, Tokyo Drifting by Glass Animals, and Stand By Me by The Peggy. I say Old Town Road should be the no. Next. no. Old Town Road should be number two. I'm fine with Old Town Road going between now and number one. <laughs> I like I'm I'm honestly like wherever the majority is landing is where I'm at. What's number one right now? Wait, what's number? What, where what number are we on? Yeah, what number? Six. 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 Number six. Uh, I'd probably say Grinch by Lisa. I would say mm. Grinch or Tokyo Drifting. Uh, I, I, I would that, say Grinch. Grinch. Uh, Tokyo Drifting. No. You're a scumbag. Yeah, Tokyo <laughs> Drifting is literally the best song on this list. And, like, it's such a huge comeback for for a band that's it, been on, like, essentially hiatus. hiatus. Yeah, did you not know about the band member? Let me just sympathize okay. with you real quick. And let me say, the band member. Which one was it? The drummer. The drummer. The drummer. Had a got hit by a car while he was cycling through the streets of England, I think, and uh, he was out of commission for like two or three years. Yeah, Glass he, Animals is a fantastic band that really experiment experiments beyond what is normal. Um, they take little sounds from different spaces and they blow them up into full proportion songs, not just like instrument sounds, but like sounds from other things. I I honestly think the Glass Animals is one of the most creative bands of our generation. For sure. Oh yeah, I definitely yeah. want to mention that they are. Baby making music as well, so yep. give it a listen. Yep. Uh, for me, uh, Tokyo Drifting next. I was, five. I was going to say Tokyo Drifting for five. Years. As long as it's in the top five. I, I agree. What did you choose for number six? Le- uh, Grinch by Lisa. Which yeah. one is that? Are you a Demons. hamster? You're, Are you're you a fucking with it. It. You're actually he's, he's fucking with it. I will right slit your throat. <laughs> don't worry, I forget. I don't want I, him. I, at I forget words. every time. Okay. There, there's four songs remaining. Old Town, Old Town Road, Road by Lil Nas X, Earthquake by Tyler the Creator, Death Stranding by Churches, and Stand by Me by the Peggies. I think Old Town Road's four. Yeah. Earthquake. I, I agree with Cody. Earthquake. Earthquake. I think Earthquake needs to go because you think Earthquake is four. I think Earthquake is less impactful than Old Town Road. And <laughs> I mean, uh, but yeah, I mean technically. But maybe. also, Earthquake. If you listen to Earthquake, it sounds almost parody in a way, and I think that makes it a lesser song than something like Old Town Road. My, my only like a totally serious song. My only, yeah. My only defense is Earthquake's not even one of my three favorite songs from that album. Yeah. So it's I, probably my least uh, from Ur- the big ones. So I'm fine with Earthquake up four. Okay. Are we doing Old Town Road as three? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'd say Death Stranding at three. Mm. I would put Earth. I would, I would, I would, Death Stranding is actually a really fucking good song. Death Stranding is a very good song, but it sounds like like it is a song that you can listen to in video game and cry your eyes out. And it's a song you can listen to outside of the video game and cry your eyes out. Okay, <laughs> Stand by Me by the Peggies at number three. No, what's left? I can't. Tell. We just. I Let's thought stand. everybody said Old Town Road at number three. I'm, so I'm just, I'm just joking. Stand by oh. Me is the ending song. No, for Sarns on My too, right? Yeah, okay. Stand by Me by the Peggies, which is the ending song for Sarns on My and Death Stranding by Churches, are our two songs remaining. Uh, the what's Sarn- one and what's two? I think Sarns on My is number two. Sarns on My is number Sarns on My number two. I, I yeah, I would agree with that. I fucking love that Churches song. I haven't even played the game. Wow! Honestly, where do y'all say? I, I don't like that church's song. That church's song is probably it's, the worst church's song. It's not. It's definitely not. It's, it's not, not the, my favorite. I would say song. it's like it's like the worst church's but song. But like the mother we, like, but like I also hold like I think the mother we share is like the best song. Have you not game, heard so. their last album? The, their last album was less than stellar, but this song sounded very much in line what was on their second album. Yeah, I listened to the. 
entire album. Their discography is <laughs> it's definitely declining in well, I, the the uh, the Bones We Believe in. I think it's Bones We Believe in. Is the name of it? I I don't know. I wasn't shaking my head uh, at you. I think it's the name of the album. It's the that, first album by yeah. them. And this yeah. is a red album. It has the Mother We Share. It has it's Gun. Gun. Fuck me. That's a fucking feminist anthem. I've ever heard one. And God, that's probably my favorite album. It is. Yeah. A, it is a damn good album. It's so it's good. got so much power, but. You know, this uh, gotta tell you, this top ten has me uh, super excited to never do this again. <laughs> so, yeah, like wow, like what an god awful list. This like, list is like, the worst looking, list that we've looking ever back had. At, no, I, I no, looking back at last year's list, I was like, this is actually pretty good. Looking at this year's list, wow, I absolutely hate it. See, I'm the exact opposite. I, I, was, lo- I was looking at last year's list. I'm like, man, I don't even remember half these songs. At least here, I'm familiar with everything. Oh, I'm familiar with all these songs. We gotta make a playlist of our top tens from the past uh, years as well. So yeah, we do. I'm gonna go through. Say our top ten. We'll get into plugs if we can finally never talk to each other again. Uh, number ten is "Bad Guy" by Billie Eilish. Number nine is "Maybe You're the Reason" by The Japanese House. Number eight is "Planet B" by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Number seven is "Say It Right, You Motherfucker." Crystals by Empire of the Sun. <laughs> no, Chrysalis. Chrysalis, Chrysalis by, by the Empire of the Sun. If you have not been following it, Chrysalis. I, I'm, I'm a fan of that one. Uh, number six is "Grinch" by Lisa. Number five is Tokyo Drifting by Glass Animals featuring Denzel Curry. Number four is Earthquake by Tyler, the Creator. Number three fuck, is All Town Road Remix by Lil Nas X featuring Billy Ray Cyrus. Number two is Stand By Me by The Peggies. And number one, the all-you-can-hear song of the year is Death Stranding by Churches. You know, when I think about it, Death Stranding by Churches is kind of like giving Leo Best Actor for The Revenant. Because churches have had some good shit that we've kind of thrown by the wayside. Yet, I'm, I'm fine yet with Leo deserved that for The Revenant. No, he did not. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did. If the Revenant watched, was a bullshit movie. The Revenant was fantastic. I, I it doesn't like deserve any of the hype. Yeah, it, it deserves all the hype. Like it was, the Revenant, it, no, it was a great movie. I, I don't fucking Le- care. Leo, Leo does so much better Great stuff. cinematography, great acting. Just Yeah, that bear looked like shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to this monster of a show uh as always uh you can uh listen to us on soundcloud itunes google play spotify overcast all your favorite rss feed catchers but if you're listening to us you already know that so leave us a like a review a subscription a rating helps us out tremendously you can follow us on twitter at aych podcast you can follow us on instagram aych podcast you can follow us on twitch.tv slash all you can hear uh subscribe to our youtube channel it's all you can hear it's where our twitch vod's go and you can follow me tanner at tanner one four nine five this is Patrick. Thank you all for listening. It's been a, a hell of a year, and uh, we appreciate you sticking with us. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at John Lost His Name. You can follow my art on Facebook at John Lost His Name Art. My name is Colt. Follow me on Twitter at ColtD00. What I learned from this is that we need to probably think about what we're putting in. Like, do your own personal top amount of things, and also. Uh, Wow, this sucks uh, doing it in this format. I will say that we will. We are learning from this, and we will do better. I promise. My name is Jonathan. You can follow me on Twitter and Letterbox at John Odinson twelve. I'm Wenzel. Thank you for listening. Follow me on Twitter at Wenzel. You can follow my art Instagram at Wordlefancy. My name is Cody. You can follow me at CODDOC11. Do that on Instagram and Letterboxd, where I corrected my cat's review. <laughs> I guess we'll see y'all next year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Bye. Bye. Happy New Year.